Painkiller Already, episode 353 with our guest Hutch. Kyle? A couple of sponsors tonight, NatureBox, Casper Mattresses, and uh, I got Beachbody, which is a brand new one. And uh, also a quick word here from Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddess World Tour is coming to a city near you with a full orchestra and over 30 years of Zelda gameplay on a giant screen. Now featuring Breath of the Wild along with all the classics. Check them out in Portland on, uh, on the 23rd. For tickets and full tour schedule, go to mgplive.com, link in the description, and make sure to use promo code L. Zero Z one zero in the description. Also, when purchasing <laughs> tickets to get ten percent off. So yeah, check that out. That sounds really cool. Awesome. Yeah, it does. Hutch. He's got the pre- premium, uh, premium ads, huh? Stop. Getting Nothing Zelda but the on, best. On yeah, Frankly, right. all of our ads are premium. <laughs> we only offer the best. Only things you, we believe in. Do you guys have Casper mattresses? They sent me one like a month ago. They sent they me did. one? I paid yeah. for mine. I used the PKA Those discount. Great people. <laughs> Those great if, I, people. if I could get it for free, you guys could have got it for free for sure. Damn it. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Well, we liked them so much, we turned the free one down and slapped down. <laughs> you insisted on giving them money, yeah. It's such a good price. Why not? You yeah. Know? I, I, I legit went through, like, PKAs to find a Casper ad. Because sometimes the coupon code is like PKA. Sometimes it's painkiller. It's usually one of those two. So I had to look it up, and I used it. Yeah. I've literally forgotten before to use our own coupon code on things. <laughs> where I'll get to check out and I'll be like, was there something I forgot? Fuck! Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I did Dollar Shave Club. We're customers of those. And, and it's, uh, it's on both sides. One, I would like Dollar Shave Club to think you know, that they're an effect, this is an effective advertising medium. Two, I would have got a discount. Like, that's win-win. And I didn't yeah. do it. Just... Naturebox has, has one of the best offers. Like, I, I bought some Naturebox stuff the other day. I got a bunch of jerky and stuff. And uh, by the time the checkout was done, it was $2. I was like, how is this even possible? Like, <laughs> I think there was. I think I had like a free shipping thing because I, I'm a member or whatever, and then I applied the code and it took a bunch off. It's like two dollars for like three bags of food. Because of snack subsidies. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> it's you, big. Donald. It's big snack. What's new with you? Huh? How are you doing? Uh, today I'm a little stressed, man. My kitty. My we just found out recently. My cat has like a. Genetic um, kidney disease. Oh, so he's, he's oh, like, good. yeah. No, How old we is had your him cat? For, we don't know actually. Like, he's my ex's cat, and then I got custody of the cat when we split up because she couldn't take care of him at the apartment that she was living in. And then, so like, we think he's probably like around ten to twelve. So he's not oh, like a young okay. cat, but what color? Takes, he's a black cat. How long does a cat know? last? Like fifteen years, uh, like yeah, fifteen to twenty years, I think. 20, is, is, yeah. yeah, longer than dogs. Yeah. Way longer I, than I Great just, Danes. Uh, That's three Great I Danes. Just, <laughs> I was just reading. Pet stores won't sell you a black cat in the month of October because they're worried that people are going to either torture them to death or use them for uh, seances and stuff. Uh, oh, that's and, awful. And black yeah. magic. Yeah. Is there really that many people in the seance market like that are interested There's enough, enough to kill a cat? Look, you, you, have you ever tried to buy eggs on Halloween? Same premise. Hmm. I bet they would eggs sell home. me eggs on Halloween, right? They absolutely would. Well, they ID. <laughs> they, they ID. You have to be eighteen. All right, okay. In my experience, like, and, and all the times, granted, that I was trying to buy eggs on Halloween, I was gonna throw them at something. But they were, <laughs> they, they would ID me, and I was, like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. twenty eight. Yeah, give, no, no. I, you know, at the time, I, you know, I was sixteen or something. That's what I was. Yeah, I was in, like, in they must be profiling. Like, we weren't nearly as. We weren't. Yeah, they do profile because yeah. I remember when we were like. 
14 or whatever, or 13, and we wanted to TP someone's house, and there was whatever cool mom was like, I'll drive you as long as you're not drunk or whatever, you know, and you just send seven 13-year-olds into the grocery store, and each one buys a six-pack of toilet paper in line. Like, oh, <laughs> no, they'll think we'll all just have to, to poop. Like, no, it, Let's, uh, Looking back, that was so shitty. Let's not get away from Hutch, though, because like, like <laughs> okay. we asked him how he's doing, and then we just went on a roll. <laughs> like, but, but yeah, I, I'm he's, sorry uh, he's getting about... his audio back right now. Okay. Oh, I, I'm so... he lost I'm audio sorry. again. Oh, what a bummer. I'm sorry to hear about his kitty cat. I I wanted to ask about the custody thing. If that was like like a legal <laughs> battle, or if it was like a paper rock scissors game, or like how that went down. Because the way he put it, it was like sounded like when you get custody of a child. Yeah, I wonder if it was contentious. Yeah, I, Ooh, it drama. sounded that way. Wow. Oh, his audio is back. <laughs> <laughs> can you Wait, can you hear my audio now? Yes, yeah, but hear. tap your mic. I'm not sure which yeah, let's one. Let's figure out which microphone it is. It, it, it's the webcam mic that it's picking up now. Can, no. we do, can we do better than that? Yeah, but <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know how, because like the Astro just decided to stop working right there, so I'm not sure why I did that. Well, there's a... Fucking Skype. The, Come on. I, we're in the you business. Know, you know, I know you've got nine mics laying around there. <laughs> I, I do, man. And none, none of them, none of them, honestly, none of them work with, uh, with Skype for some reason. What do you uh, usually use? I have like this headset here. It's like an Audio-Technica headset mic. Uh-huh. And it's just... It's just... Uh, so we lost your audio, Hutch. It, it, maybe you changed something. I don't know. Oh, it might be that one. I think yeah. that's better. That is yeah. so yes. much better. Yeah, 10,000 so, times better. Yeah, the yeah, webcam. Yeah. I, I love Woody's unapologetic audio corrections sometimes <laughs> where someone will be like, hey, I'm just using my phone turned sideways. Is that cool? And Woody's always the one who's like, no, it's not cool. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. Like, you know yes. why Woody does that? Because Woody is the one who has to bear the brunt if, if something's off. Uh, it, it, he's what, the one getting getting 500 comments. Like, what a lot Woody, of people no, don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. What people don't understand is I can hear everybody's audio but my own. So like when my audio is bad, like that's the one that I don't know. Everything else I, I can address during the show, but my own, like I, I'm just... I tested before the show, and I actually got compliments on last week, so I just didn't touch anything. But yeah, so that it, it's oh. it's very hard to get my audio perfect. Everybody else's, I can fuss about. Well, well normally I'd have like an even better mic than this one. Mm -hmm. Like the Astros sound okay, but not great. But yeah. it's I just kind of have to do that for Skype for whatever reason. It'll work. So, so hey, set, set tell the us. Bar so low with that webcam mic that this sounds like heaven. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> it's, I do that with my air conditioner in the car. Like sometimes, like this yeah. is this sounds terrible. Let's put it on max for like sixty seconds, and then I'll like it. <laughs> you know, yeah, back you to, uh, dude. So, uh, oh, back cat, to the kitty cat. Cat custody. Is this like a contentious type thing? Is this like, like were you, did you guys like bring out the lawyers and go to the mattresses? No, the, we, <laughs> no, nothing like that. No, she, she asked me if I would take care of them and I said, yeah. So oh, that was nice. Yeah, those things. I, I wish it happened more in child, child custody. I wish there was one parent that was like, ah, yeah, <laughs> I didn't really. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. on board with this. In it. Don't tell little Marky, but uh, yeah, you, you but keep When you him. think about it, like you've thought of, like I'd much rather be the kid that both parents are fighting over feverishly, like you're not taking my son away from me or whatever, than the opposite, which is super sad, where it's just two parents who are like, I don't want him. I'm no. not dealing with them for that long. Like that's just heartbreaking. So well, no, nothing, not, nothing like that. We both. I mean, I, I love this cat, so I don't have a problem taking care of. It. She would, she would be taking care of it, but she just 
the apartment that she was living in didn't let her have it. So I was happy to happy to take care of him. And then Esme, my, my girlfriend now, she takes like she takes like way better care of him than I do. She's on top of the pets like all the time. So it's always how many, nice. Uh, how many cats do you have? You have two or cats, two two cats and a dog. Two cats and a little chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, they, they get along. I don't have enough room for it right now. Like you I, live in a, you live in an apartment. Yep. Yeah, I don't yeah. have a yard big enough to to run them around in or anything. And I'd feel like it because if I want when I get a dog. Woody's kind of converted me to the big dog side. Like, I never mm. thought I'd want that, but I want, like, a big short-haired no. dog, like a Great Dane or uh, something like that. They seem like good animals, even dealing with the big shits. And that is honestly my number one concern. Oh, but Great Danes, right. for such huge animals, like, they don't need as much exercise as, like, a Border Collie, which will, like, go neurotic if you just leave it inside. It'll just be circling the coffee table all day, like, yeah. losing its mind. Or Huskies. But, Huskies, man, they have oh, a lot yeah. of energy. I worry that Huskies yeah. wouldn't do well in this climate. I'm in North Carolina, most people know. Yeah. I I feel like it, it might be a, like a form of animal abuse to put them in a place where it can hit 95 from April to yeah. October. Yeah, that's yeah. not what they're made for. Like, I, I like the little dogs, man. I like the tripping hazard kind of dogs. Like, chihuahuas scare me because my sister-in-law had a chihuahua. And, and like when we were kids, like, I don't know, 13 or 14, like we didn't do anything to it. Like We were inside. And and they just said, oh no, little Pepper's eyeball just popped out, and and it like as the and the dog's walking in with its eyeball like hanging out of the socket by you know the connecting string whatever that shit is, and, and we are in. all just we are all just screaming, and 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 my my brother-in-law is like, oh no, no, no worries, no worries, boop, and he just pops the eyeball back in, and I was it, it was the freakiest shit I'd ever seen, and they were like, yeah, that's a thing with Chihuahuas, <laughs> man, sometimes. Just pop right out. And I was like, well, don't get a chihuahua then. Yeah, well, Holy I don't shit. know, Kyle. You got competent at fixing that Samsung washing machine of yours. Why can't you learn <laughs> a, little, a little homemade chihuahua yeah. surgery? You Is that an actual that. common thing for chihuahuas, that their eye will just pop out? It can't be I've, that common or it wouldn't have stuck around. I've yet to run into that problem. I've had a couple chihuahuas and I've never had their eyeball pop out. They're huh. super territorial. That's the thing. The thing with chihuahuas is that they, they love their owners and they hate like most everybody else, let usually. Me, let me ask you this. Uh, is, it, is it possible, because this happens with small dog owners sometimes, that small dog owners as a culture are just more forgiving of bad, beha bad behavior? Because uh, I'll tell you, if my Great Danes show an ounce of aggression, that shit gets stamped out. That's dangerous. That's not okay. I've yeah. never considered that before. That does make sense, though. Like, you got to have a tight leash if you have a you know, Rottweiler. As opposed yeah. to a little Bichon, if it if it acts up and barks in public loudly, you're like, hey, yeah. settle down, bud. We had aggressive oh. gate Dane. Kyle met it. Thing wore muzzle for like all four days. Oh, you know? Thank God. Thank yeah. God or Kyle wouldn't be here. That <laughs> dog is a monster. He it's... was a monster. He was just, the dog, how much did he weigh? 120 pounds? Oh, at Big least. Big fucking dog. At, at least. least 120 pounds. And, and, and the, in dog talk, that's a, enormous. It's It was yeah. Cerberus. A beast from from fucking mythology out from hell. <laughs> it would and, and it's just looking at me like not like hey don't mess with anybody bro or there could be trouble in here. He was looking at me like let me let me go let me go <laughs> let me get him come on boss let me go I'll kill him right here I'll kill him Hector, for you. Hector just got a great Dane too. He's okay. Got, he's got I think he's got four little dogs and then he's got one great Dane. I think he's got four Chihuahuas and then a giant dog. 
I've always thought it'd be fun to get matching dogs. Like, like here's my Doberman Pinscher, and here's my, is it a Dalshund? Mini Pinscher. Yeah, oh, yeah. A, a Mini yeah. Pinscher. My okay. dad has that. Yeah, That's like, my dad. here's my dog, and here's my dog's dog. <laughs> my dad has the full-size Pinscher. It's uh, named Chopper, and he's like, like, he comes up to, like, above my waist, his head does. He's this enormous thing. His whole head is, like, this big, like, I don't know, watermelon big, it seems like. And then he's got the Min Pin, as he calls it. And it's, you know, you, you hold it in your hand. And and Min, you know, Min but, pins are fucking vicious though. They yeah. are vicious. Like uh, I had a buddy that I was growing up with that had a min pin, and you could not get close to it without him like really biting India. Hmm. Yeah, like, every every time. I've got a Belgian Malinois, which is a attack dog that looks like a German Shepherd. It's it's like whenever we were buying him, I was like, what's the difference between this and a German Shepherd? He's like, German Shepherd's like Arnold Schwarzenegger if he whips your ass. It's just a real pounding. The uh, Belgian Mal, he's like Bruce Lee. He's going to hit you a lot, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but he's still going to whip your ass. And I was like, oh, great. Do you yeah, guys see day. about the, the new law in California that they're, they're, they might – well, the California legislature just passed it, but they banned the sale of, 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 of cats, dogs, and bunnies um, that were raised yes. in, in – uh, Puppy mills. What do you call Pu- Puppy mills, yeah. You yeah. can still get them from – you can still go directly to a breeder and buy from a breeder, but, but pet stores can't – Purchase dogs, bunnies, or cats if they were uh, raised in a puppy mill. Good. Or, huh. So uh, are they going to be like selling all those current puppy mill puppies out of state, or are they just? I don't like, know. Have, They're hoping no, to put no, puppy no. mills out question. of business. I'm They're sure. They're going to kill so yeah. many puppy mill. Here's what's going to happen. It's it's a little fucked, but. The current cycle of puppy mill puppies, I guarantee they're killing all those puppies, right? They're killing them all. It's like my friend when he had had that herd of antelope that suddenly became protected, and so he could no longer like afford to keep them on his ranch because if a hunter accidentally shoots the protected one, like it's hundreds of thousands in fines and they get shut down. So he's like, oh, well, we'll just slaughter them all, and uh, that's what happened. So elk meat for a long time. <laughs> and no more elk. And let them rot. I'm sure. Yeah, I bet they're killing all those puppy mill puppies. So what? Uh, what is? I, I mean, is puppy mill? I guess w- when does it go from uh, like breeder to puppy mill? Like how well, how big is a puppy mill operation? I don't even know. I was curious I about that too. Either. Like I'm sure the law must oh. define what's a puppy mill and what's yeah, a, look this an up. earnest breeder. Hutch, I had a question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You took a break from all of social media. I don't know, two years ago, right? And uh, times, yeah. at the time, I thought those breaks were crazy. Um, now, I think that they were clever. Like, that, that, that's an important thing. How are you feeling about them? Like, do you, re- do you regret them? Uh, do you think about what would have happened to your like, social media uh, career? If, like, I'm sure you, in your head you've thought about each trajectory and, and yeah, how they might yeah, have yeah. differed. What do you think? I think it really depends on what you want out of out of being whatever the word is influencer social media person or Mm -hmm. youtuber if you want like a you know if you want a lot of fame and notoriety then taking like a six-month break is probably not the best idea but if your goals Mm -hmm. are a little bit more uh a little bit like i i don't want that like i don't i don't want that kind of life anyways and so to me when i look back at Taking those breaks, I, like I, I couldn't not take them at the time because I wasn't, I was not capable of being entertaining or being any kind of a interesting presence because I just had some stuff I had to work out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't regret it at all. You know, looking looking back on that, I think it was a, it was a necessity. 
And like now I'm a little bit more equipped. Like now I know the warning signs. Like if I'm feeling burnt out, then I give myself a day or two. Like I'm on a run right now where I've streamed every day for like two weeks because I have the energy to do it. But I can kind of feel it today where I'm like, all right, I'm starting to get maybe a little irritable. So, uh, yeah, and I'm going on a trip to Pennsylvania this weekend to go visit family. So it's a nice opportunity mm-hmm. to get a break to get away from it all. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll tell you what, man. Twitter gets me in more trouble than, than YouTube or Twitch for sure. Like Twitter makes me more upset than, than <laughs> any of those other two platforms combined. Really? Um, so so I'm, still, I'm still figuring out how to set limitations on myself to make sure I don't get into like too negative head, of headspace because there's like a lot of, you know, in this climate, there's a lot of, lot of hate, you know what I mean? Like a lot of vitriol being, you can't, you can't say anything that people feel strongly about without attracting a really, you know, ugly side of the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some people are very reasonable. You can have reasonable conversations, albeit heated sometimes. And then other people, they're just, they're and just And when you're on to, sites like Twitter, all the time it's easy to get lost in conversations and uh, forget that that's not the world this is twitter and you're yeah. just th- you start to think like oh my god the whole world's topsy-turvy and it's all fucked and it's like yeah, yeah. now you just kind of you get tunnel vision into it but, but i got a, I got a girlfriend too so it's like a lot of the times i'll be spending like two hours sometimes three hours four hours having the same conversation with people and then i'll look over you know several hours later and realize oh fuck i could have I could have been spending time with my girlfriend and like mm. making sure that connection's nice and because like that connection keeps me sane too. I need mm. that oh. in my life as well too. Otherwise, I feel isolated and. But you like are that, still you know? you're you know you're tending to your relationship with like Cuckmaster 107 R. I have I have the word cuck muted on Twitter, so I don't ever <laughs> see that. I mute like as soon as the, the 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 day that they launched the ability to mute words on Twitter, that was the first word. I, I don't have anything cuck. muted on Twitter. YouTube comments. I think it's, I think I it's the. I think it's I the only word I have muted, muted anywhere. <laughs> I've got a bunch. Uh, of, a lot of the mutes on on my YouTube comments are like personal information, you know, like like yeah. the number in oh, my old address and stuff. People used to post my home address all the time, and you know, I like, hate so, that man. Social security numbers, stuff like that. Um, I hate seeing that stuff. That that <laughs> stuff gives me nightmares. You know, there's like I, no privacy. YouTube comments. Every time I say any like hint that I might have thick skin, it comes back to bite me. But uh, yeah. <laughs> YouTube comments, I'm usually good at overlooking. Um, the ones that get me are, are the Reddit comments. And I was thinking about why that is. I have this notion that Reddit is like my home field, right? Like these are the people that are supposed to be on my side. And uh, the truth is, I think if I would look at it objectively, like two thirds of them are. But those, of course, are not the ones I look at. I only pay attention to the one third. <laughs> I, I'd say, I'd say more um, than two thirds. It depends on the. It, it, it goes in waves, right? Sometimes, like lately, it's been very positive. You know, like I've been interacting, mm. and it's almost all great. And then when I look at the negative ones, it'll be like four accounts, all one day old. You know, and I'm like, that, yeah, I yeah. bet that's the same guy. Who yeah. just, like, it's the same guys who like <laughs> are nice to your face. They're like, eh, I'll say this because I have to, but. Let me just log into Cuckmaster107R <laughs> account and show them what's for. Well, yeah. Well, you but... make a you make a good point though, because because it, it, I think it is important to make time to have those positive interactions to like say like okay for the next two to four hours I'm I'm not going to respond to anything except for just kind of benign comments or questions or positive mm-hmm. feedback. You know, if you make if you make time to have good interactions with people where you're talking about things that you like. You know, like movies, TV, video games, or whatever. Just you, you, you kind of have to. I kind of have to do that as like a practice these days, because there's just so much stuff 
like you turn on the news, it's like impossible not to be concerned. I think if you're if you're just reasonably informed, so you have to make the time to make sure that you're concerned, not- entertained. You know, it, it's <laughs> yeah. it's a mixed bag. There's some good shit out there to watch. Like like there's yeah. a lot going on. There's been boring times in our lives, and then some people would say those were. Ha- <laughs> Happy, easy times, but I, I kind of enjoy. Man, there's so uh, today. I look, I looked on the news and, and just you know my news aggregate, right? My mixture of CNN and MSNBC mm-hmm. and Fox News plus like Reddit news uh, mixing, and I see like South Africa, a cannibal was killed while eating a woman, uh, like like that he just had murdered, and then uh, I, I, then I see like acid attacks in France. And, uh, Two American sort of terror- women, right? Dude, the acid yeah. attack thing Terrorist is, is more scary Spain. than anything. Like, I don't know. I think something... of the kind of person it takes to throw acid, acid on another person. Like, like that's it... that's unbelievable. I'm desensitized that, that happened, to murder. That happened in, in England, right? In London, France. In fr- was it in France? I'm almost a thousand percent sure. Yeah. I think the authorities over there came out and said that he legit, like the person that threw the acid, legit had some serious mental psychological issues. No shit, really? This is gonna come off prejudiced. It was the acid thrower Muslim by chance? I don't know. It is a something cultural. That's it. Like it, a disgruntled subway worker. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I it's you know it's feeding some stereotypes. But if you told me that a group of people burned a cross in a man's yard, I'd be like, oh, those fucking white assholes. I'd know. I'd know who did it. It was whites. But if you threw acid, I usually gravitate toward a different group of individuals. Right. But that's neither here nor there. They threw acid in a woman's face, regardless of who the fuck it was. It's not like they targeted four, her. Four women's faces, didn't they? Yeah, that's what I heard. That there were four victims, but mm. I heard two were American. You know, it's so, so like that, and of course. The continuous hurricanes that it, like like Puerto Rico's getting shat on right now, and then like earthquakes in Mexico, like big legit earthquakes. I saw them like pulling children out of a crushed school today. They're still they're still pulling them out right now. Yeah, I think over I think I think over three hundred. Yeah, I think over three hundred people confirmed dead at this point. Yeah, I, I nuts. Uh, th- so San Francisco had a terrible one in like eighty nine, eighty four or something. Maybe ch- or Hutch knows. But I was um, there for that. I felt it. I, now my understanding is. That prompted a major change in building codes and that we would be better off today if the same thing happened again. Uh, I wonder if Mexico City can do that too. I think Mexico, uh, City, uh, I think Mexico City already had stricter building codes than the United States. Like I looked into okay, it. Okay, huh. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe uh, it, it takes time dividends. to get new buildings, right? You know, like maybe they're grandfathered in or something. I don't know. I mean, or, the, the videos I saw, like it was clear before the earthquake was even over, like that th- those buildings are coming down. Like, and I don't know about yeah. like their, their government buildings and their new buildings and whatnot, but these old ones, like it, it, it toppled the same way. I'm sure we've all seen the like, oh, this is the way buildings are built in San Francisco now compared to before. And they do the shaking thing with mm-hmm. the brick and you see yeah. on the left, it just collapses within three shakes. And the other one has those stabilizing, you know, uh, hydraulic beams or whatever. And yeah. these collapse just like a house of cards, you know, on what I guess are hundreds of people. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, one can really? one can assume one can assume that a lot of those buildings were like what he said, super old and not up to code. Yeah. But I think I, I think beyond a certain point, they they implemented rules that made it a lot stricter. So any new buildings being built had to be up to code. 
I'm not sure. I'm not going to talk about this honestly because I don't know. I don't want to sound like I none know of us what I'm do. None about, of us but... know about the intricacies yeah. of uh, of regulations <laughs> on buildings in Mexico City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop. You underestimate me. You know? <laughs> seven seven point one earthquake though is no joke, man. I think the one in uh, in eighty nine in San Francisco was, I think eight point something. I'm not sure. It was it, it was up there and you couldn't stand up. Like it was uh, like. I, I I've felt earthquakes since then, but that there was nothing like that in my life. Like it was terrifying. I was I think six years old or something like that, and and uh, you you literally couldn't stand up because the earth was shaking so so hard. And we were 45 minutes away from San Francisco too, so they we didn't even get the worst of it. Wow. Yeah, I've never yeah. experienced an earthquake. I've never experienced one at all. Uh, there was one that was near us once, and uh, it woke us from our sleep. But like. You didn't feel it. It was like, oh, wh- what's going on? I, something yeah. happened? What, what? What? And it was like, look, and then we get alerts and people start texting. Did you feel that? And it's like, I, I don't know. I, I did just wake up, though. Like, like what happened? It, but like a three earthquake or something, you know, 100 miles away. So I can't imagine your home collapsing, those big apartment buildings collapsing like I was saying. It looks like the day yeah. after tomorrow or 2012 or something. We've got some some wacky wild stuff in the news. And then I saw Melania Trump today give her uh, UN speech and nothing was quite the calamity as that, even with all the, the before mentioned things, man, that I don't was, know, was, I don't know anything about her UN speech. Man, I she showed up wearing her. a, she showed up wearing a fuchsia colored wingsuit for some reason. <laughs> oh God. Is fuchsia you know, can, can I talk about that for a second? Like there, people have been fussing about her shoes and her outfits and whatever. And, and, my take on it has always been, let's focus our outrage on the more important issues. There are things here that we should be looking at. You know, like I don't, I don't like the new healthcare bill that, that they're talking about voting on. Um, so that's a thing that I think is legit worthy of your time. But something about a fuchsia colored wingsuit. My wife wouldn't wear that, and she probably has a cape on right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's very poofy. Very poopy. Uh, the arms were enormous. Uh, she, if she were in one of those hurricanes, she'd take the fuck yeah. off. That thing. <laughs> How much was it? Like, I'm looking for a hobby. This oh. is a ridiculous <laughs> article of clothing. Why would you? Why would you wear this? And, and look, I, I didn't realize that there was an. Uh, I didn't realize that there were people online shitting on it. I just watched it today, like like with the volume on about eight. And it, because it's it's kind of hard to listen to her. She sounds like Zsa Zsa Gabor, but not as smart. And she's just going on and on about the children of the world. We must be an example. They are our future. And she's like, look, like she's looking from teleprompter to teleprompter, like reading line by line by line. And I, I looked at the girl I was with and I was like, if I were given a speech to the UN, I would have memorized that motherfucker front, forwards and backwards to the point where like teleprompters are completely unnecessary. And I, and I could, I could say this thing, you know, well, just go, never stutter, never skip, no ums, no ahs, no pauses. And here she is just reading this thing off a cue card really poorly. Not Trump poorly reading it. Maybe, maybe it was a tactical thing. Maybe Trump she's self-conscious about the way she speaks English. And so she thought, nobody's going to pick on my speech and my English if I wear this parachute pants <laughs> to my neck. Like, that's, I don't know. This could be a tactical thing. I, one of those guys. Melania, honestly, you're a wonderful gal. But as head of the Secret Service or whoever advises you, <laughs> wear this. Don't ask why. <laughs> Trust me. You know, you'd much rather be cyberbullied over your fuchsia tent it, than. Uh, <laughs> it sounds to me like she said we should treat children well and dress silly. I, I'm going to stick to my. Let's get outraged about. I don't know. So Trump, like his thing is, I'm going politics. I can't stop. Uh, 
hey, we should back out of we should back out of the Iran deal. And on the other hand, we should also try to set up a deal with North Korea. I'm sure they'll trust us. No, no, but Woody, the North Korea deals have gone so well so far. You just keep keep pushing through. I, keep letting them go. I, yeah, there, yeah, there's no way. There's no good way to handle that situation. You're like, right. There's just no oh good way gosh. to handle. It. I don't have. Sometimes I feel like, hey, what they're doing on this thing is clearly wrong. Why are they doing that? The, the only logical answer I can come up with is, big snacks is is funding them or something, right? But, but on the North Korea issue, like I don't. There are no simple what? answers. We mentioned big <laughs> snacks and big nature snacks box. And, not not big snacks. The, the YouTuber. About the snack you know, lobby. big yeah. oil. We're talking about big. The oh, snack okay, lobby okay. is a callback. I, was, I, thought, I thought you meant. I thought you meant the guy big sma- snacks who owned Yaush back in the day. You remember uh, that guy? I do remember yeah. him. It was not a reference th- to him. It was uh, okay. It All was right. the nature box lobbying <laughs> like, that gets things down to two dollars. But anyway. Uh, North Korea, super complicated. I, there's no obvious answers there, so I'm trying to throw stones. You know, um, you know, I, I have this theory because, like, one of the things that's been getting me pretty pissed off uh, from from Twitter in the last couple of days is the amount of comments that I'm seeing from. I'm guessing a lot of them are young, but these people that think that that think that the obvious solution is to just go in and preemptively strike. North Korea, and I and I was thinking about that today. I'm like, okay, why are, like, why would people be suggesting something so drastic? And I think the reason is because a lot of a lot of people, you know, that when they were young, we were at war with Iraq, which is not a tiny country. In fact, I think it's like almost the same size as far as population goes as North Korea. At the time, Iraq had the third largest military on earth. But they were geopolitically very isolated, and they didn't have any allies that were worth uh, that were that were willing to go to. To, to, to fight for them, and they were no match for American militaristic mm-hmm. might. That is not the case in North Korea. They have allies, they have their own arsenal, and they have the capacity to do um, uh, um, unthinkable levels of destruction in yeah. Japan, in, in Seoul, Guam, yeah. in South Korea, in the, on the west coast of the United States, maybe. Particularly Seoul, right? Because like, yeah. like Ch- Chiz and I were go- talking about this extensively yesterday, and I was looking into the, the hardened artillery placements that they have. And they have thousands of them. And for those who don't know what an artillery piece is, it's, a, it's basically a giant cannon that shoots an explosive shell. You cannot counter it with any of the fancy missile uh, defense stuff, any of the David's, uh, what is it? What do they, they call it in Israel? David's... Uh, David's sling or something? Something like that. Whatever the dome or whatever they've there's got. A you, thad, and there's a Thad yeah. missile defense. In, yeah. yeah, that doesn't work either. These things are high velocity, low altitude projectiles, and they have so many of them. And they're not just sitting out when, when we use artillery because we have air support and we own the skies, we just sit them out in a field next to each other, right? You've seen the big guns firing in, in you know, unison. They put theirs underground with just a hole for the barrel to shoot through. So they're difficult to, to knock one out. I'm sure if we yeah. knew where one was, we had the munitions to do it. But there's thousands of them. And the issue isn't if we can get them, it's how long it takes. Because the rate of fire on these things is really fast. It's a, a shell every few seconds. And I, I, I did the math and like it's it was like 30 metric tons of explosives every time they pull the trigger with all of them and all that's landing in Seoul every time they shoot. And that doesn't include the 300 millimeter rocket launchers they have that fire 12 yeah. rockets simultaneously. It's uh, it's a 
it, that's the issue. Steve no, Bannon no, no. laid it out pretty well. He was like, you know, the, the thing is they've got all these guns pointed at Seoul. I know you're probably not a huge fan, neither am I, but he's not no, dumb. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, that's not why I'm laughing. Oh, so, so he, uh, he's like, they've got all these things pointed at Seoul. And we cannot stop them from taking out Seoul as quickly as we, if we, even if we launched first and snuck up on them and like, they would still get all no. their shots off and mm-hmm. Seoul would be doomed. And Seoul has 8 million people, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Not a small like number. Yeah. And the, the, the reason I chuckled a little bit is because There's McMaster and anyway, uh, I think it's, I think it's nine. I think it's nine, eight to eight or 9 million, something like that. But, okay. uh, HR McMaster and Mattis were not happy with Bannon saying that because I don't know why they would like. What do they think? Like, do they, do they think that that they can convince us that there's some other military option that they haven't discussed yet? Because there's, as far as I know, unless you literally nuked all of North Korea and just wiped it off the face of the planet, you're not going to be able to stop traditional art- artillery from completely destroying Seoul and many other parts of. I've heard nukes North are Korea. as good as and you think. Missile, it, and, and, but the other thing I wanted to say real quick before you get to that is like our missile de- defense systems are you know obviously stronger than they were like in the 80s or something like that. But what happens if a country decides to launch a salvo of nuclear warheads at us? We don't. Our 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 missile defense system can't handle hundreds and hundreds of missiles. It's not going to be able to knock every single one of them at a sky. Would North and Korea be able to send a salvo though? Because like no, they'd only be able to send. No, when we're, t- when we're talking you about multiples, know. you're talking. I'm just we talking do. about theoretical. No, well, they, they don't have enough about... uranium to, to do that. They, they're not going to have a. It, it's Russia and China, like like the, the the guys who have hundreds in China's case and thousands in Russia's case of like. Oh, I mean, they, Russia. They, they, yeah. they, esti- they estimate that North Korea has between 20 and 60 nuclear warheads. So they don't they don't have the compa- I'm not talking about just North Korea attacking the United States. I'm talking about any nation attacking any nation. So this mm-hmm. idea that we have these foolproof uh, nuclear deterrence is just. Well, misplaced. The, the biggest nuclear deterrent is mutually assured annihilation, right? The fact yeah. that we have like 2,000 ICBMs of our own that are that are pretty effective themselves, and nobody has as good of missile defense as we do. So, like, we're you, know, you go back to uh, what's uh, uh, what's the uh, the movie when they're when they're working it anyway? We'd su- more of us would survive the the nuclear holocaust than them, sir. It, it'd all be okay, you know. Well, yeah, it's not Red like, Dawn, it, is it? Is that what no, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's Stanley Cooper's movie. It's uh, uh, Doctor Strangelove. It's Doctor Strangelove. The, the generals explain to the mm. president. He, he he's like, we would be, we would definitely be able to go underground, and a few hundred years will come up from underground. But but the problem is, what if, what if the Reds hang on to a few nukes, sir? What if they hang on to a few and they nuke us in the future? And he's, he's like, we need complete destruction. We have to annihilate, annihilate, annihilate. Oh, it's such a good movie. But yeah, I, I'm not worried about like full-on nuclear war because I don't think Russia or China or India, Pakistan... I think Russia or- and China know that even though it'd be mutually assured devastation, destruction, whatever, like they're not going to win that fight in the end. Nobody's going to win, but the quote-unquote, uh, I guess, Pyrrhic win- victor will be the United States. And so I don't think they would, but North Korea does make you nervous with it. Yeah, she's just said Australia will win. Maybe. Yeah, everybody forgets. And they're like, ah, this turned out pretty well, yeah? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, to get, but, but to get in front of a camera and a microphone and, and, and go to dictator like Kim Jong-un by calling him Rocket Man, what is the upside to that? I thought I can, you, you know what he's doing? He wins elections. Is, is, there, is there an upside to that at all? That's his style, right? He labels people. He slaps a label on them, you know, Lion Ted, uh, Little Marco, oh, yeah. Crooked Hillary. 
and, and that's all that is. You know, it, it's just him going right back to uh, I have my election. own theory. Too many nicknames. I, yeah. I, I, maybe <laughs> this is just that. me. I wonder if he has trouble pronouncing Kim Jong Un. Ah. Uh, I would like. I, I'm maybe, like, oh, guys, maybe, I get it right about a third of the time. Can we just nickname this fucker? <laughs> what, what if he was just listening to a lot of Elton John? I mean, think about the lyrics of that song, "Rocket Man, burning up his fuse up there alone." Maybe he, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's Did you know that, that album theory. is up like 400 or 500 percent on Amazon? <laughs> I've been listening to it on a on a loop on YouTube. I is love that, that shit. Fuck! I is wish he called him Woody's gamer tag. Right <laughs> yeah, the song is up a lot. So Elton John doesn't mind. No, not a bit. He's all no. for a nuclear war. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. We we've talked about it before. It's it's a it's a real fucking uh, issue with North Korea and preemptive strike. I don't think is the the way to go. If, if I were running the military and you told me that we have to do something now or they're launching next week, uh, my thing would be all right. Well, we've got to get the like whatever coordinates the artillery pieces, whatever command and control there is to t say all right, everyone shoot. We have to hit that and Kim himself simultaneously at the same time, and not with airplanes like. There have to be people on the ground, like parachuting in special forces or something. Ninjas. Like you've got to. That's what Mattis, <laughs> That's what that's what Mattis has, I think, recently talked about was that 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 the the need for troops on the ground. It wouldn't just be a war of shooting rockets at your enemy. You'd have to actually literally go in and invade the yeah. country and install yeah. and some new. Some yeah, I don't think we should invade or... North Korea. We joke about ninjas, right. but right Japan now. is right there, and they're certainly in the fight. Japan sends their ninjas. We send send our SEAL teams. <laughs> I don't think they have wrapped too many up in a week. Yeah, Kyle, oh, you're so ninjas. racist. They have samurais. They've, they've got ninjas too. <laughs> I think I they know. have ninjas in Japan as well. If yeah, yeah, not, they, I don't really know. Sure. I just try. Yeah, I don't. Mounty. Everybody's special forces. The Mounty. <laughs> Yeah, they come elks. Riding boots. Yeah. When those when those five foot one starved North Korean soldiers see a big burly Canadian man with a beard down to here mm. riding a moose into their land, they'll they'll quit right then and, and there. And they'll do it like the they do hockey fights where the Canadian will be like, you know, I'm not a big fan of physical violence, but I'm here for it, and so we gotta go. We're throwing down, man. We're throwing. <laughs> Let me the get off my for a the, in yeah. the intimidation factor is key here, gentlemen. I'm with you on that. <laughs> with you. So, so just out of curiosity. Well, you your story. Awesome coming at you. Yeah, everything Canada's got. The great white north. You know, I'm like, <laughs> there are I love snowballs. Canada and I love Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm curious. Are, are, I know where you stand, Woody, but Kyle and, and, and uh, Taylor, are you, are you guys ha happy with Trump's performance no. in, in the no. house right okay. now? Yeah, let me jump on this no. first because I think about this a lot. Um, I'm not happy at all. However, I felt like just based on what Hillary said pre during the election, she seemed very hawkish on these matters. And, and while Trump has talked a lot of stupid, irresponsible shit, he hasn't shot anyone yet. You know what I mean? He hasn't done anything yet. And some of the proposals that Hillary had, particularly in Syria, seemed um, like they were going to really, particularly in Syria, seemed like they were going to put us in a, in a real snafu with Russia. And we just talked a minute ago about what an issue that could be. So, so like, no, I'm not happy at all from top to bottom. I can sift through like a like I'm panning for gold and find a speck here and there. I'm like, all right, I guess you weren't complete imbecile here. We'll we'll hang yeah, on to that see, little that's, bit. That's what it is. So many people are like, like sifting through all the stuff they don't like and still in denial about it. Where it's like, because he's not he's not conservative at all. He's not imposing any conservative principles or ideas because because he's not a conservative himself. But people will sift through and be like, ah, oh, but Gorsuch, 
And it's like, well, yeah, I like that too. I think that's good. But are you going to hang your hat on that for the next four, four years? years? Like yeah. he really hasn't done much. That was one of the specs of gold. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like what that's, I was like, thinking. And so, no. Yeah. I, I, one thing, like Kyle did it to some extent, but I, people are like, all right, I'm, I'm not in love with how Trump's doing so far. We hope it turns around. But the alternative universe would have been nuclear war, fallout, et cetera, et cetera, right? Hillary was just about to launch, and, and it's like, I don't know. You know, like it. it, it and now it, Trump's looking hawkish. Yeah. The truth is, as much as well, I've very, always not uh, like president, W is the only one that I thought was really, really bad. You know, like I didn't vote for Clinton, uh, the, the first one, but it turned out pretty well. I didn't vote for his, I think I was too young to vote for his dad. But that turned out okay-ish, and, and Obama turned out pretty well. The economy turned around, and we didn't have any major wars. And now Trump is in there, and as much as I'm not happy with how things are trending, he didn't, nothing's he didn't messed up yet. Any, he, the, Obama uh, didn't start any new major wars, although he droned <laughs> the fuck out of the world. You know, just, just you remember who we'd always hear about another wedding party getting blown up in Pakistan and like or that hospital. And both. And you know what? They say he had no accomplishments, but you're not counting the drone battles against the, you know, wedding of 2014. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the, the drone wedding battle. That's kind of, so the way I, the way I think about that is imagine sitting in a room with all your joint chiefs of staff. You're surrounded by generals, people that have been uh, uh, fighting on the geo, you know, geo, the, the, the geopolitical stage for decades now and you have all these men telling you that you can either send in 3,000 troops to this country or something like that or you can fire a drone off I imagine that that choice is very difficult I'm not I don't want to be an apologist for everything that Obama's done because I'm not but uh, but I imagine that is a difficult decision that being said there have been more civilian casualties this year as a result of our bombing campaigns than in any other year in like the last 10 no, years or something I, like that. I, no, I, I read recently, not, yeah, I did yeah. read recently that Trump has surpassed Obama's eight years of civilian casualties. Like he's, <laughs> yeah, in, in whatever it is, seven or eight months, he's already. I, I never know it. how they, how they get those counts, you know, like, especially like, with civilian, because, right? Yeah. Because never, consider this, be, consider, yeah, it's never going to be 100% accurate. If we're firing a missile into a place that's so goddamn dangerous that we wouldn't dare send a, a, a Navy SEAL. How who goes down and like goes through this person's ID and like oh shit that was yeah. Bob Bob was and, a baker, and they also like to add on like it's the same way with like Hamas where like when Hamas gets bombed and mm. you know if all the dead people there like oh no that guy with the AK forty seven that we're quickly taking off of his shoulder he was he, he worked at the bank like <laughs> no that like it, there is a lot of the numbers off pretty significantly we are comparing eight years good. to eight yeah. months and and that's. So what you're telling me is he's well, eight times more effective. Sixteen times. Well, he's only been in there six. Am I right? Oh, why, six, why would that? Months? Why would that be surprising though? Considering that his policy so far, as far as like foreign policy and foreign conflicts goes, was just just let the generals off their leash. Like he told them, like go nuts. That was that was his like official policy. He said he had a secret plan to destroy ISIS, and then he comes into power and says that his secret plan was to give the generals 90 days to come up with a plan. And then he told them, you guys, you know, I'm letting you guys do your thing, do whatever you think is necessary, which is also pretty clever because it, al it allows him to look tough, but then it also allows him to shift the blame if, sh if shit goes south. Because he can say, well, you know, that was their call, not mine. Yeah, I do, I do like him giving more control to the experts and the generals, though, in regard to some things where it's like, who do you want making that decision? Like, Civilians. yeah, I, I, I like Mad Dog Mathis. Like, and it <sighs> seems like every single person in the military likes that guy and they trust him and they and he knows what he's doing. And so I, yeah, disagree, like, I think it actually. is good to let them have I, I, have more control over that situation as opposed to the president. 
So you know, who, I, I think they should that take advice, but if if you allow the military to make you know these high level military decisions, they always decide more war, right? It, it, the end of Iraq War, the end of World War Two, the end of every war I can think of, yeah, Cuban, or the beginning. The Cuban, they always the decide crisis, we I should think. fight. The Cuban Missile Crisis, I think, is a perfect example of that because JFK was surrounded by all of his generals telling him, "You need to fucking, you need a new Cuba, and you need to do it now." And he he held off for what, like, thirteen days? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah that, that, all they have is a hammer. Duke, Everything uh, is a nail. East, then, yeah. That that's like, that, that's why the mil that's why we have civilian control of the military. That the, the commander in chief is a civilian, and it's because they have. They, they make decisions on both directions sometimes. I, I think, I, if I the think military the, the re, it, that's what you get. The real, but we're talking about like big major decisions, like where to, whether we invade or not, and that's still with the civilian, you know, leadership mm -hmm. in Trump. But but I think it, the the real important thing is the rules of engagement. The, the you know you, I I heard so many t when I was talking to Dakota Meyer, he was like when he was doing that whole thing and saving all those people, then he won the Medal of Honor. One of the main issues they were having is that there was a school. Uh, full of bad guys, and they were receiving tons of machine gun fire from it, and there were mortars hidden behind it. And they called in multiple times to have the school blown up, and they wouldn't blow the school up. And and that was one of the things that, that cost so many lives that day. I think that, that one of the things that Trump's done is kind of change the rules of engagement, or rather let the generals uh, off the leash as to the rules of engagement. Isn't that kind then, of a contradiction, though, because like, how are you going to say that Hillary was going to be more of a hawk and then applaud Trump's decision to turn over control of our, you know, involvement in foreign conflicts to hawks, to like a team? Okay. Of hawks? Well, it's, we've been, well, you've got Afghanistan, the longest conflict in American history. Like, it'd be great if we got we got that thing over with, but it's wow. never going to be over yeah. with because the reason we're in Afghanistan has nothing to do with the Taliban or Afghanis. It's about dealing with Pakistan, who's across the border supporting actual terror. That's why we have to stay there. That's why Trump wasn't allowed to pull out the way he thought he was. They told him, like, ah, the, the real issue here, sir, is Pakistan and the way they support terrorism. But uh, but when I when I talk who about knew it Hillary, could be so complicated. When I Nobody oh, God, knew. Right? When I talk about Hillary being hawkish, I mean like, I mean getting in trouble with Russia, specifically her her uh, call for a no-fly zone over all of Syria or parts of Syria. And I that was just that was literally going to as soon as it was it was in, uh, put into place, it was going to cause a conflict with Russia because Russia's flying their jets yeah. over. Are we going to shoot a Russian God. jet down? Yeah, that's risky. I mean, okay. I, I, at this point, I'd have to ask you how much you care about Russian involvement in our election. If you're if you're so concerned about a conflict with Russia, are you concerned about what happened in the 2016 election? I'd like to know what happened uh, because mm -hmm. I've heard about the Facebook ad buy, something like a like a was it a hundred thousand dollars worth? Is that the right yeah. figure? That seems yeah. small. It has to be more than that. That's nothing. Because, it wasn't, it wasn't just on Facebook, too. It was on Twitter and Instagram Hillary, as well, I believe. Because Hillary spent a billion dollars, right? Like a billion dollars on her campaign. and we're uh, Just digitally? No. Her we, entire or, campaign. Okay, because that would be fucking well, bananas. That, that's what presidential campaigns cost, unless you're Donald Trump, and you come in under budget and ahead of schedule. <laughs> well, what you have... Okay, so like what you, what you have right now is you have all of the current and former heads of the CIA, NSA... FBI and what's the other one? NSA. Is there another one? NSA? Did I already say that? I think you did. You have all the current and former heads saying, like, telling us exactly what happened. So it, it's it's really on you if you believe them or not. To me, <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's much more implausible that all these heads of all these intelligence agencies and al along with them all these federal employees and agents that are working for these agencies. I think it is insane to think that 
they're all engaging in some kind of conspiracy. Yeah, I mean, we don't. That, none that, of us believe I that. Mean, that's, I mean, what, that. What what evidence that would, do you that, find that most? That would be the biggest com- conspiracy in American pol- political history if that were the case. That's what, what, that's uh, how. What evidence do you find the most compelling that Russia manipulated the? Or I guess like we have to get the phrasing down first. Like when you you mean they hacked the election and changed votes, or you think that they poured uh, there, money well, in somewhere? And like what what convinces you the most of that? Just curious well, when you look at when you look at putin's agenda and what he what he wanted out of it when you look at his interest in fracturing political alliances all around the world mm-hmm. notably with nato and the un uh uh and to undermine our democratic institutions in general it it it, it benefits him to create weaknesses in our political system he gets sure. to point he gets to point at us and say see democracy is a failed experiment it's not gonna it's not gonna last uh, and then you also have the issue of sanctions with the Mag- Magnitsky Act. Uh, you had they called it the adoption issue. It's not an adoption issue. It's a sanctions issue. Uh, so he had a, a, a really uh, substantial financial interest in um, helping to install a leader in the United States that would be more friendly to Russia. As far as like specific evidence goes, you saw it anytime you logged into Facebook or Twitter. For, nah, like, that's not specific evidence. Okay, how about them meeting? I don't know what to How about them meeting with agents from the Russian government and you know Donald Trump saying I love it, and they go there and and, and then they didn't put it on their disclosure forms when they uh, applied for top I, secret clearance. Like just, just ten seconds. I have a question about. It, it's crazy to me that all of them forgot that meeting, right? Like uh, yeah, you know, like it, even in times where I had lots of Eric meetings, consu- uh huh. Even in times oh, where I had yeah. meetings that consume my life, there's no way. That I would forget meeting with like a Russian agent, a Russian hacker, a translator, and someone else. And they, they didn't all forget it. They did failed to disclose about it. That. it. Were those meetings? Did I don't I don't know specifically, but was that were were those meetings where they were gathering the intelligence uh, or, or learning what what had been found by exposing uh, you know the the DNC's emails? Th- that's Is that the what theory. We're that's there? the theory. Yeah. So, so, so it, right, because let me expound upon that. Let me let me just go one more step further. Like. The thing that that always kind of irks me a little about that is like, yeah, I don't want Russia fucking around our election. Those fucking commies, right? They have been our enemy since one day after World War II. Okay, (laughs) one day later, and Stalin was our fucking enemy. Communism's killed 100 million people in 100 years, right? We We all saw the Reddit post. It's true. But here's the thing. Nobody ever stops and says... Yeah, but they were exposing a ton of corruption that fucked Bernie Sanders out of this thing. Hillary should have never been in there to begin with. Bernie won. The D- the DNC f- was fucking Bernie over, and the Russians exposed it to Bernie benefit themselves. Bernie didn't win. I don't, he did didn't. You, I, don't. I know he didn't because of the DNC. No oh, man, he I didn't like, get a the, fair the, shake. The, 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 but... D- the DNC, the DNC hacks. Most of those emails were sent in like May after after Hillary had had already locked the nomination. I supported what Bernie did. I thought that was. He, you know, I think he did what he did, staying, staying in the race until the very fucking end. I think that was important, you know, from a from a progressive point of view, because he put he forced this new message out there into the mainstream, and now you're seeing mainstream left move from the center more towards the left, which I know bothers uh, probably Kyle all and of Taylor, us. but for but for, <laughs> but, for, but, for, but, for but, but for people, you know, like me, I think that was important that he did that. That being said, he wasn't going to win that. And I, like I didn't see, I don't, I didn't see enough compelling evidence to suggest that the the DNC literally rigged the election in favor of him. Was there obvious bias? Yeah, 
But oh, yeah. where that where that bias showed showed its ugly face was, like I said a moment ago, well into the point where Hillary had already locked the nomination. I supported Bernie like enthusiastically. I didn't have a lot of nice things to say about Hillary during the primaries. He was my candidate. I was really excited to see him get so much. You know, him and mm-hmm. Donald Trump. You know, I thought that that was really fascinating point in American history that someone like Bernie Sanders and someone like Donald Trump could be elevated to that level of popularity. You know, I think there's a lot of good from that that you can draw and a lot of bad. Were, uh, that that were you, you pretty disappointed when Bernie got knocked out or did you quickly kind of just be like, all right, well, Hillary's the lesser of two evils here. Or did you at all ever feel like they fucking cheated him? Like they, they got under, or they oh, did something. They were leaking questions to Hillary and giving her special treatment and biasing, you know, throwing him in the corner or, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I thought that was reprehensible. Donna Brazil giving the question out like that. Like, what are you dumb? Like, you don't, yeah. you don't, like, you don't need to do that. He didn't. She didn't need to do. It. Like, yeah, there no. were there were there were lots of evidence of foul play. Uh, uh, I am not making excuses for the DNC or suggesting that they acted ethically during mm-hmm. that primary, but I am pushing back by saying that they prevented Bernie from getting the nomination. I just don't think that that's true. And to answer your question, yeah, I did. You know, I was, I remember saying like, I'm going to abstain. If Hillary, if Hillary gets the nomination, I'm going to abstain. I'm not going to vote for anybody. And it took me about a week or two weeks before (laughs) I was like, this is serious. You know, like this is like, I, I, I did not think that like, I knew that he had a chance the whole time. You know, like I said, certain things to make myself feel better from time to time but on the on the morning of the election i was scared shitless because Not i me. realized because i re- you thought you thought she had it totally locked i was, I was wrong I thought was but i thought it was so in if, the bag go- <laughs> dude no, states were going for trump and i was like oh that's cool at least it's especially a close after, game you know <laughs> like especially after comey's letter and especially after the fucking salvo from wikileaks I, I like I knew I'm like this is this is going to be close and every poll had it like all the national polls had it almost exactly right if you go to mm-hmm. real clear politics their average was within like not even a percentage point of what the popular vote ended up being so all this nonsense about all the polls were wrong like some of the state polls were flawed obviously but the national oh, poll pretty yeah, much called it exactly polls were, like it's the state polls that were really really horrible like a lot of the D yeah. plus 10 ones that were really misrepresentational of the situation like you could yeah, it was yeah, crazy yeah. to watch that night on the news because like like as it was happening i'm like there's no fucking way trump's gonna win <laughs> but let's see how it pans out and then as it's going you see like honestly msnbc looked like someone had just summarily executed all of their pets yeah. like just they were like this can't be real this it, can't it be it happening felt, you know? it felt like a bad acid trip it really felt like a bad acid trip. In my now. head all night, as it like finally tipped, I just had that picture of Ron Paul and that gif, like, it's happening! It's yeah. happening! It was, oh, uh, that I was, was laughing crazy. so hard. <laughs> that was crazy. And since then, you've seen a lot of, like, misspent energy from the left, like, focusing on... I don't think it's, like... I don't think it's morally wrong to make fun of Melania for stupid speeches and a stupid shirt or something like that, but... You also have like the healthcare bill bill being passed through this week, jammed through Congress this week, and yeah, of this tensions rising in North Korea. I, just I think beat that, that there same are... drum every week. You know, like Trump will say something dumb, and it's like, no, 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 like focus all your energy on things that are real, things that are tangible, things that could make a difference. Melania's tough. outfit, it's tough. I, I just write that off. Uh, they've been pretty good about not talking about his kids. I think his, his uh, young kids, anyway. They talk about Eric constantly. <laughs> but, for a while, yeah, for, for a while, Baron was getting a lot of shit. 
was he? Because I, because what I heard was a lot of people saying stop giving him shit, but I didn't actually see it. Like the outrage got ten times what the. You know, teasing I saw that. a ton of mean shit early on with Baron where it was making yeah. fun of him for being autistic and yeah. for, you know, and it's like, uh, this is just a kid who yeah. has a dad that you don't like. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he's playing video games. He doesn't know what his dad's doing. He doesn't give a shit. I extend yeah. that to Melania. Now, I wouldn't if it was uh, when Hillary got elected. It, you know, they ran on this platform of like, hey, you wrote for Bill Clinton. You get two presidents for the price of one. And she was there leading health care bills and stuff like that. So if they gave when they gave Hillary a hard time and they did, it was like, yeah, but she's in the game. Melania, yeah. she's not in the game. You know, she's just married to the president. And that's that's her gig. I, I, I don't see her as the target. It's it's a misdirected outrage. Nobody yeah. takes yeah. her seriously. Nobody takes her seriously anyways. It's not like she's out there corrupting the minds of the youth. You know what I mean? Like people, people kind of shrug her off. Like I it's wish. Not, I think everybody, I think everybody knows that she's kind of taking her orders. You know what I mean? She's staying in line and doing her job as a politician's yeah. wife. But I don't, I don't, I don't think she's out here. I don't, you know. Anyway, yeah. I, I actually read Hillary Clinton's book. Did you guys read her book yet or no? No. Oh, uh, not yet. <laughs> Everything. Are you, you, you going to read it? I think, I think you might find it interesting. I mean, it, it, it made me. It, it was like a, it was like a. Like coming from the perspective of someone who finds all this stuff fascinating, like I, mm. I don't know about you guys, I, fi- I find the American and the global political landscape like fascinating. I, c- I could sit there on my phone and read about it from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed because I just think it's so mentally stimulating, you know, some t- for, for better or worse on some days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting, uh, but it's also soul ruining to do for too long. It can be it's soul like crushing. You stare yes. into the and, abyss, especially if you're out of power. If you're out of power, are you just watching your team lose again and again and uh, again? It's like being a Blues fan. Oh, oh, but, but, but it, now hockey season's starting. So, <laughs> <laughs> one preseason well, game in, three injuries. <laughs> <laughs> but no but a lot of the a lot, a lot of the a lot of the shit that I found like so interesting in that book was like really unique perspectives, like what she was doing on the night of the election and what that night was like for her and oh, how she's it lying. Played, how I did, it played I out. I did read that excerpt you're talking about that she yeah. took a nap yeah. as yeah. everything was coming in. And then she woke up and everyone's face, like I, met, I, I just imagine <laughs> that in my mind and it just makes my heart like crumple into a tiny little and origami she, ball. You know what <laughs> she thought when she came in the room and saw those like, like frowny faces and people looking completely distraught. She didn't think she'd lost. She was like, Bill died, didn't he? He finally he died. No, 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 you lost it. No fucking way. What happened to Bill? Like, there's no way she, she would have went to that first. Let me uh, let me jump in here with a uh, with a little word from Casper mattresses because Casper mattresses are obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get fifty dollars toward any mattress purchase by going to Casper.com/pka and using code pka. It combines a supportive memory foam to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. With over 20,000 reviews and an average 4.8 star rating, it's quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress. They have free shipping to the United States, free shipping and returns to the United States and Canada. Uh, you can try Casper 109 risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. They're designed, developed, and assembled, as I said, in the United States of America. So, Get that $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash PKA using code PKA. You will not regret it. I'm telling you, I sleep better. I get more rest in eight hours on my Casper than I ever did on my previous mattress. All right? 
I love this thing. I got a stain on it the other day. I spilled some orange soda, and I quickly went and got my like carpet stain remover stuff. And whatever the, the cover part is, it sucked the stain right out. Very happy with my Casper mattress. Nice. Yeah, we are happy with ours, too. No joke. If you need a mattress, that's oh. the one you get. And the coolest part, like if, if you've got kids and maybe you're getting a couple of twin-size Caspers or something, it's at least an afternoon's worth of entertainment just watching <laughs> the things like come to life. And then, you, you know, you got some boxes for your kids to I, play in. Cause, how, do they, how do they fit it in that box? It's like a box is like this big. They I was going like to YouTube Cali- it. They fit like a California thing in a box that's like this big. I was like, yeah, should yeah, I make a that. video out of this unboxing just so people can see the, the thing go from like, I don't know, a, a pillow to a twin size mattress in 10 minutes? That's, Here's the, that's what I did. Did you want a unboxing video? Yeah. I feel like the, the, the cool way to do it, I think, would be to like, first thing you do is you take duct tape and you wrap it around and around the cardboard box that it came in. And then you cut a small little porthole, like maybe two inches wide in that cardboard, and then carefully puncture the plastic wrapping the mattress, and then let the, uh, the air tear everything apart. So there's a little bit <laughs> yeah. Action as it comes to life. It's ripping the box and the duct tape apart as it uh, de-vacuum seals because like just watching you, it. That's a neat idea. Like when you have like a scrumpled up uh, a straw wrapper and then you put yeah. a little bit of water on it and uh-huh. it, all those things. Yeah. I've yeah. got a new those topic. Sponges, those little animal sponges. I intentionally chose no political topics for this week. It didn't work out like I planned. <laughs> but uh, uh-huh. here's, I saw this one on Ask Reddit. What's the fastest way you've ever seen somebody fuck up their life? Some terrible decision. Like personally or just like a celebrity or something like that? Oh, I don't know. I interpreted it to mean like somebody in your universe, someone you ran across, went to school with, worked with. Oh, thought of, I, I immediately thought of one, but, but that's mean, so I won't use that one. I got to keep thinking <laughs> about it. I, I, I know um, I have like a... Yeah, I, I've watched alcoholism like really destroy someone, like really destroy someone, and I think that that stands out to me is you know, but but that's a little different from like making dumb decisions, you know, because there's a genetic component to that, and um, but yeah, I've 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 seen someone's life just absolutely wrecked by by rampant alcoholism. Sometimes I drink a little too much, but I'm 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 making a distinction between like that and you have to have. A swig of vodka to wake up in the morning, like that level of physical dependency. Mm-hmm. Once you get once you get to that point, it's really well, hard. To I have... mean, come on, just a capful so we don't get the shakes, right? Yeah. <laughs> just a little, <laughs> little yeah. Just to yeah. get well again. It's funny yeah, but... that was your example because all I had in mind was an anti-example, and it was like they told me that everyone who did drugs was ruined forever, like those high school burnouts and stuff that they had no future, and uh, it just so happened like some of the I want to say the like number one burnout what, how, who was what, in what, my year of high school. I'm now what Facebook. Decade, what decade were you in high school? Early 90s. I, well, yeah, I, I guess I started in 88, ended in 91, something like that. So, you were raised with like the Just Say No, Nancy Reagan kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was, of course, she was. Her like, sitting on that couch judging you. you know? Yeah. She, I guess, was 80 to 88, <laughs> but that was still like the thing. And uh, they, they taught us that like these kids who, whose hobby was pot would go nowhere and it's like well yeah we're in our 40s now so the score's posted right we've got a rough idea where these people are landing they weren't ruined no but on the other side of that coin not with like the drugs people consider more serious now but still with with weed like of course it didn't quote ruin their lives but i've seen people 
like in college, go from, you know, trying weed to just all day, every day getting high. And it's like, it's almost like that South Park thing, that South Park thing where they're like, oh, you know what, Stan, you know, weed isn't going to kill you, but it makes you okay with being complacent and being lazy. And so, and so many of these kids were smart. You know, and they had like some partial scholarships to go to school or something. And so many of them ruined their fucking college career by doing nothing their freshman year, nothing their sophomore year, or just getting booted out after a year. And it's like, oh, okay, so you basically set your life back years and years and you're going to spend more money all because you wanted to get high. Like your life's not ruined, but you've definitely shot yourself in the foot. It's like you said, though, you referred to them as kids. You know, they're technically adults, but like anybody. Yeah, you're 18. they're kids, you know, like 18 to 20, uh, 21, I still say you're, you're a kid. And um, when, you, when you're young, I think that's, that's more the case, you know, but I don't, I don't think it's necessarily always the case or even the case for the most part that if you smoke pot, it makes you okay with mediocrity or laziness or whatever well, it is. I think all day, I, every day, yeah. Right. When, you, when you're young, you know, like if I could go back and change anything about my pot usage, it would be I wouldn't have... I would have waited until I was like 25, you know, until I had formed like a decent worldview or a semi-informed worldview and I had some kind of goal or ambition or something like that because, yeah, I I absolutely fit into the category that you're talking. I went from being on at a 4.2 GPA my senior year of high school. I I was on the dean's list my freshman my 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 freshman my first semester of college. Second semester I started smoking pot and I ended up on academic probation because I didn't even show up the two of my finals because I was just that's all I did from the time I woke up until the time I went to bed uh, you know I think part of that's part of that also has to do with with the forbidden nature of it all for a being told that it was so evil and wrong and, and and it makes it a little bit more alluring when you're young so I don't know I, I think I think ironically you can end up deterring a lot of kids from smoking so much pot by 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 not demonizing it so much when, oh, when, yeah. you, when you make it up to be this big thing that it's not, then you add a lot of appeal to it's, a lot of younger uh, people that are looking to like, rebel. It's like rates of alcoholism, I think, in Italy. I feel like this was used as an example in a class I took yeah. in college, where it's like, yeah. in Italy, you start drinking when you're 16 or earlier, and the way you drink is your, your family has a big meal, a big family meal, and you have a couple glasses of wine, and that's just yeah. what you do. And so when they turn 21, or they're a young adult, they're not going out getting hammered the way American 21-year-olds are because they're like, oh, I finally got it. I finally got it. Let's just, you know, vodka breakfast. Like, it's that same kind of thing. Like, it doesn't have that stigma in Italy, but, and so yeah. it's different. I have an answer for the question. Uh, the, the quickest I've seen or know of someone fucking their life up, uh, I, it was uh, one of my mothers, uh, she teaches, and one of her teacher friends has a son and uh, I would like I knew him because I, I was like eight years younger, but we'd go to their house and, and uh, they'd have pool parties and stuff. And he was a nice guy. And uh, he went off to school and he decided, uh, I think Jackass was pretty popular this time, that he was going to pull a stunt and slide down a banister. Uh, this, this really high banister in the, at school. He fell. He cracked his skull open. And he is now so mentally impaired that he requires assistance for all things. And uh, so finishing school was completely oh, yeah, out of the yeah, question. Yeah. That's sad. It, it That's was horrible. it was forget about like getting some kind of a, 
I, I see, I saw a kid that got shot in the head and he's like missing a quarter of his brain and he like somehow he got a degree, right? Like, I don't know what special program they put that guy in, but yeah. this Just guy, like, smell anything. Yeah. <laughs> this guy was not a candidate for that. It was like, okay, well, now you're going back to home with your mom and dad and they'll care for you until you die. So I've got that's one. That's the quickest. I got to pee. One second, one second. Uh, okay. I, so I went to high school with this guy and uh, the, the long and short of it is they had a baby their sophomore year in high school. And I remember him telling me about it, like what led to it. At the time, I could not get laid at all. And, and his girlfriend was beautiful. And he wasn't. And uh, he's telling me about it. And apparently they had sex a lot, right? So like 50 times unprotected sex, he figured, well, I guess I'm not fertile. Or she's not, but clearly yeah. we're not having a baby. because we 51? Yeah, because yeah. we fucked 50 times and there's no kid, right? Probably over the course of like two or three months. And... Uh, well, that, that lucky streak didn't hold up, and they had a kid, and I know that she stayed in high school, but it was very tough on her. Like, uh, socially, it was just a whole yeah. new thing. Uh, people felt that, that, not like other girls weren't having sex, but of course she's the slut because she's carrying a baby. And, uh, you know, she had no one to hang out with. It was, it was, she was miserable, totally miserable. And the dude ended up not finishing high school. Now, I don't know what came out of him. For all I know, they're curing cancer or something, but... It, it looked like life ended. Yeah, that's you know? that is rough. There, like what Kyle said reminded me of another one with that guy with uh, a, a brain injury. This wasn't. Uh, this is a guy I played hockey with when I was much younger, and I didn't. I wasn't good friends with him or anything. Like it kind of stopped playing on the same team, and then kind of stopped associating and talking. And like it was probably five years ago now that. My dad was talking to me, and he's like, hey, do you remember so-and-so from hockey when you were little? I'm like, oh, yeah, I wonder what he's up to. And he's like, well, he's he got addicted to some kind of – I don't remember like because my dad didn't know it was some kind of drug. And I was like, oh, like, uh, so he has problems now? Okay, like I guess I'll, if I ever see him, I'll say hi and see how he's doing. Uh, I, I talked to him on the phone once because like basically the message from my dad was like, this guy's really struggling. Like I know you're not his friend, and you haven't talked to him in 12 years, but can you like just reach out? And so I was like, okay. And so I gave him a call to say, like, hey, next time I'm in St. Louis, and next time you come to St. Louis, uh, come, you know, we'll, we'll talk and hang out. And the way he talked to me was literally like this. I'm not like this. I'm not exaggerating. It's like, hey, what's going on, Joe? He's like, hey, is, is this Taylor? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's Taylor. What's new with you, man? How, how have you been doing? Oh, good <laughs> most mostly <laughs> and it was like and it no it was honestly like no and it, it's not it was the the furthest thing from my fucking mind while talking to him was any kind of laughter because it was because yeah, i yeah. heard this guy talk in locker rooms as a normal guy before and it was just heartbreaking to be like holy shit this guy he's not gonna get married he's not gonna have kids he's not gonna be able to have his own home he's not gonna be able to do anything his life is fucking over did you say his like, drug did i miss it I, I don't know what it was, okay. but it must have been something severe Bath based on the salts. way he's articulating himself. Like it, it was just, there's something about like someone who, like obviously it's tragic when someone's born with like Down syndrome or whatever, but it's so much more viscerally tragic because it's almost like a warning sign to you when you see someone who was born healthy and normal become, you know, mentally inept because they bang their head or they do drugs or something. It's just, it's freaky. It's just yeah. sad to watch. Yeah, that, that's fucked. Taylor, I, I want to completely change topics and, uh, and and talk about... So, so 
I think this goes, I don't remember when the first time I heard Chiz talk about it. it Maybe like go all the way back in January when we were in Colorado. And he was saying, uh, because I don't have the best of beards, and Chiz's beard is less than mine. And then we got Papa Bear over there. So like we, we're, we're, the three, we're like the three little pigs. Like with Chiz, got kind of a poor beard, if I'm being honest. It's, he knows it. It's, okay. it's not a big deal. You just rock the, the stubble, and it's cool. Whatever. You bullshit my ass. It's, it's shitty beard. Now you, now you drug my, me into it, and I'll be straight. He called Kyle Fucking shit, scrubby-ass <laughs> fag beard. Like, and, then, and then mine is like middle of the road or whatever. It's, it's definitely patchy on the side. It doesn't fill in as much as, a, oh, yeah, the F word. So yeah, I, 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 I use the South Park explanation for that. I mean, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't steal my word. I, I mean, I, I love gay people, but, but, you know, annoying people and jerks and people I want to call an asshole, I use the F word for. So, so that aside, I, I, mine's not all I would like it to be. And then Taylor is just Papa Bear over there. It's excellent. Woody is also very strong, but his wife doesn't allow it. So he's not in the running for any of this. <laughs> that kind of invalidates the strong argument, but carry on. <laughs> yeah. It, no, you courteously I, I, choose I, I, not to. <laughs> so what she said, said in Colorado was, you know, you can take minoxidil, which is the active ingredient in Rogaine, and if you apply it to your face over the course of four to eight months, it, you will actually grow a thicker, fuller, bigger beard. And mm. I thought that was bullshit at the time, but then like about two or three weeks ago, I started like, I get on YouTube and I, I, I go, and, and, I, and I searched minoxidil beard. To see what was up and sure enough there's all these uh videos of people into it they're showing progression uh there's people talking about the science of it and how it works and everything and how it does take quite a long time and so like on a lark i was like all righty then i ordered myself a box of it got a one month supply of it and uh and i, I mentioned it to chiz like like randomly hey i ordered some of this stuff and he's like oh i've been on the program for several months now <laughs> i know He's like, I've been waiting on the final product to be ready to show off because I didn't want you guys to make fun of me. But I, <laughs> but he texts us a picture of his six-month supply. Like, he's been going for a while. And I'm like, I text a picture of my one-month supply. And then Taylor gets on Amazon. Like, he needs it. And he immediately takes a picture of the Amazon purchase. He's also bought I've it. I've seen he's this. Got it right there. So I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out if I'd rather have a full head of hair again or be able to grow a full beard. I don't think I have an answer yet. You do have People's a full beard, though. You don't have to choose. I do, but but oh, but he's no, talking I do about have a trade. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I started noticing this little ring form, fucking about a year ago, and it just started getting bigger and bigger. So finally, I just buzzed it all off. But the right call. I'm trying to figure you out. Trade, I wanted to give you a compliment on that because so many guys pitter patter around the shaved head thing for so long that when they finally do shave their head, it's like, aha, you've you've been defeated. You yeah. finally gave in. Like, I will. You let it the first, the first sign of it, I was done. I will also it. accept the nearly shaved head. Like, I, I think, I don't know, half a centimeter, you know, some small oh, amount of Jesus. hair. If that's your preference, it works for me, too. What I don't yeah. uh, the comb over is not the good one. So, Balding so, sucks, this, man. This I fucking hate thing. it. Is it traumatic? It's, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm, no, 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 go ahead. On the balding. So, uh, this burned into Dude, my mind. Jean-Luc Picard, people would ask him, like, hey, you're the sexy bald guy, you're the sexy bald guy, etc. And he got visibly upset. He's like, look, sometime in my early 20s, I started losing my hair. It is one of the most traumatic, devastating experiences I've ever lived through. I don't want to talk about it. And I was like, really? Like, it, it was? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have that much of a uh -huh. strong reaction, but it sucked. Like, I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, Cause it, cause it's so final. Like the finality of it is jarring. Mm -hmm. You know, reminds it's like me leprosy. of leprosy. 
It reminds me I'm gonna die one day, and I fucking I don't know about you guys, but I like I didn't think I didn't think about just to get a little morbid with you. I don't know if I'm changing the subject, but like I didn't think about death too much until the last like three years, and now I'm like now I'm terrified of dying. Like I think about it a lot. So when I started balding, I was like, it just reminded me that I'm just inevitably hurling towards. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's like I, don't, I don't like that. It's, yeah, like, it's like leprosy like for your hair. I, I, yeah. My family is odd about that. So my family's odd in a bunch of ways. I've talked about it in sex a bunch of times. But the other thing is, like, I was raised knowing I was going to die. I guess we all were, but it's different. My parents have been planning their death for a long time now. They've got the plots, the whatever, but that's not it. They also, like, plan their disabilities. You're like, all right, you know, so let's see. We're about 64 right now. They're, like, 70. And uh, that means we'll have, like, five more good years of walking, so we want to get this done and that, and then we'll visit yeah. this other place that doesn't require the same kind of mobility and they just have their like their decline all mapped out they're maximizing their golden decline years that's why uh, they're getting in so much fucking that's what it, they're like baby yeah. you're 95 i'm not gonna be able to throw it into you like the old days so we better get in all be. this we can <laughs> it could throw be. all that phrase I like that's that. how they do it he gives her a good rogering a good rogering every Ugh. night he shows up and that that fucking that rock hard mammoth is just just standing at attention and she knows what's up and, and i mean and, and and she also knows he's faster than her so there's no point even questioning him she just she just she knows what to do uh no, my, but, no but for real though do you, do you guys do you guys think about death do you guys ever like you guys ever laying down go to bed and then all of a sudden in your mind you're like one day I'm I, uh, just going to cease to exist. I've been I think comfortably in terms comfortable. of years where I'll be like, in 2069, like how old would I be? And I'd be like, oh man, I, I very likely might be dead. Yeah, like that's that's I'm scary. Not, like and then to- and then I like I I don't know why I think about it like this, but then I like will jump back a century and think about people who died in 1969 instead of 2069 or whatever and oh think like, holy God. shit, think about how much has happened yeah. that they didn't even experience, that they didn't know was coming. And it's like, yeah, fuck, yeah. What, what's that going to be for me? Like, there's got to be so much cool shit coming that I'm never, ever going to see. And I, I don't know. I, I don't honestly, dwell on it too much. I, I can honestly say, and I, I, I don't want to come off the wrong way, but I, I'm really not afraid of death. You know, it's it's it's. You, I, I've accepted it, right? Like, like I've, I've done a stupid shit where, like, right before you did it, you're like, this could kill me. And to, to, I've kind of gotten numb to the idea that it's coming one way or another, preferably not later. I don't want to be uh, diminished to the point where I don't enjoy daily life. If I, if I can't even enjoy, like, sitting in a chair and watching CNN and playing video games, then, like, I want to die. And I'll, You want would, someone to pull a million-dollar million baby on you. I absolutely do. At some and, point, and, if it ever gets too shitty. Absolutely, 100%. I'll do it. I, dude, I, look, like, there's been so Would many, you, like, though? You say it. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would in a lot of trouble. No, I would I, not I kill totally, like, like, I had this con- I've had this conversation, I think, three different times in my life where I told, like, we were working with flamethrowers specifically. And flamethrower, you've got a big tank of, napa- a tank of pressurized napalm on your back. Yeah, and I would tell man. the guys with me, I'm like, look, I've got my pistol on my side. If I get fully engulfed and I'm on the ground like that Mel Gibson movie, uh, We Were Soldiers, and I'm melting, someone kill me. One of you shoot me with your pistol and then just put, take my gun out of my holster, put it in my charred hand, and that'll be the story. Like, like, like I'm serious. I'm looking at everybody. I'm like, look, I don't want to live like that even for 10 minutes, much less 50 more years. I'm very vain. I'm very, <laughs> very vain. 
kill me please <laughs> and uh and like i've had two different people on different occurrences be like i got you man and like like no joke no no cracking a smile be like dude i don't blame you i got no. you so, so I was in the same boat for a long time, and I had a friend who was like my age now when I was like 25, and he was really preoccupied with death all the time. He was talked about how afraid he was of it all the time, and I remember thinking in my head that it was laughable. I'm like, "What are you doing, man? You're every, it happens to everybody. You just got to accept it. It's gonna be fine." I didn't, I didn't have any real serious concerns about not being on this planet during this time with all these people until like the last two or three years and then it just hit me all of a sudden and i honestly think it's given me a, a deeper appreciation for the things in life that i like you know so i think it's given me it's it's given me a lot of things that i'm grateful for but at the same time it's like always just nagging at me in the back of my head you know like like you're never gonna be on this planet again you know depending like even if you're a even if you're a Buddhist and you believe in, in rebirth or a Hindu, you believe in reincarnation or something, what are the odds that you're going to be reincarnated here on this planet? Yeah. Like, and why would nobody you... remembers it. And so it's, and that's right. why I always thought like, but if you don't remember your previous lives, how, do, how is it even you? Like right. how, it's, what are you, but kind of an amalgamation of your, your past experiences? Yeah. Like, well, the, the Buddhists explain that by calling, they make a distinction between uh, rebirth and reincarnation like reincarnation is the thought that it's the same soul being transferred transferred to a different vessel every time but the buddhists say that like they they, they they say it's like a row of candles and let's say you light the first candle and then you use the first candle to light the second and the second to light the third and so on and so forth till you get to the tenth and then they say is that flame is that tenth candle is that the same flame that existed on the first candle and that's kind of how they look at uh coming coming back coming back like it's it's you but it's not really you you know I, what i mean yeah, like i have a different take on the death thing right it, it death doesn't bother me too much death is something unfortunate that we all do to the people who loved us but you know it, it happens what i don't like and i've already seen pieces of is the decline of athleticism right like i really enjoyed training mma it was, it was like i was super into it all my thoughts were consumed by it but it gets to a point where it's like god like I'm taking injuries from class to class to class that last for months now, right? You know, like you, you can't just sit there and fight 18-year-olds all day long at 40 and expect mm -hmm. this to work out for you. Like, yeah, yeah. Kyle might break your hand. Kyle might you down. <laughs> it so, happens. so what do you so what do you guys think of um um like emergent technology when it comes to uh like fusing uh uh, uh what do you call it? <laughs> what the fuck do you call it, guys? Cybernetics uh, like, like Yeah, cyber like cybernetics. Yeah, like the like oh. the, the the fusion between man and machine. Have you heard I think of that's like the you future? know? Yeah, I think that's the future. Yeah. I think that eventually, and, and that is that is immortality uh, in its purest form. That that's what is coming. I personally believe just the way technology goes, right? Like the shit that we've got even now. Like I would have never believed when I was a kid, and and, and vice, and it just keeps going back every 10, 15 years. So I think that we're definitely going to uh, get get like robotics to the point where you'd be like, ah, oh, man, shit. I wouldn't mind living inside of that fucking thing. God damn! It, it, it can fly, that, it can jump, it can swim, it it can. That, it can nanotechnology. I'm not convinced it'll be you though. Particularly, right? Like, like if if what Kyle is, according to Woody, if what Kyle is is just a handful of chemical reactions, you know, that just just going off all the time, right? All his synapses firing, all the way his muscles move. If everything about him is just these chemical reactions, and we could somehow like turn that into math. And put it in a computer. I don't mm -hmm. think we'd do it right. I think it would. There's two be different Kyle. ways to do it, though. 
So, so what if I agree with you? And that's a very similar art, um, argument to like when you use the Star Trek transporter and it completely breaks you down to your atoms and then sends a signal to another ship and then you're rematerialized as you. Is that really you? Oh, is yeah. it? No, of course not. Yeah, Captain Kirk uh, died every time he beamed down. Because but 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 what I'm saying is maybe maybe we get your consciousness in there and to everyone around it seems like you but and you, and it even believes it's you but it's not really you. I think that's where you're headed but I'm saying maybe we take my brain. We take my actual like fucking brain matter and we robocop this shit, right? Mm -hmm. Like we and my yeah, even even then, like you, you get your brain, and how long until you get some sort of neurodegenerative disease, and you just become a robot who doesn't well, remember it's a robot or something that's, like that's that's where nanotechnology comes in. You're talking about rebuilding cells at a at a cell rebuilding things on a, and, and uh, repairing things on a cellular level, then you can essentially reach what you could call immortality. But what happens if you fucking what happens if you get in a plane crash or fall off a cliff or something like that? Like, how is how are the nanobots gonna 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 rebuild your body? Like, we don't we can't yeah. even conceive of those kind of answers. You'd be now, going but from an like, old backup, but in like right, yeah. <laughs> it'd be Kyle from last week. You just live all of eternity. In it's some like dusty, when I swam with my phone and all of a sudden everything ended in December. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Think of how depressing this thought is. Like, th th theoretically, these things are possible, and some say it's inevitable. So, how fucking depressing is it that? We need to wait for technology to reach that point where it's even a viable option or it's possible. So we're going to have a generation of people that are going to die knowing that the younger generation gets to live, for, quote unquote, live forever or live like an, a, an extremely prolonged life. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you believe, as I do, I mean, based on my very limited scope of understanding of nanotechnology if you believe that this is an inevitability that that we're that we're heading towards that fuck that is so depressing it to think is. that to think that we have to be the last ones barreling yeah. into the How abyss much are we gonna miss it's funny. by I, I think that's way off when i was a kid i had similar thoughts but it wasn't about uh were they talking forever. about nanotechnology when you were when you were a kid no the, is that the, what they were talking about was space exploration and um, I was like, man, like it stinks so much that space exploration, like good stuff, colonizing Mars is a hundred years off and I won't be the guy they want for that because I'm, you know, 10 years away from being that guy. You know, they, yeah. I'm, I'm 15 now. They'll want some 25 year old to go form a colony over there. Not, yeah. you know, not a 65 year old or 125 year old. So yeah, you always yeah, so miss here's stuff. My, it always gets I, more advanced. I think that the, um, for one thing, I thought you were going to go down the route that, like, I thought the space exploration thing would happen, but it just hasn't yet. But and so maybe by the same regards, the nano thing won't. But but my thoughts on and, and you didn't make that argument. It's so further off than we think. But yeah, I think the nanotechnology thing is will happen before the the extreme space travel, at least Star Trek style for sure. And here's why: everybody wants to live forever, but there's a very small there's money group in of it people. Too. And there's money in it, and the space exploration, uh, not so much unless you're talking about asteroid mining, which then there's trillions of dollars worth of every, anything and everything up there if you could just figure out a way to get it back. Except here. that there's money in not doing that, right? Like, one of my conspiracy theories that I buy into is that energy companies are preventing solar and wind and stuff from making the progress they could have, right? And you see it, like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to sell you energy at 10 cents a kilowatt and buy it back at one because suck it. And, uh, I feel like they told these people. They told those people in Florida recently they couldn't use their solar panels. 
They uh, had to yep. like even even though, even though they even though they 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 had the capability of, to do it, some energy lobbyists convinced people and you know these lawmakers in Florida to prevent them from being able to use their own solar powered fucking house yeah. in the middle of an energy crisis. I, I read that too. Right. Can't so it's crazy. Use your own solar panels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, it, anyway, it, it, he's right. That did happen. They wrapped it in this safety thing, but really there are ways to solve the safety problem automated. But uh, so I, I buy into that. I swear, if mining, I don't know, titanium on an asteroid became like a really financially viable thing to do, big titanium would shut it down. That yeah, I, I, that. See, I see your point. You know, you look at the diamond industry and what De Beers, uh, the mm -hmm. De Beers yeah. cartel does. Uh, you, you'd have something similar. And, uh, and, you know, also, dude, if we, if we suddenly imported 100 tons of gold, what happens to every stock market around the world? It's mm -hmm. hyperinflation, as Chiz just yeah. put in there and beat me to the punch because he's a cunt. But it, you know, it, <laughs> it, you'd have global wars and, and it, well, things, things get real bad. What, well, what happens when you can manipulate matter on an atomic level and literally turn a shoe into a fucking steak that you, that you can eat? That, that, would, that would theoretically usher in a post-capitalist society where what good is currency when everybody gets their needs met? Are you familiar with the Star well, Trek uh, sort of economy and the way things are done? And like, I don't know if you're big I just Star read Trek. about this, but I read like a headline. I don't know, so, I don't know so much like, about it. So I, I'm one of the, you know, everybody knows the old quote, you know, the capitalism's not a good system. It's just the best one we've ever come up with or whatever. But the Star Trek system is ideal. It's the best system imaginable, but it requires a, a higher, a more evolved group of people than exist here. Because, like, there's the only impetus to go forward and do things is the, the drive to just be great and be... And do things like like there is no monetary reward. Captain Picard don't get paid shit. Like like all those missions, whenever he's saving the planet, you know, flying around the galaxy, he's not getting fucking paid. He don't yeah. get shit. He gets no money for that. Like yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in yeah. Space Nine's uh, Benjamin Sisko, the commander, his dad runs a a restaurant. And I read this long explanation about how he got to have a restaurant. He had to apply to some kind of a government board and like prove that he was a good cook and uh, and and yeah. and talk about his business plan before they would allow him to have this restaurant. And he doesn't get paid to cook. He doesn't get paid to cook. The only people in the universities that uh, that use money are the people outside, and we they they trade like energy with those people. So there's a bit of energy trading, but but we're not evolved enough for that kind of a society to exist. Well, so maybe we don't what, have what, to be what, that evolved, right? Maybe. Like, like in my head, the motivated people do those jobs, and the unmotivated people just live off replicators and fly their paramotors, and everything works out fine. Uh, I lost everybody. Without, I guess, replicators, they're called, because as long as scarcity uh, no, exists. No, no, oh. I mean that. I mean that we're too shitty. I mean that the majority, that a lot of the people who normally. Like, like the high-drive individuals who are also very intelligent, the people who want to be an engineer, they're not necessarily doing that altruistically. They're like, yeah, I'm going into STEM because that shit pays, and you're going to be able to get a job, and that means I'll get pussy, and that means I'll have a nice car, and that means I'll have a big mm, fucking house. Mm -hmm. and, and the nice car and the big house will get me more pussy, and, and, and that's what it's all about, right? We're, we're uh, talking about a future yeah. where, like, the way to attract, and maybe it comes down to pussy in the end, addicted <laughs> pussy. It and does. Maybe, whether you want to, whether you want dick or pussy, like like right now, the way to get it is is success, financial success. By and large, most of it, most of everything boils down to that. But it seems like in the Star Trek universe, that's a humor. It's, sure, yeah, you got to be real fucking funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> dare to dare to dream, man. Dare to dream. Uh, yeah, are any women looking for poor funny people? 
<laughs> Bill Murray no. walking around with like Kim Kardashian on on one arm and like 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 another supermodel on the other or anything. Like you don't see so, him so, slaying it day and so, night. So do you guys think that a UBI is is inevitable? A uh, universal basic income here? Yes. No. I think it is, and it's gonna have uh, it's gonna come soon. I don't it, know. It, it comes down to the technology of it. Like like if it's a world like Kyle's describing, then. Like it seems like well no I guess if the world's like Kyle's well, describing I mean, you wouldn't need a UBI because it would be post scarcity and 100. percent Well, so we're talking about maybe we're talking about, we're talking about in the next 10 years where automation is 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 estimated to replace what like 20 30 percent of the workforce bot? or something like 40. that. You're bought in Cali. 40. That's what I saw. Look, it was on YouTube. Don't doubt my sources. Holy I think uh, <laughs> I think they're saying like I think they get those numbers that high and they are going to be high, but because they're saying the entire transportation industry will be mm-hmm. automated, oh, yeah. when yeah. I mean it, eventually it will, but ten years from now, like there's just no way our entire transportation system is automated. Like there, there's just no way. Yes, uh, I agree. Uh, what? Yeah, I mean I, that would be just way too disruptive. I just can't see voters. I can't see constituents allowing something like that to happen, especially because there's you know really a lot of people. Not in the next 20 years, no. Because, like, the, the, the way, like, my, it, again, this is according to my limited understanding of self-driving cars, but the only way to safely have a, a, a system of self-driving cars is, is, is if every fucking car is self-driving. It's actually, it's, they say it's actually super dangerous to have human beings driving alongside a bunch of self-driving cars because they're making decisions so fast that humans don't have the reaction time or the understanding to know why in that moment the car decided mm-hmm. to do that and it's not going to be able to adjust to those sorts of um corrections course corrections Here's or something like that like so you I, said, I mean do you see that happening in the next 20 years i don't here, here, i, don't I think i, I think that self-driving cars like are the future and here's why i've never like i've been watching alternative labor sources come in whether it be automation overseas labor imported you know h1b workers and such and never has the worker ever won ever Right. I, 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 there's no protected workforce in America. If you can get it cheaper, that's where the job goes. And they win practically 100 percent of the time. So to say, oh, no, 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 not this time. This time, our politicians will protect us from automation, I think is unprecedented. That's not how it'll go down, according to me. I don't think it's. Too, well, I think our, the, our politicians are the. Are the conduits or the they're the, they're the representatives. I'm saying the people won't allow that to happen. How have they like people, so far? Pe- pe- if people they if will they pressure, were... people will pressure their representatives and their senators yeah. and their local state legislators to 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 make sure that they pass laws protecting um, an American's right to I, drive a car. It's, it's I hear you, but I come from a world yeah. where I feel like like we've already done this battle and it was a complete loss as computer programmers. Right, computer programming right now is pretty tough job to get because you're competing with imported labor in, in the terms of H-1B workers and exported laborers and where everyone just sends their, you, know, you need a website that used to be a thing you do locally. Now it's done in India and Vietnam and China and Russia and places like that. And heaven forbid you're in manufacturing, right? Like if you make mufflers, your job's gone, right? That's not an American job anymore. It's done in China or, or somewhere else. Or like, or like horse carriages when the cars came out. You know what I mean? People that used to drive horse carriages for a living. You know, they were they were completely displaced when yeah. cars were. Yeah. They, they've never protected workers before. I, I mean, I, I, I wasn't gonna, looking at it from the worker perspective as much. I was seeing what more what Hutch I think was describing, where you know, twenty years from now. They'll be like, oh, we got self-driving cars and they're pretty good, but you can't do it unless everybody's on board and there will be a huge uprising of people like you can't steal my right to drive away from me. 
Like, yeah. because there will be a ton of people who are like, fuck, well, obviously the government and these companies have control over where I'm going at the end of the day, and, and I don't feel easy, comfortable with that. There's an easy solution to that. I, I believe that the future is going to be a hybrid of the two. There are going to be roads, just like, there are going to be roads where there are self-driving cars only, there are going to be roads for the driving folk. Or lanes. And, there's the, and your lanes or roads, they'll be separated by, by some median or something like that. But you're always, always going to have to have the ability to, to take over and pilot the car, because we're never ever going to like like I live in a rural area like like people take their pickup trucks and drive into their fields and use them as work vehicles you know yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that's not a rare thing that's all over the world that people need to take their cars off of pavement onto grass and then do lots of work all day like that so it's always going to be a thing where there's a steering wheel a gas it, pedal and all that in any case you're going to need to keep automated drive uh, automated self-driving cars and human drivers segregated and that's going to be incredibly disruptive and I, I would not be surprised if you saw local what do you call it municipalities local local mm, yeah. counties cities things like that pass ordinances I, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a bunch of them say nope we, we don't want any self-driving cars in this county and you couldn't do anything to stop that I don't think you know yeah, yeah. I so, want to talk about that burger robot sense. did you did you see this leak that uh, Chiz it's in the listen the thing over there I, I mentioned it earlier though the, uh, the I think the robot costs Fifteen or thirty thousand dollars. I don't. I don't remember what he said, but but he said that the cost was going to drop very soon. Uh, it flips burgers all day for 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 one flat fee, and it just does yeah. it forever. Can right? we watch it as a group? And I anticipate it does it better than a sophomore in high school, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm queued up in six seconds. Timing. Yeah, I'm I'm already at six seconds. Yeah. Ready, set, play. Look at that. Oh, nice. Who knew the technology existed to flip a burger? It is good to burger. <laughs> I hear I read I read somewhere that the that the focus of um Chinese development in AI, they want to figure out how a robot can do home chores before anything else. Like a yeah. robot that can walk around your house, fold all your clothes, do all your dishes. That's what they're trying to work out first cuz I they're imagine dumb. if you figure Yeah, what do you think? Sex. You want a sex bot first. I, I, like I said, it's all about dicks and pussies in the end. That's all. Like, like remember that that little quote from Game of Thrones recently? He's like, yeah. I guess Dude, it always all does come down to dicks. There's <laughs> not going to be fully realistic walking around sex bots ever. Bullshit! You. I'm not saying the technology's not there. Don't get so upset. I'm <laughs> saying that if you hit a sore spot, Taylor, the man has dreams. I'm saying that women as are going to band together and be like, no, no, you're not fucking robot women. We're the majority of voters. And, oh, I'm with, and I'm with, you know, this I'm with Kyle on this one. If there's a demand for it, there will be a market for it. And there will demand. always, there will always be a demand for really? it. I that's took not, my auto blow and put little googly eyes on it. I put little googly eyes on the auto blow so that I can have a conversation. I was going to say, like, it, it, packages, like, what is this? Oh, I designed clothes. It's a mannequin. Like, <laughs> When I think about like my ideal sex robot, it doesn't need all the female parts, right? Like I don't need fing maybe fingers, but I don't need toes, I don't need ankles, calves, like a lot of No, no, no. Auto blows yeah. about, about right. Might as well might as well beat off. Like what's well, the point? What's the point of fucking a let me tell you what a, what a sex oh, bot is going to do. I can make beating off less exercise. Just masturbate. Because you know <laughs> masturbate, right after you're done, you don't have to look over at the full-size person sitting in your home <laughs> and like, what, who am I and what are you? Like, what are you? Like, I, I got this. Look, look, your sex bot is going 
<laughs> your sex bot is going, is going to be, for all good? intents and purposes, when you look at it, a human being. It's going to be indistinguishable. You're, and, and, and maybe it'll use the same sort of nanotechnology we talked about earlier. It's going to be actual human flesh. It's going to be a human woman with no brain. Yes, what we've all dreamt about our entire lives. <laughs> Did you guys watch Westworld? Yes, of course. It's Most going. Oh my God! It's what, that's my, I th just after like, one season, I think it might be my favorite show of all time, man. I, I think, think it really. Can. That's I, sacrilege uh, around China. here to suggest that something's better than Game of Thrones. Yeah, I strongly disagree. I thought Westworld season one was much better than uh, Game of Thrones season, uh, this most recent season, season six or seven or whatever it was. I definitely seven. preferred Westworld season one. Season six was a little sloppy. Season six was a little sloppy on Game of Thrones. I still loved it. I still loved it. It's because they, they, they were just sprinting through everything. Like we got, like in previous uh, seasons, like when it built up to the Red Wedding and it happened, it was uh, like, oh my God, like it, that was fucking horrible. But I feel so much. And like adrenaline, because it built us up to that, and then you went three, right over three that more episodes. Three more one, episodes would have been great. Three more yeah, episodes. Oh yeah. Been great. This, this yeah. Is, this, they they are sprinting through so much stuff. Like it took two seconds of, of scene for the wall to come down. Uh, they're just teleporting all over the place. Like I did want some travel, so it seemed realistic. I know Woody disagrees on that, but I don't think <laughs> it's just disappointing. It's it's just too quick. I read like a deep dive on on Reddit, a Reddit post talking about that scene that you're talking about, about how the, like how fast would it take? Like first they were estimating how far away from the wall they were and how long it would take for that person to run all the way to the wall, how long it would take for a raven. And Reddit Reddit um, presented a really <laughs> compelling argument that it could be done within three days. And mm -hmm. so, but then the creators came out and said that what you saw of them being stranded on that island, spoiler alert, was. Yeah. One night. They said it was just one night, which yep. makes, that doesn't which make makes, any sense. Yeah, I've, yeah I've, talked no sense about, I've talked about two instances in that season that really irked me. Uh, one was when uh, the way they handled Jamie and Braun diving and saving mm -hmm. Jamie and they go in the water. That was completely oh, yeah. mishandled because like, uh, like, like uh, and I'll do this quickly because I've done it before, but he had armor and stuff that Tyrion saw him go into the water. The Khaleesi saw him go into the water. There's an entire Dothraki army there. They'd have went in. They'd have got him out. That that's what they should have done. They should have gotten yeah. them out, and then why, Jamie would be their prisoner, and there would they, you would still get the same exact talk between Tyrion and Jamie without smuggling Tyrion into King's okay. Landing. <laughs> yeah. was, Jamie, hey Absolutely. Jamie, hey Jamie, go talk to your sister, arrange a big meetup, so we still get the big meetup, and and that would have made a lot more sense. And here's the here's the the best part about this: the thing that changes, and all for the better. Braun would be held onto by the Khaleesi as a, 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 a way to guarantee that Jamie did what he wanted. And that means that Braun would be in the Magnificent Seven going north of the wall. And also, I thought that uh, um, they, they could have really, there was a lot of walking and talking uh, when the Magnificent Seven, as I like to call them, were up north of the wall walking to go get the, uh, the White Walker. And I loved that. That was some of the greatest walking and talking that's ever been in the yeah, show. And I love walking absolutely, and talking. Absolutely. Yeah. Big for the ring span. But the problem was it was wasted. They're walking and they're they're walking and talking. They should have been sitting on that island and talking and and using that to show time pass. And they should have yeah. made it more obvious to the audience that the Night King was one step ahead. The reason that they don't just chuck rocks at, at, at Jon Snow and pelt him to death is because they know that the Khaleesi's coming. They want her dragon. I believe that the Night King has the green sight. He can see the future. He knows he can't take the wall down without the dragon. 
So yeah. he's he's sitting there waiting on the Khaleesi to bring him a dragon to use that whole time. If Did they you? had done that, I'd have felt that. I think have that's pretty guys, generally accepted guys, that he was waiting. Have you guys heard the um, the theory that Bran is actually the Night King? Yeah, we've we've yeah. went into that uh, oh, man. to some extent. I, uh, so, I, uh, that one is so compelling to me, but they didn't really. really? It, yeah, hell yeah. Okay. You don't think so? I, I, I don't like the idea of that. Like, I, I don't want Bran to be the Night King, but who knows? Maybe it is. Oh, I love that conceptually. I love it. Like the p- playing with time and. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think Bran's the Night King. Uh, I do like the idea that Bran is Bran the Builder. Um, and that, you know, he's going through time and such. But Night King specifically, I feel like that's not him. Yeah, you don't we, think it's conceivable that he would have worked into the first White Walker and then just got stuck there? Like, like why but then else he wouldn't would they be, be the Builder. Like, I, I find them mutually would. exclusive. Go on. Actually, tell Explain to me what you mean by builder. What do you mean by that? So Bran the Builder builder built the wall and and sort of, I don't know if he founded the Night's Watch, but like, you know, he built the wall that the Night's Watch... He was one of the first men, right? Like, no. Or no? I I thought it was... He's descended from them as all the Starks are. But but Bran Bran the Builder is is this guy we kind of hear about in old Grand stories and and, in the extended uh, Ice of Fire, like, book, there's illustrations of Bran. And in those... Bran the Builder, and in those illustrations... As he's overseeing the construction of the Great Wall, he's being carried around on, on, on something that I would describe as, you know, four men, each of them holding a pole, and he's sitting in the middle. And that's really compelling evidence to me that, oh, you know what, Woody, I just fucking figured out that that's, that's bullshit. Because think about <laughs> it. Brand goes back in time, he can walk around. Every time Brand goes, wargs back in time, he's walking around. He's not crippled when he goes back. So he... So You're even right, if Ned but... Brand does figure out how to, because there was that part where he goes, "Father," and Ned turns around when he's going up the Tower of Joy. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that if he really focused, maybe he could influence stuff and appear to people. Maybe, maybe I, that's conceivable. But he wouldn't be crippled. Yeah, that's a, that's a good strong point. point. Kind of, yeah. kind of rock solid, huh? Kind of rock solid. I'm convinced. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it takes for me. But did yeah, you, I really did... hope he's not the Night King. Did you guys watch the the Defenders on Netflix? No, my I haven't opinion, seen any of the superhero. My opinion oh, on shit. all the I, so I've watched all that stuff, and my opinion is that the best thing that they've done is Daredevil, and I think the second best thing they're going to do is going to be the Punisher. But I really, really, and, and I hate everything else. I hate everything else. They I, I really dislike Jessica Jones. I really I fucking hate. The uh, is it Luke Cage? Oh, Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. I yeah. hate Iron Fist. Fist and Luke Cage is the best of them. If it, of, of the ones I hate, and that's not saying much. And when you slap, <laughs> slap the defenders together, they spent way too much fucking time worrying about how how to get the color gradient to to like go blue or gold or or, or red depending on which character was on screen, and way too little time figuring out how to make a compelling story that that's paced well and moves along well and incorporates each of these characters together. I love I like- Daredevil. I liked the, I liked the defenders more than um, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist, but uh, it certainly wasn't as strong as Daredevil. I'm gonna agree with you on that one. Did you? See, I didn't watch the trailer for the Punisher. Apparently, they just dropped today, but I'm, ast- uh, I'm assuming it's awesome. I, I so loved the Punisher in Daredevil too. Are the defenders like the the, the the local police of superheroes, like <laughs> yeah. where they can't compete with like the big like if an actual army came into town they'd have to be like all right get fucking superman on the line like the are avengers. they more just the like avengers. yeah get the the defenders are more like hey uh, they got a they got a radio in their car and they're chasing down you know uh, uh petty crime and 
things like because I don't I don't know any of these people's superpowers, but this picture of them, you got this very skinny girl who looks like who looks way she's, too confident for her size. You got super uh, she's super strong. Oh, I bet. Yeah. She, <laughs> oh, Jessica Jones. Yeah, I bet she Taylor, heals uh, well too. I'm gonna make a statement here. I bet Taylor could beat the shit out of Iron Fist and uh, Jessica Jones simultaneously in real life. That is, oh. Well, wait, the actors maybe, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. Jessica Jones, the character, can kill no, all no, of us at the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, It's like, how many different. goblins could you take in a fight? Like, <laughs> are, you, are, you guys, are you guys excited for um, True Detective Season 3? Uh, who are the actors? Is it? I didn't like Season 2 at all. Uh, I like Season Maybe go, go back and give it a second chance. I watched it back a second time. And I liked it a lot more the second time, so maybe you would. But so the so the main actor in True Detective season three is the is the lead in uh oh, and he's a black actor. What's his name? Agnes Wesley was Snipes. In, Are we no, watching he was this in, video? He was in he was in Moonlight. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch this Punisher trailer. Uh, Daniel yet. Steele. Yeah, let, let, I'd like to watch that in a second. <laughs> right, after you finish your point. No, that's all right. So it's, I. I just I love True Detective, so I was looking forward to it. That was my point. Yeah, I love season one of True Detective, and I thought honestly that it was some of the best television I'd ever seen, and I, I still rank it up there in like maybe my top ten Fuck four yeah. TV made things ever. Uh, oh, yeah. but, uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, um, McConaughey give two of their best performances ever, and that's saying absolutely. Something. Yeah, man, it was great. Let's uh, let's, let's watch this shit because it, they, they like they sync together gun shit with the music. And uh, I, I feel like this really like sells you on why the Punisher is the Punisher and like his motivations and stuff. And I, I dug this. I watched it in the car today on my phone. They synced it to music. I feel like Hutch started that. All right, count it, count it down, count it down. <laughs> All right, ready, set, play. <laughs> He's a real good choice of actor for that for that role too. I agree. Bet. Excellent. Just imagine this is your family. He's got a simple Jack haircut in that shot. <laughs> Of time. Is this an acoustic version of a Metallica one? <laughs> oh my god, when is this coming out? I'm into it so far. It is, it was one, yeah. I like that guy in Walking Dead. One of my favorite characters. If you like like bullet shots syncing up to editing and music, you would like Baby Driver, Kyle. I plan on seeing it. Solid. He's in good shape now. Yes. As part of a covert CIA operation. Oh, they're doing like the full-on origin story, huh? Yeah. Oh, it's a blonde girl from Daredevil. You and yeah. Me want the same thing. So hot. So She's so fucking hot in True Blood. On condition. I'm gonna kill I never saw it. It's worth just to see her in lingerie. Does he, does, does he have powers or is he down? Uh, oh, well, then I'll watch this one. Yeah. His powers are drunk. You didn't see Daredevil season two, Taylor? No, I, I haven't seen season one even. I don't really like superhero stuff that much, so I haven't, I haven't kept up with it. Oh, sick. That was good. Yeah, but I, I like the heroes that don't have health. 
Uh, I'm. Is there more? I stopped. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll stop that. I didn't want to trample up Punisher to someone important, but it, I don't like. The, I like superheroes like Batman, and I guess this guy. I don't know shit about Punisher, but if Punisher doesn't have powers and he just and his whole thing is just like the world sucks and I'm the man to fix it, and yeah. then he goes out there and starts blowing heads off. You might like him. Game. He's an yeah, unusually like good shot. Uh, he's a very good fighter, but I don't think he has even a lick of superpower. He's uh, just nope. like he's, he's super like, trained, is what he his is. His superpower is anger. Yeah, like Batman, and, and there's like one Bat more thing. Batman I, and Batman v Superman. But here's like one of the, here's, uh, I have to. Uh, my favorite part about Punisher is that he doesn't like waste. There's very few monologues in Punisher. Like if there's a guy who needs killing, there's no delay. You know, he's judge, jury, and executioner. Kyle, do you disagree? I, I think I'm reading something. No? no. Oh, all right. I, I no, I, I 100 agree. Yeah. Like, like I, I That's have the kind of justice liked... I want. I've always liked the Punisher. Um, I, I used to watch, uh, you know, all, and and go through all the Spider-Man stuff, and he'd appear in that universe occasionally. Like, like he was trying to kill Spider-Man at one point. Um, but, but I like him because he is the ultimate anti-hero. Like, like, you know, it, what's going to be interesting to see them portray in here is like, think about if there was actually somebody rolling around with machine guns and shit murdering people. You'd be like, oh my god! It's like the, he, he's the DC sniper, right? Like he'd yeah. be he'd be like that, but times you know 10. who he is? He's John Wick. Like he's got the training, he's got the weapon accuracy. He, he's maybe an angrier John Wick, you know. He's the he's guy. Like, he's the guy that showed up uh, at Comet Pizza with an assault rifle, looking for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, don't bring that guy in. It's not. <laughs> That's a really uh, funny. I didn't get it for a second. That's a funny comparison. <laughs> Him just screaming at the pizza owner. <laughs> his Where name, are the children? The children. His, na his name. Was, <laughs> yeah, screaming. His name was Seth Rich. Every time he comes His name was Seth Rich. Where's oh, Hillary? Oh, I know she's here. <laughs> Where is? I, I read today on Reddit. Oh, I don't dear. know if it was just a gag. I don't know if it was a gag on Reddit or if it was. If it, I saw it on the conspiracy subreddit, but they said that Hillary Clinton literally ordered pizzas from Comet Pizza for. Uh, oh, I don't know what child group it was, and had them delivered there. It was bizarre to read. It was on our conspiracy, so you can uh, you can definitely take it, take it well salted. Extra large pizza with eleven year old boys, then I don't buy it. Like, <laughs> like I, mean, I don't think that happened at all. Uh, like, that doesn't make any sense. All right, like, let me do this ad read real quick. Okay. Tell everyone about Nature Box. Uh, we all want to eat better, but when it comes to eating snacks, sometimes it feels like the whole world is delicious and a billion calories at the same time versus boring and tasteless. It doesn't have to be that way. Up your snack game with Nature Box. Nature Box has over 100 snacks that taste good and are actually better for you. All the snacks are made from high-quality, high quality, simple ingredients, which means no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. So you can feel good about what you're eating. Some of our personal favorites around here, uh, and these are Chiz's personal, personal favorites, I think. The peanut butter nom-noms, the chocolate hazelnut granola, the Asiago and cheddar uh, cheese crisps. I really like the jerky that I got recently. I got uh, jalapeno... Uh, jerky. I think it was like jalapeno lime jerky. That was really, really good. I got some kind of probiotic mix because, you know, everybody wants to be healthy, I guess. And it had a like a whole mixture of stuff, including like yogurt and uh, sunflower seeds and cashews. And the, uh, and the coconut cashews are definitely my top tier favorite. Uh, you're sure to find your new snack obsession at NatureBox. They add new snacks every month, inspired by real customer feedback and the latest food trends and professional chefs. It's so simple. Just go to NatureBox.com, choose the snacks you want, and NatureBox will deliver them right to your door. There's no risk. If you ever try a snack that you do not like, 
don't eat it. NatureBox will replace it for free. And right now, you'll save even more. This is no joke. Like I said, NatureBox is offering PKA fans here three free snacks with your first order. When you go to naturebox.com slash PKA. You don't have to say that again. Three free snacks when you go to naturebox.com slash PKA. That's naturebox.com slash PKA for three free snacks with your first order. Go make that happen. Like, what do you have to lose? Go make that Nothing happen. Nothing to lose. You're you have a lot to delicious. Quality snacks. We were, Beef jerky. Um, and then I don't, I think it's like the cheddar snack crackers, something like that, or Asiago cheese snack crackers. Those are two of the good ones. So, or two of my favorite ones. You know, yeah. if you like sweets, obviously take Kyle's advice. Yeah, the thing I like about the Punisher is he fucking kills them. That, that's the thing. It's, it's not about how long it takes him to kill someone or not kill someone. It's the fact that you never saw Spider-Man. Or maybe you did occasionally. Like, all the superheroes are killed occasionally. Like, but you never saw Spider-Man hang a man, right? You never saw him take the web, make a little noose, and toss a guy off a building and like leave him hanging there as an example to the rest. Like he never took Dr. Octopus and fucking hung him off the Empire State Bu State Building so that like Shocker and and the Rhino would think twice about the next time they Shocker to and the Rhino, those are two heroes names? Yeah, those are two vil super villains names. Oh. Uh, you, you never saw that shit go down. Uh, but but the Punisher, that's exactly what he fucking does. He goes and wipes out entire crime families. He goes and just murders them all for for no lack of a better word. And uh, that's the kind of dark shit that I'm into. Yeah, when, then this I'm, is the one for me. Like, yeah. I, I'm, never, I'm not going to end up watching Daredevil uh, or Iron Fist or... Uh, you might. I was going to call him Duke Nukem, whatever his name is. Cage. Hang on a minute. Cage. On, on, now, Daredevil season, one, Daredevil season 1 especially is honestly top-notch. There's this long cut. I don't know if you appreciate, but I do. Like, really long cuts. Like, where there, there's, the camera doesn't cut away. If you've ever seen Hard Boiled... Oh, like Scorsese movies? Yeah, it's almost worth watching that, like, seven-minute action scene from Hard Boiled. If, uh, if uh, any of you are out there... We won't do it because it'll slow the show down, but if you're out there listening to this and you really want to see some cool shit, just search Hard Boiled, like, shooting scene. It's, like, seven minutes long, I'm guessing, and the whole thing is no cuts. It's two guys going through a building... In a, in a getting in a crazy gunfight, and there are actual real explosions going on that are being triggered on cue. There's no CGI. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible to see. And I, I don't like superheroes. There's a scene dare, Daredevil ahead, where, all right, so a child has been kidnapped by this Russian mob. He finds out where they are. He's already been beaten the fuck up. He's all cut up. He's, he's a lesser version of himself. This is not his good day. He rolls yeah. in there with rope wrapped tightly around each fist, and he's just like... <sighs> All right. Daredevil is fucking sick, man, and, and and his superpowers aren't really the kind of superpowers that you think of when yeah, you he's think disabled. of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like you know he's he's got more strength and agility because he can't see. So it's, it's not it's a it's a superpower technically, but it's not. And I think it kind of reveals more in season two, right, where he actually does have some kind of he's superpower, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I had to so, read. I had to read up on Daredevil because. My Daredevil experience was limited to like a couple episodes of Spider-Man the Cartoon and that atrocious movie uh, that uh, that uh, Affleck Kevin, made. And Kevin uh, Smith was the director on that too. What a yeah. what a what a travesty and abortion wasn't of a movie. It, was not good. Oh, no. was that the one where the guy uh, his like bullseye was like throwing paper yeah, clips at yeah, people yeah, in yeah. a in like oh, some man. pizza restaurant and really he just bad, kills the dude like like that's that's not gonna kill you. Like but one paperclip stuck in your neck, and then the guy just is bleeding <laughs> out, and then everybody's like, "Better not fuck with paperclip guy." You know what happened in real life? Is everybody beats the shit Jesus, out of paperclip guy. Wait, <laughs> he doesn't even have a gun. He's got a handful of paperclips. You know, <laughs> oh, I that? have a gun. 
Yeah. Well, that that was meant to that was meant to highlight what his superpower was. You know, oh, he's I know. so it was just so, he's silly. so good. Yeah, and no, it's kind of ridiculous. But like, like especially Daredevil season one, like the the best part of that was the villain, um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, he was so good as as Kingpin as a uh, what's his real name again? Vincent uh, D'Onofrio. No, what's his what's his uh, uh, the Wilson character's Fist. name? Yeah, Get out Wilson of his chair, trying to beat me to the punch. <laughs> he's 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 real good, man. And and and, se- and season two is when they introduce Daredevil, when they show you who that character is. And he's he's in, I want to say, probably like five or six episodes, and it's good stuff. If 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 you don't like traditional superhero stuff, you still may enjoy season one and season two of. Here's, here's why it's so good to me. I, I watched I watched Wonder Woman uh, not last night, but the night before, and I I liked it. It was good. It's the good. best. It's the best effort from DC thus far, <laughs> I think. The pacing was good. Gal Gal Gadot is so goddamn attractive. That it's just hard not to enjoy watching that movie for me. You remember it's when like, people gave? You remember when people gave her shit too because they said she was too skinny? Dumb people. Then, yeah. Dumb people. Yeah, but it's she a looked, superpower movie. It doesn't matter. Like, well, no. she's the daughter of Zeus and an Amazon. She should be a little beefier for being real, but but I'm okay with it. She she killed it. But what I'm getting at is, at no point, and I mean no point of that movie, was I ever worried about her. But every time Daredevil like goes into a hallway, I'm like, I know they're not gonna kill Daredevil off. But they might kick his ass and take him prisoner and torture him isn't, a little. And, uh, isn't Wonder Woman's powers the exact same as Superman? Like, aren't they the same in that way? It depends what what version you're looking at. Like, well, like if they both can't fly, fly would it, if they both fought, would it be a stalemate because they both are indestructible? Nah, Superman. Uh, Superman would win. Yeah. Oh. Superman well, then what is the difference? She just can't fly and is like weaker she, than. She can't yeah. shoot lasers through her eyes. and She can't fly, but but they're okay. comparable. They're comparably strong, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they, they they're comparably strong. Although you know, it depends on which comic. There, you can go online and, and there's mathematical equations for exactly how strong Superman is. <laughs> oh, that is, that is beyond autistic. It's not. It is absolutely not. And here's why: they base their equations on feats that he has performed within the canon material. So if they if they tell you that he lifted an asteroid that was three miles across, it's you can determine the weight of said asteroid, right? How do you know the asteroid composition? I mean, there's a lot of variant densities you, you of asteroids. Aggregate asteroid composition. There is a margin of error. Why are you arguing? <laughs> you know what? If you're, you're talking math, then we got to make sure that it's correct. Yeah, like I, there's a whole YouTube channel that, that breaks this shit down, and I, I saw them comparing like Goku uh, with uh, with Superman, and they go, they're like, well, Superman can bench press ten quadrillion pounds, and Goku's more like. Four quadrillion tons, or like whatever, and they, they break all this shit down for like super nerdy people who have that much time to spare. But um, I, I, I would recommend Daredevil uh, definitely. Uh, but I'm really excited about the Punisher I'm because just, I'm not as intrigued by superheroes that I wouldn't trade places with. Like given the option, like if someone was like, "Hey, this is Daredevil. It's uh, Taylor. Nice. To, we introduce each other. Do you want to trade bodies and you can be the Daredevil superhero?" I'm like, "Is this guy? Is this a blind individual?" And they're like, "Yeah, he has to fold his money up weird or some shit." And they're like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to do that. And if they were like uh, the X-Man who has laser eyes that he can't even control, and all he does is like open his eyes and causes mass destruction and death, if they yeah. offered me to switch with that guy, oh. hard pass. His Definitely. name is Scott Summers, not some guy. Okay. <laughs> Scott Summers. That's right. The cyborg. He, he is a uh, he is the number one cuckold in the uh, in the Marvel universe because <laughs> Wolverine was always sliding in there and getting that Jean Grey pussy. Wolverine was always fucking his girl. That was always a major like issue in the in the in the storyline. 
uh, was that like there was this love triangle with uh, Jean Grey, Wolverine, and Scott Summers. Uh, I would trade play. I always I always wondered as a kid like what it, was it worth it to be Wolverine just because every time the claws came out it hurt like a motherfucker, you know? Like um, that's me. In and not let anybody know. Uh, I'd have to get them out at parties and shit. Can you Ooh. imagine? Bar, Wait, at the did, bar? You, did, did you guys see Logan? Yeah, yeah I loved no. it. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite movies this year. It was uh, a good movie. It, he's a much diminished version of himself for, for Taylor's benefit, and it's a it's a bit it's a it's like an X Men movie mixed with a western. Is it before he gets a? Uh, oh yeah, it's more of a western than anything else. Yeah. What was your question, uh, Taylar? Is no, it before far- he gets the adamantium skeleton? No, way after. So like he he's not he's not immortal because he ages, but he just ages a lot slower than everybody else. So by the time we meet up with him and Logan, he's like a beaten down old man. Well, he's it- finished. By the virus, right? See, the, the corporations have been putting that stuff in the corn syrup and uh, and getting rid of all the mutants. So he's been diminished by that, like severely. That's why he's such a weakened version of himself. Can't, can't stay away from Pepsi, can he? <laughs> 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 can't, can't just drink some water, that fucking Wolverine. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's we, We've been talking about superheroes for a while, but I, I have my own example of vigilante justice from uh, from last weekend. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, everybody stand up straight! Get your collar on, pop it. Taylor's got a story. <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, so last weekend, me and my dad and my stepmom were driving down to meet up with a bunch of people, mostly family, for the Mizzou tailgate. It was one of the first tailgates, and we were all going there. And so it was supposed to be a fun day. My dad wakes me, or I, I get over there, and I, I sleep the whole way in the car until we get to the parking garage. And we quickly realize, as we're six levels up in this parking garage, like shit. This place might be entirely full. And, and then we started seeing those cars come back around and pass us. And we're like, fuck, we're screwed. We're going to have to try and find somewhere else in the city. And then as we're taking one of those turns, we look straight ahead and we see a tall, lanky college student and a recycling bin with like those four circles that you can put plastic cups and, and stuff into. And he was just standing right in the middle of the spot. And my dad stopped like we're probably 30 feet from him. And my dad goes, is that, is that just a regular spot? Like Taylor, is that just a normal spot? And I kind of like looked around. And I'm like, yeah, that's just a normal, that's just a normal spot. And he goes, well, get out and move that kid. And I was like, okay. And so I open the door in the back and I lean out and I'm like, hey, is that a handicap spot? Like I was trying to be polite as a way of saying like, hey, we're clearly interested in being in this spot that you're just standing in because because you're disobeying the rule, the conduct of society right now. And he goes, no, it's not a handicapped. And I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna park there. And he goes, I can't, I'm, I'm saving it. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not how this works. And my dad said, uh, he goes, Taylor, go move that kid in that trash can. And so I got out of the car. This guy's probably three inches taller than me, four inches taller than me, but very lean. I'm like, I'm twice as broad as him. And I walk over to him and I'm like, dude, we're taking this spot. Like, it, it, that's the way this is going to go. It's going to happen. You can't just reserve spots like this. And he's like, I'm a pledge at a fraternity. I'm going to be in so much trouble if they don't let me save this spot. Please just don't take this spot. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. I don't fucking care. And I started dragging away the uh, the recycling bit away from, out of the spot. And he grabbed the other side of it and, like, gave it a little tug. And I quickly was like, no, no. And I put it over to the side. And he's still standing there. And I'm like, dude, please move. We're going to park here. 
Like, it, that's the way it's going to go. And he's like, oh, I bet you feel like you're a big guy right now, you know, bullying someone who's, you know, a freshman in college. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to be doing this. I don't <laughs> want this to happen. I don't want to be in this position. This is uncomfortable as shit. There are people, mind you, this is before a giant football game in an SEC school, so we are not alone in this parking garage. Lots of people walking around as this is happening. And the guy, I, I give him, like, a very gentle, like, push of the arm. Not a shove, just like a trying to usher him out like a crowd out of the way to let my dad pull in safely. And he and he bucks up and he gets all, you know, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. You know, you're 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 this is ridiculous. I, I'm going to be in so much trouble. He kept yelling that I'm going to be in so much trouble if you take the spot for me. I have to reserve it for my frat. And I, and I was like, no, no, you don't get to just reserve spots in public places. That's not how this works. And so I I bear grabbed the guy around him and I pulled him to the side of the spot and I thought that was enough because then my dad started inching forward and I was like okay the kid knows that he's been beaten and so I let him go and he sprints back into the spot right up against my dad's bumper as my dad's like two feet into the spot and he's standing there not letting my dad pull in all the way and I was like dude come on like I don't want to have to do this you are making me do this right now. Like, you can't just reserve spots like this. And so I went over. I picked him up again as he struggled minimally. Not a very strong gentleman. And I carried him over and then just held him for the next six seconds or so as my dad finished pulling in. And then I let him go, of course, because I don't actually want to be doing this. And he turns around at me and he's all, oh, I bet you feel like a big man. Bet you feel like a big man holding me while you take the spot. I'm like, no, dude. Like, I just am here for a football game. Like, I... I, I don't want any of this. This is so uncomfortable. Do you not see how many fucking people are looking at us? And my dad and, and my stepmom are still getting out of the car. And he goes, yeah, well, I'm real glad I know where you parked. And then I, I had, like, a, a public, like, freak out on the guy to the point that I could tell it was like when a dad yells at a kid how scared he was. Where, where like, it was resonating through the parking garage. And I'm like, did you just fucking threaten me? Did you just threaten my property in this parking garage? Are you fucking kidding me? What fraternity are you in? What's your name? What's your name? And he's like, dude, settle down, dude. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything to your car. I'm not gonna do anything to your car, I promise. I'm like, oh, after you threaten me? Do I need to make sure you go down there and stay away from this car? And my dad got out and he walks up and he goes, click, click. He goes, all right, now I know who to talk about if anything happens to this car. And then <laughs> took a picture of the guy and then I just grabbed the cooler and left. <laughs> and that was it. It was that's, so... That's, yeah, that's vigilante justice, I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I hate that. I've, I didn't know that was a real thing. I've seen that, like, YouTube videos of that, of, like, those people who do that, who try to stand in a parking space. It's not like a seat at the movie theater. That's not... That's, you can't no. do that. These are for vehicles. Dude, and it's rude to... It, on a busy day, just say, oh, I'm going to save this parking spot. I can just save this. Like, it's a seat at the movies or a restaurant. Like, no, dude. That's not how society works. You don't just get to save parking spots for your friend, your drunk idiot frat boy friend to show up later. Do no, and if I have to carry you away, that's the way it's going to be. But we're getting this spot. Do you think you would have uh, freaked out on him as much if, if it weren't for, you know, your, your, your cycle that you're on? Do you, do you think that you got a little <laughs> bit of, of roid rage? Maybe. Oh, I mean, maybe. That, that could be it. You know, I yeah. just... I, so when my dad said, hey, get that guy out of the spot, I just thought, oh, this is what we play for. Taylor, how much weight have you gained in like the last year? How long have you been, how, how long have you been hitting the gym? Uh, really hard for like between six and seven months. Really? Yeah. I've put what? on quite a bit of time. Damn, dude. 
What did you hire a trainer or what did you how did you do that? Well, I just did YouTube and bodybuilding.com research and then uh, bought kettlebell weights for my house and got a uh, uh, a bench and then just started see, doing that. See now I, I I would love to put on some mass but like my appetite I got to tell you despite how much marijuana I it, despite my marijuana intake it does not help like I can't imagine eating as much food as I would need to eat cuz like where where my height and weight is, I would need to eat like between twenty five hundred and three thousand calories every day, and oh, that yeah. to me that that to me is like, I, I want to vomit just thinking about eating that much food. I, I do a ton I mean, of protein shakes and does, shit. Does like your that. does your stomach does your stomach like expand eventually to allow for more food huh? to get in there? Or like, how does that even work? Honestly, like the amount of normal food that I eat hasn't increased that much. It's just I'm eating better food and then I do a lot of protein shakes because if I were to just eat chicken to the point that I hit 200 grams of protein a day, it yeah. would be an, it would be so much chicken I'd feel sick constantly. And so I just yeah. eat a normal amount of food and then drink about I, I drink two double protein shakes a day, so that's 120 wow. grams of protein I get just from that. And then I try to eat about 80 grams With like oatmeal, like oatmeal oats and and peanut butter and like that kind of that kind of yeah, stuff. stuff. Yeah, like that. a lot of turkey bacon, a lot of vegetables, yeah. uh, very bland chicken, ground turkey, steaks. I just, so. I just can't even eat. And I can't I can't eat that much. I just can't. Yeah, it's really can't, it's man. a lot of fun. Like the first part of working out and i mean we all did a, are doing a fitness thing right now woody is has had to transition to you know just doing the diet part of the fitness because of his foot but you're still sticking on with that which is a win actually uh, how are you doing with that by the way I, I i like to think i'm exactly the same i did weigh in one pound higher uh, over the five weeks i've been injured and uh but you know one pound like bodies fluctuate but so i'm either the same or one pound up i'm not sure yeah that's no pain Hey, I mean, I, so. I think we said going into it that if you leave the same weight you were, then that's a win in in and of itself. Cause yeah. You can't do activities. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, so I spend an hour a day in the pool as a minimum and I usually find like 30 or 40 minutes of some other kind of PT to do. So, uh, that's where I am. I, I hope to be walking next week. That's good. Taylor, that's good. what's, what, uh, what testosterone booster did you get? Oh yeah, this ties back into the uh, the minoxidil hair thing we started a while ago. Yeah. So uh, so Kyle was obviously saying with Chiz, and Chiz has been under the table doing hair growth treatments, I guess. And so <laughs> I bought that because I thought it would be a funny bit if I also did a beard growth treatment. Yeah. And then Kyle said he's getting testosterone pills, and so I just bought Ev Evolution Nutrition ones off Amazon. They're like. It was like $23 or something. I don't know which ones are good. I just looked at the reviews because I figured if, if Kyle's going to take it, I'm going to take it too. And I got to say, I got to oh. say, I'm disappointed that none of you guys picked up any of Alex Jones supplements. Caveman! <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm on the broth. Oh, 24 7. Hush, hush, there's something you have to know about our fitness regimen around here. And, and the fact remains that bone Stop. broth is the only Stop way. It. To Stop it. You don't use bone broth? <laughs> bone broth is the only patented. Uh, I'm not trying as hard as I can to turn red. Jeez, you're right. I need to turn redder. <laughs> I wish there was an alternate the... universe where I could see Taylor with and without the supplements. Like I want, like because all I did is clean up my diet and start kettlebelling. Taylor's kettlebelling harder than me. He's getting better results, obviously. But like, how much of it is like the creatine? And and, and will he go next level when he goes on testosterone? If, if that's what that's no, called, I, I, I don't I'm even know. That this is going to do absolutely nothing, absolutely and I won't but Not, the thing I can't tell is making a difference is just fucking eating so much protein. Like, just so much more than you think you need. How do you, trying. how do you know that it's that and not the creatine? 
Oh, it could be the creatine. The cre- uh, but the creatine, all that really does is make it uh-huh. so your muscle cells can hold more water so that they can rehydrate and, and, and heal themselves better. And so you have to be drinking a ton of water when you're on creatine to, to stay healthy. But, like, there's nothing in creatine that makes it, like, magic or anything. It's just, like, a, the most common uh, supplement. But it's definitely yeah. doing something, I think. Like, I, or I wouldn't continue to use it if I didn't think it was working. I guess is what I'm saying. Does does your uh, do your pills smell incredibly strong and chemically? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. We got. The, we got. Yeah. Same. Same formula. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> how yeah. much do you need to take every day? They want me to um, take four it's, of it's, these fucking horse pills. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you, you how many you're supposed to gag reflexes looking at that. No nah, <laughs> bullshit. That that's not nearly enough. Let me tell you how many you actually want to take. It says I, on the exceed. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. Fuck that! You're a man. You're. I mean, if you're a pregnant woman, don't. Or, hey, you know, you're, do you want to know the actual trick, the marketing trick, why they say things like that? Tell me. It's not because there's any danger to it. It's the same reason that for co- commercials like HydroxyCut, they'll say this is not a product. If you just need to lose five pounds, if you need to lose five pounds, this product is not for you. If you're looking to lose more than fifty pounds, like that's intentionally meant so that people who only need to lose five pounds go fuck. If this is for people who need to lose fifty pounds, I'm gonna lose it in no time. And then those uh, are the people who purchase it the most. So that's just yeah. a clever little thing. If I took this whole bottle right now, I'd pee really yellow, and that would be it. Yes. So what you want to do is uh, you want to take three twice a day instead of two twice a day. And you and when your pee turns, it won't turn yellow. It's going to turn green. And when your pee turns green, you'll know that you are abs- you're at maximum absorption. All right. And things are all good then. OK, that's that's when you've truly become an Ubermensch at that yes. point. <laughs> I don't know if I want green. my going to be the predator. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even kidding about this. Your pee is going to turn green. What right. color green, though? Is it one of those greens Play that some green. people call yellow? No, it is absolutely not. It is the kind of green that you'd call someone in to show. It is like light. It is like Kool-Aid. I'm I'll not sure if I want a photo of this on your Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. should we? I have an Instagram account. You got, uh, I forgot to shout it out when Harley told me, you need 10,000 followers on Instagram and you'll get all the pussy you ever want. Or he said something. Uh, STL underscore Taylor. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. All right. Anyway, yeah, th- I, I'm hoping that uh, that the hair growth thing takes off more because the funniest, like for me, result would be if like I start applying it and it gets just beyond thick and it starts working great and it doesn't work for Kyle and Jizz. Yeah, yeah. For the bit, come- in terms of the bit, if you wanted to, you could not shave like the neck and above it and just come in Wolfman. And no, I hate the way I look when I let my upper cheek hair oh, come in. I didn't say Actually, it would improve your look. <laughs> I said it'd be funny. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta keep it somewhat, you know, somewhat. Yeah, as in that funny area. as the bit is, and, and I was, I was on board at first, but like after I'd already received the stuff, then I started researching side effects and stuff. And like, look, I just talked about putting the hair, so the testosterone stuff, the hair, uh, I, the minoxidil, uh, but. I, I'm the guy who's talking about putting so much tea booster in your system, you piss green. And yet, when I, like, like the side effects of the minoxidil seem to be uh, weight gain, which who cares? I, I personally don't. I, I, I'm pretty light. And B, it was like rapid heart rate. And uh, oh, God, there was another bad one. There was a bad one, like shortness of breath. That was it. And when I hear rapid heart rate and shortness of breath combined... Yeah, like, like I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't want that shit. That, that sounds bad. So like... 
I'm gonna let as soon as Chiz tells me, as soon as Chiz shows up and he looks like that fucking uh, the uh, Giants Bane guy from from Game oh, of Thrones with just a fucking Leonidas beard that that's just mighty as fuck. Then I'll start rubbing it in real good on my face twice a day, which is what you're supposed to do. But I'm honestly concerned about those side effects in particular because it's a legitimate like chemical. Like there's no like like you, there's there's some argument about what's in here and what's not. I. I Everything I keep reading says that there's trace amounts of actual fucking steroids in here. And if you were to be like, if, if you were, a, what is you, yours called? Mine is T bomb three extreme, which is a brand I've that I've always, it. it's the brand I've always used. Uh, it used to be just T bomb. Um, and when we took it as like when we were 18 or 19, I can honestly say the side effects were, I was definitely more aggressive. I just was. I was I was in a but in a bad mood kind of aggressive if I'm being honest and the number one thing was I was sweaty I was I, when I worked out I would just break a sh I would be like glistening and dripping sweat and my cousin and I were working out the same amount both of us but I was taking this eighty dollar bottle of pills and he was not and I just got stronger than him I I I was markedly stronger than him throughout our workouts if he was benching hundred and seventy five. I was benching 195. It was it was it was a marked difference where like we would take weight off so he could do it. So are you yours is eighty dollars a bottle? I don't remember what this was to be honest, but when I was buying it back then, it was because we'd have to dr oh. I'd drive 25 miles or something. That's the nearest GNC at the time. There wasn't one local, and I I would buy these things, and it, it was like I was 18, so it was like I was like shit, it's eighty dollars worth of fucking pills. But like the guy at GNC who I get probably get a commission. He, he was like, yeah, that, that stuff actually does something. Cause that's, that was our question when we walked in. It was, it was like, what actually works? And he was like, creatine and protein work. And a lot of people swear by this stuff. And so like we bought creatine, protein, and this stuff. So yeah, my, my stuff muscle? isn't going to be nearly as good. It's only $23. So I got to uh, make some dinner here pretty soon, but I was hoping to get one topic in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you guys don't mind. Uh, before before we before we finish this thing out, uh, you guys are gonna go a little bit longer after I leave, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going four hours. Yeah, we'll be on till. till you do four hour four hours every podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah, every time. How do you have the energy to do a four hour podcast every week? Like, I guess it doesn't take that much. It's because we're taking that out. No, I wanted to. I wanted to. Um, I wanted to talk about healthcare real quick because it's back in the back in the news these days. I just wanted to. Um, I wanted to give. I I wanted to give. Taylor and, and Kyle, an opportunity to sell me on why the profit motive should dictate healthcare in the United States. Why, 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 do we, why do we decide, why did we decide that the profit motive isn't appropriate in governing <clears throat> things like police departments and fire departments, but it is the right call for healthcare? That's, I don't think that's that's my question. First of all, I disagree with that point. I, I wish that police departments and fire departments were for profit, um, but but that's a separate issue. I do believe that healthcare should be uh, fire free. Fire departments, to, not police. Uh, around here, we have volunteer fire departments, and they come house to house, and we all give them a a, a large check every year. I okay. you know a, a couple hundred bucks. Then never mind. Sorry. Um, make sure they come to your house on a, in a hurry, right? Um, I think that all Americans should have free health care, and I I think that the way that we still have an impetus there for pharmaceutical companies, big pharma, to to move forward with innovations and uh, and, and for them to to put capital out there at risk to to do the research and development that spawns 
new innovation in pharmaceuticals, in medical sciences, in nanotechnology and everything else, we have to profit from the other countries, all right? This is America first uh, healthcare plan that I'm thinking of. Like, like we charge everybody else a premium, but we for, there for should what? be a- I'm, I'm confused what you're saying. I'm saying that all, we should all get free health care. I, I, th- I think that it should be a, a basic human right, not a human right, a basic American right. And that's just my opinion. It just, I, I, I've seen too many people who, are, who can't afford health care. Uh, I've seen too many people. And, and maybe there should be the, some the, regulations. There should be some rules. One thing to say is like uh, the health care versus health insurance thing. It's like those often get confused. Like you can have insurance and still not have access to health care. Like, for example, lots of people are on Medicare and more and more and more doctors every day are saying, no, I don't get enough government reimbursement, so I'm not taking on Medicare customers. So you can say, hey, I'm covered. I got Medicare, but there's still no health care, even though you have the health insurance. And so I, I think the free market is the best solution for it because similar to pretty much everything else, the more, ver- the more variety and the more competition you inject into something, the more you're going to have plans and packages that are competitive. And you want to get rid of things that don't allow companies to work across state lines, for example. So if you're stuck in Kentucky and it's like, well, God damn it, they have a plan in Arkansas that would be really good for me, but I can't purchase it because I live in Kentucky. I'm stuck with this shit one. Like that doesn't help. The more free it is. And of course, that doesn't mean, you know, do whatever the fuck you want. There's still government regulation that's needed. But for the most part, when you allow companies to make different plans, like, for example, Obama care forced pretty much every policy to cover things that someone like me or Kyle or Hutch or Woody wouldn't need to pay for. I don't need pediatric dental care. Um, I don't need birth control. I don't need a lot of these things that but they say now you need all of these on your plans. And the reason for that is so that I can subsidize people who can't otherwise afford for their health insurance, which, by the way, doesn't mean just because they have insurance doesn't mean they're getting proper care, if good care at all. And so I just think it reflects on pretty much every other aspect of our society where it's like, hey, when you want something that's cheaper, higher quality, and you want to overall increase the supply, you want competition. You know, and I feel like the single payer thing especially is taking basically our current supply of healthcare and attempting to redistribute it while not incentivizing any expansion or improvements because there's no incentive to. You know, we have the best doctors on earth. Anyone who who lives across the world and they want surgery and they can afford it, they come here because we have the highest quality health care. Like you can have, I think it's Ben Shapiro, probably fucking Ben Shapiro says it. He says you can have universality, you can have affordability, uh, or you can have quality. And you only have two of those things. So you can have really shit health care that everybody has. Like, I mean, you can already see this happening in the UK, uh, Japan, Canada, where rationing is going on. Uh, just like that Charlie Gard story a couple months ago where the, the government said uh, in the UK, no, you can't take your son out of here, and no, we're not going to continue treatment. Because the panel decided, no, you, we're no longer going to fund this because we don't see it. You know, let him quote die with dignity. How that's pretty well, fucking Orwellian. I agree with what? everything. I agree with everything you just said. What I'm aiming at and what I said is more about the eventuality, the the, the what what occurs. I, I I think that every American should have as much health care. Forget health insurance. Just forget that. Have as much health care as they need. Right. Well, everybody and, wants that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, and and whatever it takes to get that. I'm for that. Dude, but but I agree thing. with everything you just said. Like, that's the thing with, like, the both sides. I think too often we put impose motive on the other side when it's like, I genuinely, I truly believe sincerely that both sides want people to have health care. They want the highest quality thing. There are just wildly different uh points of view on how to get there. One side thinks that, you know, you need to have the government in charge of it to, to distribute it 
correctly. And the other side thinks, no, let people make their own decisions. And these, these companies are going to compete to the point that that drives the price down as it does, you know, unless that there are regulations across state lines. That happens with Internet companies where you, you, you're forced into one uh, one company because of regulations that the government says, oh, same thing with EpiPen. You know, where EpiPen was so expensive over here, not because of some, you know, it was corporate greed on behalf of EpiPen, sure. But the, what facilitated that was the fact that the government said, all right, those epinephrine pen manufacturers in the UK and Germany and Japan and whatever, they can no longer import here. And so then that facilitated that greed on behalf of that corporation, EpiPen, you know. So, 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 the, the, so the question I have is, is when you have a country like the United States where I think over half of everybody that lives in the United States is living paycheck to paycheck. If I'm not mistaken, I'm just pulling this out of my ass. I'm pretty sure I read something recently that said that suggested that. Like lot, would okay. would it would it really surprise any of us in this in this Skype call if that were the case? But assuming that's the case, assuming that's the case that over half of people that live in the United States live paycheck to paycheck, what do you do when people can't afford care? What do you what do you do? Because you can't just walk into an oncology ward. And say, hey, give me chemo. That's not how it works. They're they're gonna bill you. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna ask for some form of insurance or cash payment or something. They're not gonna just hook you up to an IV or give you you know walk you out of the the hospital with a prescription for yeah something. You, you need money to get that done. So what are you is is are we actually suggesting that we let people die well, I mean, so that the no, no, so well, that the free so that the free market can 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 spawn innovation. For, I mean, first of all, uh, I think it's it's not totally fair to say just let people die. It's not like people were dying in the streets before 2012. And also, there's very little evidence that shows access to Medicare actually improves livelihood or life expectancy because you can have, like I said, great insurance from Medicaid, Medicare for all. And then you walk into that oncology department and the oncologist goes, I'm sorry, I don't accept Medicare. But I have insurance. Yeah, you do. And we don't accept it here because we don't get reimbursed to the extent that it makes it uh, viable for us. And so it's just another one of those things where it's like, yeah, in, in, in thought, you want everybody to have insurance. But practically, that insurance doesn't necessarily correlate to the care that you need. Well, well, the, the Graham-Cassidy bill, that the one that they're, they're, they're trying to vote on in the next couple of weeks, they allow states to decide whether or not they're going to keep or maintain existing protections for uh, pre-existing conditions that came about mm -hmm. as a result of the Affordable Care Act. So I, 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 uh, I lost my train of thought, you guys. Uh, Was it about crossing uh, that, state that, lines? The, the Graham bill that's coming up in the next couple of weeks where the states can opt. Right. So, so there's a couple I just, problems. I just have a, I just have a, I just have a problem like really, uh, what, for, what you said about Medicare too, as as far as it, it, it's um, evidence being lack, uh, the evidence being lacking that uh, it leads to a longer life. That's actually really disputed. I've read a bunch of articles on both sides, so I'm not sure that that's established fact. You, I'm sure you can find a lot of people okay, that yeah, that will I'd say that, Medi that, that that Medicare saved their life. Uh, I don't know, you guys. I just have a really difficult time wrapping my head around this idea of just letting people stay sick because they can't afford care. That doesn't. That to me seems like that. That to me seems like yeah. it's 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 it's. It, the, the Republicans, I don't like that either. The Republicans yeah. wrap it in this package like we're giving you more freedom to decide. But for a lot of people, what they're giving them the freedom to do is not afford coverage. It doesn't matter if they have more freedom. If you only have you know $500 extra money each month out of your paycheck, that's not going towards bills or your kid's school or clothes or food or other basic necessities, then what's the point of having more freedom? Like, uh, the, yeah, anyways, I just... I, I, no, I, I, I totally. I, I what always what comes to my from. mind like, with that argument. Wants to die. 
Yeah, nobody wants people to die except like like what about the people who have done something to them? It's it's self-inflicted what the the reason that they need like obesity or alcoholism. And that's or exactly something like that. the one. O- obesity and, and alcoholism. It, it, if it, if Smoking. someone comes if someone comes in and they're inc- yes, if they, someone comes in and they're incredibly overweight and uh, because of that they have some extremely expensive thing that needs to be fixed. Like like I just don't want to pay for that. I don't. Well, it's so a slippery premise, slope, is, though, right? Is because the, pre- it, is the premise that we're just everything self-inflicted these... to some extent, almost, right? I mean, you could definitely argue my broken leg was self-inflicted. One chicken leg at a time. You did that, and that that happened like this. I One know. Day it happened. I'm and responsible how, and, and, for my decisions, though, right? I mean, it, 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 every surfer, every extreme sport guy, every paraglider, every hang glider, every I don't know, like pick your poison, right? MMA training, dude. You know, Here's he, the difference, though, like. When you eat that chicken leg, you know it's making you fatter. There's no fucking doubt you're getting fatter. But when you drive your car or when you step outside of the safety of your home or when you fly through the air, that, the, the expectations are safety. That, 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 that is what the, if you thought that 100%, like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. break my leg today because that's just what happens when you fly. That's a, di- that's a different story. If you broke your leg doing jackass stunts, working for the film Jackass, well, I don't know if we're going to cover that, Bucko. Sorry, Johnny. You're going to have to be yeah. putting those catheters in and paying for yourself. But every time you eat that chicken, like 100% guaranteed, mm-hmm. you are absorbing those calories. Unless you develop a very healthy <laughs> government-sponsored <laughs> eating disorder. I hear you. All I'm throwing out is there's a slippery slow counter-argument to be made on that. On the capitalism thing that Taylor was saying, I mean, my listeners have heard this before. I feel like capitalism solves 99.9% of problems. I, I like it for almost everything. But there's a few. We mentioned the fire department. I swear, like if your house is worth three hundred thousand, and the fire department says, "I ah, will save it for two fifty, then you're like, "Ah, yeah, I guess yeah, we got a deal." Yeah, yeah, but that's not a great plan. You know, it's way better to have a government-run fire department. I think police department, especially, right? There's an area where I don't think capitalism works very well. No, otherwise, I disagree with Kyle on that. It, okay, otherwise they wouldn't serve the poor very well, and it would be a very unequal justice system, worse than now. And uh, you go to healthcare, and I, I feel the same way, you know, like you're dealing with people under such duress who will pay anything, who will mortgage their entire future until the day they die, right? You know, if they say, look, we can solve your kid's cancer, but it's a million dollars, and that to you is a lifetime of earnings, you'll probably be like, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm scheduled for this lifetime. That's what I'll be buying, you know? And, and, people, mm-hmm. and, and, and some people treat it like it's this big mystery how you would fund something like that. It's pretty straightforward. You tax the rich. Some people don't like hearing that, but you tax the rich. And when you look at and when you look at and when you look at real wages over the last 30 years, and compare that to CEOs' wages, and you see how much wages have stagnated for the middle class and how much that middle class is shrinking over the last several decades, I don't feel bad asking for the wealthiest one percent in this country to be taxed more to and subsidize this sort of thing. Uh, There's another thing I wanted cons- to get these, out there. These, in, in Hutch, these, consumer, right. these, these consumers and these workers have made these CEOs and wealthy businessmen and bankers rich for centuries now. So the, I, I don't think it's too much to too, ask that they... I, I am on the same page as that. I, I, and that's what Obamacare what? did to some extent. They taxed the rich and, and redistributed that money to health care for everybody else. The, the crossing state lines thing, and just so people know the counter-argument... Um, 
we've seen it with banks, right? If you look at all the banks, they're based in like Delaware or Charlotte is another big one. And it's because that those states have really favorable laws for the banks. If you want to base mm -hmm. your bank in like Missouri, I'm not even sure about that one, then they may have laws that protect the consumer a lot more than Delaware. So I'm not founding my bank in Missouri. That would be ludicrous. That's the same thing with healthcare. And the problem with healthcare, a lot like financial instruments, is that it's so complicated. I don't know... I think I'm but a pretty smart guy and I've read a lot of, you know, college level stuff in my lifetime. And mm -hmm. if you hand me my healthcare plan, I feel like I still might not get it. I might not understand what it is, the difference between a Missouri plan and a North Carolina plan. And I could um, get fucked. And there are other people, this is so arrogant, who aren't as smart as me, who will definitely get fucked. So that's then, the, that's but, the state line but, counter argument, you know? Well, then, where, you, then you I can, also, I, I mean, the, another argument to the state line thing is like, that doesn't mean that all banks are based out of Delaware. Like Missouri is a market and there are lots of banks here, just using Missouri as the example. Like there's still, where there is business, businessmen will find ways to make money and provide a service as long as there's someone there to buy it. And that's just my point is that if there's incentive of these companies to compete with one another, they'll go, hey, these people with pre-existing conditions, that's a market we want to get. We'll make a high-risk pool for those people, and we'll have plans specific for them. Oh, what about young white guys or young uh, you know, women or whatever, and they don't, theirs isn't as expensive, and so we'll make a custom-tailored plan for them that's cheaper and better. Like, It's just a matter of forcing these companies to provide... Not, and I mean, you can tell that the insurance companies aren't, they don't like it. They pull out all the time out of states. And that's a part of the reason they were able to provide these in the first place to some people is because of the billions of dollars they got in, uh, in bailouts from Obama, because basically they were paying for them to be able to provide those plans that were otherwise economically not feasible because it, it and that's the thing with, pre but yeah, sorry. And the, uh, the thing with preexisting conditions, like it's, it doesn't, it's not nice, but it is a fact of life that a pre-existing condition like if i'm buying home insurance if i if my house burns down i can't then go buy home insurance because then i'm just purchasing the reconstruction of a home for the price of an insurance claim and lots of people are just going to go why the fuck well, and I, it's not not are going to lots of people do say why the fuck would i pay for any premium whatsoever when i can walk in get a a, a policy that covers my pre-existing condition and just have someone else foot the bill for it and, and that definitely is a problem with this well, you know well i understand i understand the free market explanation for why covering something like a pre-existing condition should cost more but i'm saying that that totally divorces us from the the, the humane aspect of this conversation is it right to let someone wither away because they can't afford a lot of these people a lot of these people if they don't have the kind of protections that they're getting now they're not going to go to the doctor they're not going to go to the doctor for years because they're afraid of what the doctor is going to tell them so they're just going to get even sicker even faster because they're so terrified of becoming destitute because there's, they there's, there's have some kind of pre-existing condition. There's two I just bad don't... behaviors that insurance companies did um, that's going to become possible if Graham Cassidy passed, passes. One of them is, is the pre-existing condition thing. And, and what would happen is like you'd get cancer, right? Now I've got leukemia. The insurance companies would scramble to find a way that I had some indicator of leukemia. You know, I'll make it up. Like, oh... He had that mole looked at two years earlier. He's had leukemia this whole time. We're calling that a pre-existing condition and we're not covering it. And you're like, fuck, you know, like, and that happened. That happened all the time. Bacne was a, was a classic one. People would have back acne and they would be like, that's a cancer indicator. This is a pre-existing condition. You're fucked. And, and that's dirty. The other thing is you'd sit there and you pay your premiums reliably for 15 years. And that would be a thing. And then you get sick 
And they'd be like, ooh, he's a sickie. Let's quintuple his price because we know that, you know, what he has is going to make him expensive this year. And under Obamacare, that became illegal. You could only raise somebody's plan X percent or, or whatever. But under Graham Cassidy, it will become legal again. They can, they no. can just charge you premiums forever. And then if you get sick, then they can either price you out to where you can't afford health insurance or price you up to where you don't, like, what's the purpose of it? Yeah, or lifetime caps too. If you reach like a million dollar threshold, then they're not going to cover you for the rest of that for the rest of your costs. I guess it just I mean, it, we're we're facing down this question. They're and getting... say what you, say what you will about Obama, say what you will about Bernie, but they've both done a really good job of thrusting this issue into the mainstream. Uh, you know, people like Michael Moore tried to do it as well. Hillary Clinton tried to do it for a lot of years too. What I but don't... but the, the the question that we need to ask ourselves is are we going to let sick people get sicker? Or are we going to let sick people I, die? I and think. I, that, well, I think a good, another good question to ask is how do we provide the best possible health care to as many people as possible? Like, and I think that that. I'd rather that have question, long lines I think than no coverage. Question, I would. I I, me personally, I would rather is what have both sides are trying to answer. I would I rather, think have, so. I would rather have long lines than 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 no coverage. And that's Here's just me. Here's a Woody conspiracy thing, right? I, I feel like the Graham Cassidy bill specifically. A lot of what it does is just give insurance companies the tools to fuck people, right? That's what it is. Oh, does a guy get sick? You can raise his premium as much as you want. Oh, pre-existing conditions. Let's bring that back around. If you can find a way to slither out of covering him, then you know that's, that, that tool is back in your toolbox. A lot of what's happening with this stuff is they're just arming insurance companies with the but, tools not I mean, to cover you're, people. You're kind of making it seem like before 2012, it was just this travesty of people <sighs> dying in the streets and nobody had insurance or health care. The overwhelming majority of people with health care don't get it through the... You know the individual market they get it through their employer right yeah well, well, well not everybody had employers back then that would have provided that sort of thing and there's pro and there's problems that's an anti-capitalism yeah, argument true. too i hate i hate the idea like I, I might still be working at cisco if i had to get my health insurance through my company right you're anti-entrepreneur in my mind if you're saying hey you know what you get it through your paternalistic fortune 500 company now you're stuck there being and, a wage and slave you don't, in your you don't queue. have to though <laughs> well, well so, sometimes you don't really have a choice. If you got a family to feed, you do what you got to do to get by. I mean, so, that's true. Like, but that's also just kind of having a job, like you know, yeah. in that way, like getting it. But you're stuck. Like I, I think individuals should be able to get the same kind of deals, roughly, that companies get. Oh yeah, well, because the individuals can't collectively uh, bargain. You know, like whereas that Cisco could. Yeah. Uh, so if you put some structure in place that says, "All right, the rule is you can't fuck individuals that hard," then. Um, that's regulation that maybe I could be get behind. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely like a middle ground here. I'm not saying that, oh, fuck all regulation and just know <laughs> that the corporations are going to take care of us. Like, of course not. That's ridiculous. Like, mm -hmm. re regulation is needed by the government in lots of aspects of life. It's just Whoa. a matter of, I... <laughs> <laughs> I talked Whoa. earlier about how, hey, North Korea, like, sometimes there's no right answer to me. It's not obvious. You know, wh whatever goes down there, even if it's war, I might be like... His arm was twisted. You know, if Hillary won, the same thing could have happened. I'm not sure. But with this, I feel like there's a right and wrong answer here, right? You know, it's like, hey, let's put a bill forward that lowers taxes on the rich and gives insurance companies the tool to screw people. I'm like, how is this isn't a two-sided issue to me. There are lots I, of issues I, that are. This isn't. I think you're, I think you're kind of downplaying people that didn't have coverage before, Taylor, because there, there were absolutely people that withered, withered on the vine 
and just were and the system totally failed them and that and, and through no like through that in the through UK and Canada and Japan all over the place or that were trapped in their jobs right there are people who who may have had people, people the means in Canada to retire and Japan had, get better healthcare coverage than we do that's just that's just an established fact like you draw this distinction between quality and availability but at the same at, at, by the same token just because you had to wait three weeks to see a doctor or two weeks to see a doctor or something like that you still saw a doctor I'd rather I'd rather see it not as long it's it's often months and months and months and then panels if you're talking about major surgeries but but this I but this idea that if you if it just go on Twitter and ask people in Canada well I don't know. Your followers might be a different, uh, uh, a different <laughs> political leaning. Careful on yeah. Twitter, but so, yeah. yeah, you got to be, you got to get, you got to be careful every time you're, you're like, ask your followers this or that. But no, I, I, I think you can. I, I think, I think, I think if you looked at the population satisfaction with healthcare coverage in places like France and England and Canada and Japan, I'm, sh I'm, I'm, I'm sure that a majority of them will say yes. We like this system. We want to keep it in place. But you can already see the problems that crop up from these sort of systems where they're, they're more and more rationing care. I think we'll have a cumulative effect if everyone from birth has health care. If you, everyone from birth has health care and man, you, you want to talk about the times when we let people wither away and die. If you don't show up for your mandatory checkups, which are scheduled every, I don't know when, but a doctor would decide, the Surgeon General perhaps. If you don't show up for your mandatory checkups, you're not covered. You didn't show the fuck up. But if from birth, every six to eight months, you went and saw a medical professional and he caught your cancer at the very beginning, he caught your diabetes just at, you, he caught your early onset diabetes at a point where it can be curbed away. And so now you're no longer the guy who needs insulin daily. You're the guy whose diet was fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. then, then you have a cumulative effect. It would be a big loser initially, but eventually you'll have a cumulative effect where Savage. we have the... Not only do we, not, let, let me, let me, <laughs> I know, let me keep if going you, here. Let me, let, let's, please let me finish. Not <laughs> only would you have a, a healthier population, but you would, but through that, you would have a higher GDP. Your population would be more productive through that health. You, you would have fewer sick people and there would be more money to feed right back into that loop. And I, I also don't like the, 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 the premise that like this, the assumption that I see from a lot of people's perspective, from a lot of a lot of people that talk to me through social media, that's where I talk to most people. It, uh, the perspective is people that rely on social safety nets are inherently lazy. That, that is the assumption. I don't think that's that they, true. That they, well, that's what I see a lot. I don't know if that's the, the general vibe out there, but that's what I see a lot. There are a lot of people that have the assumption that if someone needs something like food stamps or welfare or subsidized health care or housing or something like that, it's because they fucked up. And I just don't I, I don't see how that's productive to, to, to think that way or to assume that about people. You're totally ignoring things like injury, natural disaster, uh, disease. Uh, all these things can totally upend someone's life uh, uh, financially and otherwise well, to yeah, the point yeah. where just they're being not like able a to take care of themselves. Is only one way you might end up like that. But you're right. There's so much like m most of those people, I don't think, are are just so lazy they can't. They decide not to do stuff. Like I don't. Maybe maybe people do think that. But I, I was gonna like, say, go you know, Kyle's plan of mandatory. I, I'm not too far. I'm, I mostly like it, but I do think maybe it's, <laughs> like I, I'm picturing men with like riot gear taking you to the doctor. If we could swap that with just a fine, you know, maybe yeah, we also, six to, every six to eight months, <laughs> dude. Like how busy is 
every doctor's office on the planet going to be for the people who actually need no, to no, get no, in? No, 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 you don't like, go to a doctor's office. The doctor comes to your workplace. Skype? Oh my no, God, no, the doctor, the yeah. doctor's, you remember that episode of Seinfeld? Remember when Mr. Kruger needed that mole checked out? Well, Dr. Uh, Van Nostrand just showed the fuck up. He well, came in there, checked out that mole, gave him the A-OK, and it was all good. Long, longer, long, longer wait times and more crowded hospitals and clinics are going to be a fact of life anytime you say, hey, we'll also cover you guys. All you, you know, 30 million people will cover you as well. That just needs to be a, an acceptable premise if we're going to operate under the assumption that everybody in this country should be taken care of. Not, not we should give you money so you can just sit on your couch and do nothing all day, but just make sure that you have the most essential healthcare benefits that every person needs. You we know, spend everybody seven hundred billion dollars a year on defense. Okay, I don't know what we spend on healthcare, but let's make that seven hundred billion dollars work what? for us, right? Where'd you get? Let's... Where'd you get that number? Where'd you get that number? Seven hundred billion dollars on the on the border fence? No, no, no. On no. defense, no, no, military. Oh, oh Jesus God. Christ! Dude, I if they did, the... that's a big fucking fence. It's a beautiful <laughs> fence. It's gold plated. It's, 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 it's ten they, feet higher. No, no. So, so like dollars <laughs> on, and I'm glad you mentioned the wall because that kind of comes into play here because we're not gonna need that wall with my plan. Mm. Take some of that seven hundred billion dollars. Look, we've all read world history to some extent, right? Let's conquer somebody. Let's conquer somebody. That's what we do. But remember, do you remember that? I'm already thing? sold. Who do and we New conquer? New Zealand's <laughs> just asking for it. Oh, no, that's the land of Lord of the Rings. Nobody fucks with New Zealand. Which is they why we will hold Mordor. Ha ha ha. Yes, I'm sold. We should conquer. How many New Zealand people are How many uh, Kiwis are there? It's like million tops. There's we all live in cities with bigger than New Zealand. All I know for sure is we won't simply walk there. No, yeah. we won't. <laughs> I, I would get Sean Bean and, uh, and the whole cast, and we go. No, Sean Bean is not ever going to come with you on a real mission where death is on the line because that guy has been trained like a Pavlov dog to just start running away from dangerous things. Oh no, no, no! I got shot by an urukai twice there. Suck dick. You know the two the two hobbits that I ended up saving didn't even play that big a part. Like, it's not well, simply well, I gotta go make some food, guys. But I just want to say, like, uh, I, I really do appreciate the fact that 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 I think these conversations could, could can be really productive, you know. And a lot of the times yeah. on 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 Twitter, it's not very productive because it's just not uh, because characters. Natural, yeah, not enough characters. A lot of like natural constraints to that. But I think that like us having conversations where we disagree with each other and we're not shouting ad hominems at each other and dismissing everyone's point of view. I think that you know if 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 you guys and, and, and we can set a set an example, especially for maybe a lot of the young people that are watching, I think that can have a really positive effect. I think that's a good thing you guys are Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. No yeah. one threw any bottles of urine. None of us had to don a mask. And we, we all voiced our, our opinions freely without the threat of violence. And it was wonderful. And, that's and good. I no, the ben, ben Shapiro's uh, appearance in Berkeley, I watched, I watched that. And I was really encouraged to see that. I, I thought that was a really good thing. And, you know, I, I hope that becomes more mainstream than it has been in the last few years because you know a lot of the criticisms that you have taylor of the left are absolutely on point and um mm -hmm. yeah i think i think that this is a step in the right direction i'm, I'm glad you guys invited me on and yeah let, fuck let the left know. and the yeah. right the answer is clearly somewhere in the middle and the real problem is the left and right keep us divided from from finding the real solutions to problems and, and it's all about money and dicks and pussy yeah. Yes. There, the, I think Bill Maher recently just said that a lot of people these days are having a problem distinguishing between an enemy and a flawed 
ally. And I think that you know, if we if we 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 need to we need to look at people that maybe we that don't exactly line up one to one with where we're at, yeah. but still be able to recognize them. Yes, a hundred percent. You know, hundred percent. As long as the same color. Like and with like <laughs> the way the internet works and everything, like you get so inculcated in your own bubble because you know how like Facebook is. Like if you click a bunch of conservative articles, they just feed you conservative stuff. If you click a bunch of liberal articles, they just feed you liberal stuff. Like uh, you get so barraged with your own points of view that when someone doesn't have it, it's more easy to be like, oh, they don't just consume different sources and have different opinions on this. They must be maliciously disagreeing because they're just you know wrong. And that uh, that's definitely something that's easy to to see. Especially on Twitter, where it is very difficult to have productive conversations of any sort, just because 140 characters is not good. Yeah. But yeah, I think the conversation we had tonight was really good. Like, yeah. just respectful disagreement. I, I definitely see a lot of your points of view, and I'm not educated enough to, to refute all of them by any means. Um, but yeah, it, it's a way more complicated issue than I think the, the far, far left and the far, far right want to admit. And our politicians are dumber than us, and they prove it on a daily basis. How often do you see one of our politicians say something, and you're like, I can clearly see that that's a flawed statement he just made, and either he's being intentionally misleading, arguing in poor faith, or he's as he's dumber than I am. We see it all the time. It, it's depressing. It's depressing, but stuff like this is uplifting. So that's I good. agree. Thank, thank, thank you for coming for on. Come on. Hey, plug yeah, your but, shit. Where can we go can... watch you do play some uh, play some PUBG streaming or something like that? Plug your shit. Yeah, Twitch TV, Twitch.tv forward slash Hutch. I'm streaming uh, like most days these days. During the gaming season, I stream probably like five six days a week. And then uh, YouTube.com forward slash Hutch. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, have a good night, yeah, and I'll sure. talk to you later. Enjoy the cooking. On. Yeah, let me uh, do an ad read here, and then uh, the three of us have uh, recently, yes. if you watch PKN, and you should, uh, the three of us have recently been watching this uh, documentary series on YouTube that's fascinating, and I'm sure we all have interesting takeaways oh, from yeah. it. This is exactly but, what I was uh, hoping. Ad, and then Yurikai, or whatever they're called. Combi. <laughs> the Combi. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so this is a new sponsor, very interesting, and uh, very relevant to what we've been saying. Um, I, if you've ever done Insanity P90X or anything like that, um, here we go. Beach Body On Demand is an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective world-class workouts personalized to meet your needs. It gives you the ability to stream over 600 different workouts from programs proven to deliver amazing results, including, as I said, Insanity, uh, Max, Insanity Max 30, uh, P90X, 21 Day Fix. You've probably seen this advertised on TV. We've talked about them before and, uh, and more all from your web-enabled device. You get uh, extensive nutritional content proven to help people achieve their health and fitness goals, including a brand-new, first-of-its-kind cooking show for healthy weight loss and portion control called Fixate. These features uh, these feature over 100 different recipe videos with step-by-step -step program guides, workout calendars, which is, can't tell you how important a workout calendar is for those of you who have a hard time like making it happen, uh, comprehensive nutritional plans, uh, Fixate, as I mentioned before, and motivational and support of a growing community. Beachbody On Demand is the total fitness package. This is a brand new service, uh, not just brand new to us, it's a brand new service, but already over 1 million members. And now you can claim a free trial membership when you text, pay attention, text PKA to, here's the number, it's 303030. Uh, so get full access to this entire platform for free. Again, just text PKA. Uh, it's in all caps here. Not sure if that's relevant, but just do it. You know, it's one more button press to 303030. 30. There's links in the description if 
that's too difficult or anything. But um, I've done P90X or I don't remember which one it was. If it was Insanity Max or if it was P90X. But what I remember, it's incredibly strenuous. But oh, yeah. it, 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 the, the cardio slash uh, weightlifting, that it's the, the, the using your body weight, is overwhelmingly uh, uh, effective, I think. Uh, if you can stick to one of these programs, and that's where I think that uh, the motivational and support of the, the community would come in handy. Uh, if you can stick to these programs, you will absolutely get rapid results in a month, six weeks, something like that. You're just burning so many calories, and you're, you're triggering uh, your body to do things it's not used to doing. Uh, mm -hmm. They really do work. I, I've seen people do it, go on these things. It, I mean, if you want some proof, you know, this isn't this isn't monoxidil uh, uh, beard growth. OK, you can go <laughs> on YouTube and you can search like P90X results. Right. And you can see a man. He'll start and he'll be like, all right, I'm about to start P90X. Here's me without my shirt off. I weigh 165 pounds. I feel like I'm kind of weak. We're going to start. And then he'll show you this day by day progression. And and by two weeks in, you're like, wow, he's he is more cut. Like, like I can definitely see definition. And then four weeks in, you're like, well, Jesus Christ, he's visibly added muscle mass. And by the end of the whole thing, because a lot of these guys just keep doing it, you know, you, you don't stop after the first 30 days. But at the end of these videos, you see real visible transformations like our, our, our buddy Mr. Taylor has, has performed on himself. But you don't have to spend six, seven months cramming supplements into yourself and, and, and using <laughs> silly kettlebells like some people. You can, you can, get, you can sign up for free. Text mm -hmm. PKA to 303030. I, uh, I did one of their, uh, one of their yoga things. Uh, I guess it was beginning of this week because they always say like, you know, after you work out, you got to remember to stretch. And the way I stretch after working out is like, oh, I'm so tired. Fuck that. You know, <laughs> so I, mm. I just don't stretch after I work out. And so I was like, oh, I'll try yoga and see if it's actually difficult at all or if it makes me feel more limber or stretched or anything. And I just did it after one of my normal workouts like because it wasn't too – it was it was a very beginner. I'm not, you know, Mr. Flexible doing the splits over here. And I, you do feel way, way better afterward. Like I'm going to start doing that. Uh, hopefully I'll get more advanced over time, being able to do more, you know, movements instead of just the really basic ones I don't even know the names of. But you just – I don't know. I don't know what it is that like it, it's supposed to make you stronger. Even like the flexing, uh, the the flexibility exercises after the weightlifting. So I don't know. I, I just didn't realize. I've always given so much shit to yoga, and just thought, oh, that's stupid. That's just stretching, not actually exercising. And it's like, well, you know, if you get your, it just it's just like anything. It's the level that you do it. Yeah. You know, Have the you level ever done I'm at right sits? now. Yes, I've done wall sits, and it's those a similar are horrible concept. because nobody ever looks at you while you're doing a wall sit and goes like, man, that guy's really working hard, but you're sitting there like, oh, this is so hard. Dude, like, I, like I, remember being, I remember being in MMA class, and like it was like, like we do the warm-up, and the warm-up's half an hour. Like The warm-up for me, yeah. especially then, it, it, it's like, and I'd look around and not feel ashamed because everybody else is huffing and puffing too. There were no like real athletes in there who were just like doing it like it was nothing, but, but I... The, even on day one, I remember I walked in and told I used Woody's line. I was like, I got body by Xbox. I was very overweight, or at least I felt it. And I had, had, had bitch tits and just wasn't feeling good about myself. And I remember like doing those wall. That was I could do the monkey crawls. I could do the shrimps or whatever the hell. I could do everything that they required of us. But when it came to the wall sits, I would just be sitting there in this excruciating pain as he counts down from like... I don't remember how long, but it was way too long for me. And I would have to, like, cheat a little. I'd have to, like, push up and, like, yeah. relieve the stress on my on my uh, thighs or quads or whatever. 
there's a lot of that sort of uh, uh, exercise in yoga. So yeah, it's definitely effective. I've got a wall sit story. Like we did wall sits, but we didn't do it against time. We just did wall sits to see who could sit the longest. And oh I'm oddly good at them. Like like people are like dying and falling down in a few seconds, and I'm like like this. This isn't hard for me yet. Those and, calves. <laughs> and uh, it is. There's something like my upper body's never been anything impressive, but my lower body's not bad actually. And uh, it, it ended up being me and another guy who was right next to me. And I was like, "Well, this is MMA class. Surely I'll just kick his legs out and win." So that's what <laughs> I did. That's what I did. And they all felt like it was like I'm like, "What? <laughs> you know, it's MMA. Like, how is this not appropriate?" And they get, they said that he won. So that's how. Anyway, went against the wall. Anyway, went to dinner. <laughs> And went to dinner and slapped the waitress and called it a <laughs> I thought it was, I was like, ha, ah, this is really, it's brilliant. This is totally appropriate here and nowhere else, but not even there, it turns out. That turns out you can't. Are. <laughs> Weird how some people think, those silly people. <laughs> people just don't see things like the rest of us. Right, right, no. that's what I'm saying. But. Just some good-natured <laughs> kicking. <laughs> you just slide, I only kicked one foot out, he went down. That would be, here's the equivalent of that. We're having a staring contest, and I poke you in the eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wait, wait. I win! Does it happen uh, in MMA? World champion, Kyle Myers. Uh, I think I might have beat him either way. I'm champion of the staring contest. Blinds <laughs> another man. In my mind, he looked like he was going down, and I was still like, I, I, I was like doing jokes. Really, that was what was in my my yeah. mindset. But uh, yes, yeah, so there's my sit story. So anyway, so check I them out. If you started with fitness and you fell off the train, maybe this could be a good way to get back on. Kyle, yes. Yeah. Uh, so. I found this, uh, you know, I go down my rabbit holes on YouTube, and recently uh, I, I was looking into primitive uncontacted tribes. It started out, I think I saw an article about some cannibals somewhere that ate some people. Oh, I saw that thing about loggers who killed some indigenous people uh, in South America, and so that sparked my interest. And so I started looking into uncontacted tribes, these people who'd never met white men. And first I watched a video that was literally that, people who'd never seen white men. And it was very interesting. I'll link you to that one later, Woody, in case you're, in, you're thirsting for more. But I ended up on this thing. It's... I believe it's called The Adventures of Mark and Ollie. Mark, they're both British guys. Mark is an adventurer. He's, he's hung out with many indigenous tribes. He's traveled the world. Military uh, man. Like military man. A tough uh, guy in quite good shape. Uh, Ollie is a TV personality. He's not in poor shape by any means. But he's not as, uh, you know, a military man, just, he's, he's hardened, okay? This guy's he's been through adversity, it's part of military training, and it's hard to adverse him to the point of quitting. You just don't see it, and especially in this show. They go into this uh, Indonesian wilderness, and they, with a guide, and they meet the Kambai tribe, these indigenous people. If you've ever seen, they're the ones who wear the gourds on their penises and nothing else. And, then, and the women wear, like, uh, skirts. palm shirt, skirts and nothing else. Uh, they're dark-skinned people, and they live in the jungle. And basically, they when they walk up, these people are, like, cocked and loaded with bows. Like, do we need to kill you, bro? Do we need to kill you? They And they talk them down from that, give them a little tobacco to sweeten the, the deal. And basically, they say, hey, we want to learn from the best, and that's you guys. We want to learn to survive in the jungle, find food in the jungle, build shelter in the jungle, everything that you guys do. I was very excited because it was a totally transparent sales technique that any of us would be like, you're totally blowing smoke up my ass, suck a dick. But the combi try are like, yes, we are indeed the best. I'm like, you guys are so gullible. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> They've never been sold to before. Nobody's ever like, hey, do you need another, a better axe? They have no yeah. money. No one sold them shit. <laughs> they, have no, they don't use money. And in fact, they, they disallow it because they're afraid it would lead people to the outside world. And they don't like that because they respect and revere their tradition. There, there was a part in like the later 
part of the the series where the the elder of the combi tribe like actually says like we don't even know how to get money yeah like like it was basically like it's not even what kind of job would you have it's like the concept of money hadn't even sunk in because they like they don't they've never had to live with it and it was interesting an interesting factoid uh let's say that here's a thing that happened all right so so there's in the the, this it's a family they're all related to one another but it's a rather large family and there are other families who live within you know running distance i'll spread out these indigenous tribes it it comes to be that one of their cousins is murdered he had slept with another man's wife and as a result of that the husband killed the man and so this is a problem we got to figure out what's to be done there are two ways this can pan out in, in the Kambai tribe. Either A, they can, play, they can pay blood money in the form of a pig. A pig, maybe some dog's teeth on top of it, but just a pig is really enough. And we're not talking about a big old hog like we'd have in America, like a slaughtering pig. You can put this thing, a man can pick it up. And so uh, the, 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 the chief says... Uh, or murder the guy. Or murder the guy. That's the other one. It's it go get a revenge killing. And earlier in the show, and this was the most powerful bit to me of the entire thing, I thought, the chief who adopts Ali and Mark as his sons, and he That's refers great. to them as his sons. He's like, my mm-hmm. sons, come to me, Ali, my son. I will tell you something. They're sitting in the chief's hut, uh, his treehouse. And he says, uh, there was a man, he, uh, he killed my son-in-law, and I found out about this. So I invited him into my hut, and I killed him right there where you're sitting. And Ollie goes, ah, I see. I had no idea I was dealing with a murderer. Good to know. So when this when this killing goes down and their nephew has been slain, everybody, including Mark and Ollie, are like, fuck, man. Um, there's going to be some killing done. Like, like they're, they're even interested in brokering their own peace deal, but it comes to nothing. And what ends up happening is not only do they pay the pig to make up for the killed nephew, but... They blame the woman because apparently she was the real problem in all this. It wasn't that this man came in and took a woman and tried to steal a woman. She was a willing participant and thought, in their words, that she could sleep with both men and it'd all be okay. Well, they captured the woman, and uh, the chief says, uh, you know, we tied her up, and they said, uh, shoot her with arrows, and uh, I, I couldn't. You know, I, she looked just like my youngest wife. I couldn't do it. And at this part of the, it's true translation. At this part of the story, I'm like, well, shit, thank God that he couldn't do it. He goes, so uh, I looked away and I told my sons to do it. And they shot her full of arrows. And Mark and Ollie again are like, oh, shit. And keep in mind with all these arrows, these are not arrowheads or metal arrows they it is whittled down like bamboo shoots and pointy sticks and so when they hit you with an arrow it's not like you've been felled like they probably like got up real close and just put like dozens of arrows or however many it takes or just like pushed it in for like it wasn't a quick death for anybody Uh who dies in this society Uh like at the hands of these bows this is why i loved this series so much so in in my culture and probably yours of the listener there's a certain like kindness you have for everyone you don't want to hurt feelings you're gentle you might dance around the truth or tell a white lie that does not exist in the combi trial or tribe they will sit they'll sing songs made up on the spot insulting the fuck out of you like you know i have two sons i like mark more because he's a good worker ollie is lazy and fat <laughs> you know like <laughs> <laughs> funny songs and like the, when they were sitting in 
like, because the way you always picture with these tribes is like, well, and because they don't have any light, as soon as it gets dark, you go to bed and you wake up with the sun. And it showed Mark and Ollie sleeping in the treehouse with the whole family. So just dozens of people and pigs and chickens or whatever running around just rooting and making noise and stepping on your face. And all night, all night, the family was talking and chattering and uh the the leader the the tribe leader elder was singing these ridiculous songs like what he said what what he just said didn't he didn't make that was literally one of them where he's <laughs> saying about how I remember. one of his new sons sucks at work and the other <laughs> one's pretty good though you know <laughs> do you remember the song that, that like when the guy's singing all night this is the song he sang my wife is pretty her skin is so soft and she worked not her skin is so soft not like my old wife. And then the camera cuts to his old wife and she's scowling. Like, <laughs> she was sitting right there and he's singing a song about how his young wife has soft skin, not like his old wife. Because polygamy is totally a thing. Many yeah. wives. But oh, polygamy, polygamy was so sense. interesting. Do you want to go? Do you want to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it? I think it made sense because it's not at all like, you know, the Mormon thing you see here, which still, I don't care if they want to do that. Let them do it. But basically, it was like a, an insurance policy for the woman. Because so many of these men in these societies die early and die because they're accused of being a witch or die in a hunt or are killed in vengeance that there are widows being made constantly. And so it's like a rule in their society that, you know, if, if my brother was married and my brother was killed, I have to take his wife and make her my wife in addition to my current wife or my current two wives or whatever, because otherwise that lady is just out there on her own. It's like a, a security maneuver. And then like when you look at them, like, yeah, you could tell that old wife was not happy with that song. But yeah. for the most part, they seemed like a functional family. They were kind of a work team, though. Working hard. Like, yeah. so many of, like, it, I, I feel like I grade my wife and family or whatever based on how supportive they are. You know, like, a lot of emotional stuff. You know, are they straight and true and honest and whatnot? They really just cared about work. You know, like, how much pulp can this woman make uh, was a big criteria on, on how yeah. everything else didn't matter. Uh, it, it was really just about how much they can contribute to living. Yeah, so like that's where they are on that like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. Like they, they're they never got past food and security and, and Stone Age. Yeah. Have, yeah, the Stone Age, they don't even have the time to be like, "Do you love this person?" It's like, "Oh, we're so in love." It's like, no. We can't be fucking around with this kind of conversation more often than just a couple hours a night, like after we're done, because we got to get food. We got to make sure that our house doesn't fall down in the middle of the night or that we don't, like, all our traps don't get ruined by the rain. They asked like, a youngish couple if they loved each other, and they said no, but yeah. she's a good worker, so it's okay. And, yep. and, like, this wasn't like some 80 year old, whatever, just still going through the motions. They were also trying to have a baby. And, yeah, that yeah just, we, we go in the bushes and do our best, you know, but nothing yet. I'm glad yeah. they asked that because I had the same question. So so these guys, they make these huts, and then there's, like, the, the hut, I don't know how big the hut is, 24 by 24 feet, but there'll be 12 people sleeping in it, you know? So it's packed. I'm like, do they just fuck on the sly? Are the kids conditioned to it, to think about it differently than we are maybe? You know, I don't want to want my parents having sex in the room. But, you know, if they're just quietly jiggling over there and the kids are like, yeah, my parents cuddle, um, whatevs. I didn't know. I didn't know how they handled it, but I guess they sneak off in the bushes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, that was funny when... They were asking him that, and they're like, "Oh no, no, no! We wouldn't. You, we wouldn't possibly have sex in our house. We go out in the bushes and do and he asked and then he asked him, Yeah, he's like, "You don't possibly have sex in your home, do you?" And they're <laughs> like, "He's like, yeah, we have different rooms for 
we see we have like a bedroom and a kitchen. Well, no, you don't have like like he couldn't even begin to explain that much, like a level of privacy. Because if they saw a house that we had, they would think it was like a castle. Yeah, like, it, it's he's just like we'd get arrested level. if we did it in the bushes. Not even there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's dude, interesting it was compelling, but to me, I still couldn't get past repeatedly how they didn't lie or didn't sugarcoat anything. That's what I'm searching for. They didn't sugarcoat anything, and they just constantly judged them. And and like, yeah, you know, I've got they they adopted them. And when I first heard that, like the the chief and his wife adopted them, I was like, what abs? Like I adopted them, but not really, right? Because yeah. they're 35 year old men or something like that. But as it went on. They kind of did adopt them. They were absolutely. They, they were raising them like kids, teaching them survival skills. They they were te- and um, they had other kids that were like their age, and they considered them to be brothers. And yeah, I you just know that if somebody had killed Mark, there would have been a vengeance killing over Mark. Like, oh yeah. like like they'd have went and and killed whoever killed Mark. When they finally leave, and, and the, I, I want Taylor to maybe talk about the witchcraft and how that comes into play, because that was the scariest part to me um, about being swangy. there. Was yeah. Swangy, yes. But um, when, they, when Mark and Ollie leave, like the, the oldest man of the tribe, he's, he's teary-eyed, and he's, he's, he's hugging Mark, and he's saying, don't leave, Mark. Don't leave my son. Stay here. And I know you know you can imagine like what, what, what Mark is thinking, like, like, I'm doing a TV show, mate. Got to get back <laughs> home to the BBC One and give him his footage. You I've have, made it. You have to know the chief, too. This chief didn't speak for the three months they were there. He just looked at you with gravelly eyes the entire time. He was not like a, a soft guy. But when Mark left, it was like his son was leaving. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It was powerful. It was, it was really powerful. Like, because... So exactly what you said, Woody, like when they said adopt, I thought of it the same as like a foreign exchange student where it's like, but if like, you know, Yamamoto come from Japan comes and stays with us for a semester at the end of it, my dad's like, Yamamoto, no, you can't go back to Tokyo. <laughs> no, like, but this, that's exactly what it was. Like when they said we want you to adopt or we're going to adopt you, they had like a whole ceremony. And when they left, it was the entire family basically crying because to them, like it was like family is everything. There's nothing outside of family. Your family is your survival tool. And so it's like, like it was so profound to them that it was like they really were losing their brother that day. They were like, God, like, please. And, and that was like the saddest part where he's like, don't don't leave your father. Yeah. Stay here with your father. And it's like, like, I don't know. It, it spoke to a level of like kind of you innocence. Know, you know what I but thought you don't, when I heard but You know that? it's not innocence because you just watch them you know, talk about casually murdering one another on witchcraft accusation. You, you know what I thought when he when he said, you know, stay with your father? I was like, man, if he said that to me when I got back, I would send them a whole bunch of pigs. Yeah, like, right? I, I'd work it out. I, I, I'd want to, like, I'd be like, dude, not only am I going to send you some pigs, have you guys ever seen a chicken? Because <laughs> not only do they live on bugs, but they continuously make eggs. And they're tasty. Like, like I feel like, like, Let's get these people 50 fucking chickens. Let's get let, let's send them three big fat British pigs that are pink and friendly and like will feed three tribes or whatever and and like I, I wanted to give the I, mm. I, I I I personally wanted to donate something to the combi people because they they endeared themselves to me so much just in that video. And yet, tell them about the swangy. Oh, the swangy. So 
this is where the series took a turn <laughs> for me because off the start it did start more like oh they're teaching them how to build rafts and shit but the swangy like their their big superstition is that all illness is caused by these demons and that these demons take the form of people and they you don't even know when a swangy is is getting you because it eats your flesh out from under your skin and replaces it with like fruit and dirt grass. and a bunch of other things and grass they said and then by the time you get back and you start getting sick you go oh a swangy stole my insides and filled it with grass and everything so i'm gonna die and then if they get really really sick or they die the person who is sick can just to anyone to anyone at all say joe joe is a swangy he's causing me to get sick and then there's no trial there's no questions everybody goes to joe they tie him up and they kill him. It's, it's absolutely so barbaric. There was a guy. Like, one of the people, one of the family members, was accused of being a swangy as a kid, and uh, so what they did is they they tied him up and they shoved things in his mouth. They peed. They pissed on bark and shoved bark in his mouth and some grass and some larva, and he threw up. And they said, "All right." We think we got the swangy out. But yeah. for like the next 25 years of his life, he was treated with you know, a little suspicion. caution, a little suspicion. Yeah. yeah. And at one point, it, it, Kyle briefly mentioned they had like a big ceremony at the end. Uh, his brother goes up and does a speech and he's like, please do not fear my brother. Uh, he is not really a swangy. Uh, he's a good man. And, you know, let's put this behind us. And it was like, yeah. wow. Like, th- yeah, it's that- like that that silly thing ruined his life yeah. for years because and and there's and that was what was so shocking about it is there's no sort of recourse for the person who's accused, which is why Mark and Ollie, the British guys, were so freaked out about it, because if some first of all, right after they got there, everybody got a fever. And so at any point then, if they, they had gotten might sicker, have been they could the have cause. Said, they should have said, Mark and Ollie, you know, we got to get you. And oh, the best one of those swangy stories is they were interviewing two of the brothers. Yep. And they're asking like their experience with it. And they're like, yeah, uh, a woman in another village got sick and she named our brother as the swangy. And so what we had to do is go to our brother and tie him up and then take him to the rival or the, the other village and the other village killed him. And they were talking about the whole time like we loved him. Like, we loved our brother. Like, it yeah. was horrible to have to tie him up and hand him over. But that's just he was, he the was way begging, the world he was, is. He was saying, free me, my brothers. Let me go. But we couldn't. We couldn't. And, of course, Mark and Ollie are like, uh, we're, we're your brothers, too. And, and the guy even makes a point of, he's like, anyone can be a swangy. You. He points at Mark. You. Points at Ollie. Me. You know. And, and, and it's just like, well, shit. I wanted to be like. I'm absolutely fucking not a swangy. In my in my tribe back home, we wear these special wristwatches that <laughs> keep the swangy away. Yeah. No swangy can penetrate me because of the wristwatch I wear. And yeah, it, well, that's ooh. a good way to get your hand chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a thought though. Mark and Ollie were swangy. I don't know why I didn't put it together, right? But Think about this. They took these crowded planes from Australia, maybe, to the outback, and then a smaller plane. And then when they got there, people were getting fevers. They totally bought, brought their like foreign pathogens oh. to this yeah. thing, and they got everyone sick. Like This whole swangy thing was bullshit, except Mark and Ollie actually swangy, except for the grass oh, yeah. muscle swapping. Because there's like, <laughs> like you, you show up and you talk to those people, and it's like, what, how good of an immune system can they have? 
Mm-hmm. Like localized good, good, I guess. I don't know. Zero immunity to our shit. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. And uh, it, so, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys have any more, but I, but I would strongly suggest you watch The Adventures of Mark and Ollie with the Kambai tribe, Kambai with a K. Uh, I want to say there's five, maybe six parts, 45 minutes each, and there's no, like, fluff in there. It's just lots of good content. Uh, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, I will I, say I, you have to watch it, though. Like, I, I tried watching it while reading something else, but there's so many subtitles in it, I had to go back and catch the subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to give it your full attention. Absolutely. That was uh, like one of those gems on YouTube that you find that ends up being way better than you, you anticipated. So, have you watched any of the Oats Studio stuff that that mm. I was talking about the last PKN? The the um, no, I haven't seen it yet. The Blankenkamp guy, what's his fucking name? Chiz, help me. I'm spacing on this one. Uh, Neil Blankenkamp or something like that. Anyway, uh, it's it's a uh, well-known pro- uh, director. I, I think he did. Um, in any case, he's got his own CGI firm, and uh, they, he made he made like Neil Blumkamp. Yeah, uh, he made District Nine. That's that's what he did, uh, and uh, among that. other stuff. Yeah, very good movie. And he's got three sci-fi shorts on uh, on his YouTube channel. It's called that, which is called Oats Studio. And the, Sigourney Weaver is in one of them. Dakota Fanning is in one of them. And I didn't. I didn't recognize any like big name actors in the in the uh, other one. What's and there's a there's a well known actor in the one with uh, Sigourney Weaver, but he he's uh, I can't think of his name. I I know Chiz will. All three of them were pretty good. My favorite was the one with Sigourney Weaver about aliens, uh, like terraforming Earth and like humanity is really on its knees in like resistance mode. Uh, I thought they were really good. They're like 25 minutes long each, and they're not full stories. They're like teasers for a movie that should be made. Like you watch these and you're like, God damn, I want to see the other 90 minutes of that story. Uh, so I, I, I highly recommend those too. Hmm. That seems frustrating to to watch a, little. a really, really good trailer for a movie that doesn't exist. It's, it's much more than a trailer now. Like, like it's, it's, it's about 25, like, like uh, it's 25 minutes and there's a lot of exposition. Well done, I might add. Uh, that it fills you in on what's going on. There's a bit of this voiceover. This is what it's from- like to watch the TV show Lost. Right, yeah. really, it's an hour-long thing, and you're like, "Man, I can't wait for next week." And it's a totally different thing. And every show, every episode was like a trailer for something I'd love to see. But I, uh, I I hope that the goal that Neil has is to figure out which one of these three, or maybe he's making more, five, ten, whatever, and and like get one of them, get a lot of funding behind it, and make it. I particularly want to see the one with uh, with Sigourney Weaver. I I really love Sigourney Weaver and every and you know love the Alien movies and everything. Um, Good shit. I also started watching Vice Principals. Did, did I know Woody's seen it? Have Have you seen any of it, Taylor? I watched the first episode right when it came out, and I just didn't like it. Dude, watch episode two because that's when shit pops off. Right? Like, <laughs> like, I'll go back and watch episode. I got to rewatch one because I don't remember why I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, it episode two, they they you're, you're like, oh, I thought they were gonna prank people. I thought they were gonna like <laughs> do some silly shit. And then they commit like some some major fucking felonies and shit, <laughs> and, and, and go hard in the paint. It's, right. Uh, it, it, that, it's episode two is what sold me on watching the entire fucking thing last night. Uh, I really, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was sending like Chiz quotes of it. At, look, 4:54 a.m. this morning. I this is <laughs> what I was I was sending him like excerpts from the from the show that uh that mcbride says he goes i bet she smells like a fuck butthole <laughs> and, then, like, and then the girl walks by and after she leaves he goes told you <laughs> <laughs> like it's 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 fucking funny uh, if you like Eastbound, of, down, really good 
Speaking of shows, have you guys watched the new South Park? Uh, not no. South Park's lost my. Well, no, there's only one episode this season so far. The new oh. one's on tonight, so I'm only talking about the first one. Ah, uh, that was shit. If I'm being honest, um, I, I I didn't chuckle. I didn't grin. Uh, I was so disappointed because I thought that their new mindset this season, not doing a big story arc, was going to like allow them to have you know a whole fucking year to come up with a funny episode one. And I'm, I'm right now. I'm struggling to remember exact. Oh, it was. Randy's flipping houses. I don't know. Like, like house flipping reality shows were popular ten fucking years ago. I don't see how that's relevant or interesting. Um, they, they, and to some small degree, they hit on the Charlottesville thing, but they don't even, they, just a little. They kind of parody parody it a bit, and that wasn't funny to me. Yeah, it was like they don't even parody it. They just kind of alluded to it and they then got back to, to like something else. Like they didn't tie it all together. None of the kids are in it besides Cartman and his girlfriend. The rest of the kids are, are, are kind of off screen the whole time. It's just, it's just Cartman parents. and Cart yeah, and Cartman's whole story arc in this episode revolves around his love for the Alexa Amazon device and how it, it, it's better than and, and they're drawing these parallels between the Amazon device and his girlfriend and how he it's much easier to deal with the uh, the Alexa device. <laughs> and they might uh, be onto and, something. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> Especially if you're a you know an eight year old in a in a relationship, it's not like you're you're having sex or anything. You just need an Alexa and an auto blow when you're set. Yep. I, I Tether them I, together. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't Here's know. This I, I idea. Loved, I'd like to hear your opinion. You changed my mind, but man, I watched that thing and and I was so disappointed because like I just bought the whole season for twenty five dollars. That's what I usually do with South Park. I, I like owning them, so I, I go back to them often and frequently. And I almost, I, I kind of regretted my purchase. Did, uh, did you like it, Woody, or have you not seen it yet? I haven't seen it. I, I, I haven't really liked South Park in two years or so. And you know, I didn't like PC Principal. I didn't like the election one last year. And uh, I, I don't, I, there's two shows, South Park, and the other one's Always Sunny. I like Always Sunny, but I haven't been like, waiting for it with bated breath for a while. Are you sure? That's I'm so HIV positive. Like, like, I like that. I like the when they're doing the Washington Redskins thing. I like crackhead uh, base, uh, basketball. They need to go back to fucked up shit and, and, and raise the bar if they have to. Like, like whatever it takes. Let, I let, want let, one-off episodes again. Yeah. Like, I want them, because, like, I, I, just like Sonny and Game of Thrones, like, South Park is in that echelon of shows for me that I like it so much that I give it every benefit of the doubt as I'm watching. And... Even watching this most recent episode, like as you're watching, you're like, ha like you're trying to like it more. But the more you kind of ruminate on it, you're like, that that just wasn't very good. Like, and you can tell that wasn't a one-off episode. So they're gonna go way into another story arc for the whole season. And it's like that is the reason that I didn't like last season very much because they had the full story arc thing and it didn't, it wasn't conducive to the kind of humor I think they excel at. And then the pre-season before, which I think was better than last season, but it was the PC principal one that was still weak. You know, and they did the whole arc. the whole season. Yeah. Like I, I want them to go back to stuff like Scott Tennerman must die, where you know Cartman feeds the parents of a, a student who pissed him off to him in a bowl of chili, and then Radiohead comes and is like, "Oh, don't be such a crybaby, crybaby," as he's eating <laughs> his parents and weeping into a bowl of of, of mom chili. Like, yeah. and then the next episode, it would just go to something else ridiculous, where it's yeah, oh, we're getting abducted Cas- by aliens, and this has happened. Oh, now we're going Casa to Casa Bonita. Bonita. Yeah, Casa yeah. Benita. Like, when's that's... the last time Kenny died? 
Uh, they uh, they dropped that a while ago. You know, he I died know. for good for a while. I'm glad they dropped all that because you know Kenny actually dying for for two or three seasons or whatever it was allowed us to get Butters, who is an amazing one character. of the best like, characters. Yeah, Butters Scotch, who has the same birthday as Hitler, who's like <laughs> like his 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 mom his mom is like you better stop making that face. He's like this is just my face, mom. You better <laughs> stop making that face right now. This is just how I look. <laughs> <laughs> Dad continuously abusing him, like just me saying it. You know the the of that is just so fun. Like go back to shit like that. I I like Bub Butters, you know, just just stumbling into shit. I like the uh, the anime episode uh, where they all get ninja weapons. That's one of my uh, favorite. Uh, and they throw the. Uh, Ninja Star, the shuriken, and it hits Butters right in the eye, and he just like, like I do the standard kid thing of like, shh, shh, Butters, you can't tell anyone about this. You can't tell anyone that we just blinded you. They just the dog cover him in fur, take him to a vet to get the assistance, and you know, all the dogs are pissing on him in succession. The vet he shows the human doctor, and the doctor's like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I only know how to treat human boys. <laughs> you just with fur glue to them and just go in, woof, woof, woof. Yeah, I, I miss that, and, and I really hope they get back to that because, uh, you know, I, I, I'll just stop watching, I guess, you know, but I'll find something else that's funny to entertain me. But but right now, it's I was so disappointed with episode one, I'm really hoping for, for something better. Uh, yeah, I'll give two, give two a go. I mean, I own them all, so I'll I'll give the season a go. Taylor mentioned uh, that he likes South Park so much, he just gives it a chance and every benefit of the doubt. That's where I am with F is for family. Like, I I like uh, Bill Burr, and I keep hoping that show will be great. I've I've seen every episode, but... It's it's exactly what you said. I love Bill Burr, and I think he's great. But when you're watching it, it's like, man, this isn't uproarious or really that funny, and it's mostly... About the, this guy, this guy's horrible family relations, but not in like a really, really funny way where it's ABC like Plus. Randy will be a horrible dad to Stan, and it's funny. Like it's more just like, ah, oh, Bill Burr's characters is a really bad dad, but not in the funny way. Like, yeah, <laughs> just and, a, and people say like, oh, it's real life. No, man, life is better than that. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I. I, C plus, I, I think, is a, a pretty good score for that show, and and I like Bill Burr. I, I, I watched it all, and I'll continue to watch it because shit, it's on Netflix and everything. Right. Have Dude, you seen people, Naked? I haven't seen that yet, but I'm curious about Naked? it. Naked. Yeah, it, it's um, I think it's Marlon Wayans. Hopefully, I have his name right. And uh, he's going to get married, and it's similar to Groundhog Day. So every day, if I understand it, the premise, every day he wakes up naked on an elevator. And it all takes place in an hour, and he needs to like get that hour right leading up to his wedding. And it had super mixed reviews, and I, I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. Just going uh, off that picture right there, it seems like a, uh-oh, I got to get my suit ironed real quick, like that well, kind of shit. So I, there's, I been, uh, there's been six uh, critic reviews currently at 0%. Ooh. There have been 328 uh, audience reviews, 29%. So, not good. Mm, if I'm watching a, a Groundhog Day scenario, I do not want it to be the hour leading up to someone's wedding. I can't imagine anything more boring. Like, have you ever talked to, to girls about, like, like when, the, when, the, when the, yeah, but who cares about that? It just means it's like, oh, first things first, gotta get dressed. You know, like, <laughs> like when you talk to 
but women about marriage or if it comes up like even friends or just acquaintances like they almost all have like an idea or they'll allude to like oh mine's gonna have this and that or something else and it just always points in my mind i'm like oh man there hasn't been even a second in my entire life i've given a moment's thought to my wedding like i've never considered it and that's why when they do shows like this they should pick leading up to an event that everybody gives a fuck about not a wedding because i don't care if, if yeah, they invited they're, me they're, to it i wouldn't to- attend yeah, they already made that movie, right? With the Terminator. I need you to close your boots and your motorcycle. <laughs> I love it. first. Two, I don't even. Have you seen the Terminator movies, Taylor? The first two, at least. I've seen the first one. The second one is better than the first one. Um, the the second one is one of the best action movies ever fucking made. The, the special effects still hold up today. The only one that doesn't look great is when Arnold's jumping his bike in the reservoir, and you can clearly see that's a stunt double, but. The rest of the fucking time, man. I, I I promise you, it's worth your time to go watch Terminator okay, 2. Okay, I'll, I'll watch Terminator 2. I'll have to rewatch Terminator 1. How can you even make pop, like, like just for the pop culture references, I need to close your boots and your motorcycle. You don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, but you <laughs> this voice, so I get what you're saying. All right, he shows up naked in a biker bar and walks in fucking naked as all these badass bar- bikers are like, fuck and he walks up to the and he's doing like you see through his eyes first person mode and he's going Ocular like scan down. mode yeah. he's scanning everybody and he's like Doop. no ocular pat down Doop. that's Doop. perfect <laughs> watch this scene. please 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 this is i i started watching this when i was like how old was i six this was what i was watching at six this is let's fucking watch at least some of this it's three minutes and 45 seconds but but, but this Real quick, this is funny that, like, I just you said, one second. special effects, they stand up. And the first freeze frame, because I'm paused at one, is just a red screen with, like, cubes on it that says scan mode. <laughs> <laughs> Criteria. <laughs> yeah, that's, we... that's through his eyes. Oh, ready, yeah. ready, set, play. Oh, yeah, these definitely hold up. <laughs> I, I think... uh, all of these bikes are the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teasing Kyle. He is in phenomenal shape, right? I was actually we, thinking he looked oldish. Like he's grown I don't know. Oh I I mean I would like to look that body good. Yeah, right. My, my grandma always loved the look that this waitress with the uh with the, the platter of drinks gives him. Did it happen yet? No, it's coming up in just three seconds or so. Here she comes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's right. That's Arnold, baby. <laughs> this guy's got his dick out. So he's found the big one, right? Ah, this one matches. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> scan reads the carcinogens in the smoke does terminator feel pain no doesn't seem like it no he doesn't feel pain does he heal <laughs> no <laughs> yes yes he does well, that's an ineffective way to get off the stove ah! <laughs> 
That's just not even that good a defense, right? Didn't, didn't you get him? Yeah, but... <laughs> just him. He just killed that guy. You think? He'll be fine. I think he'll bleed out. He'll need some PT. Yeah, he hasn't killed anyone yet. I don't think he kills any people in this movie. The whole movie? Um... Correct. I'm pretty sure he doesn't kill any people in this movie. I was confused. I literally thought he was going to try and use his key fob on him. Like, locked door! Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't know he's a robot. This guy doesn't give up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so badass! This is great. We can, we can cut it now. There's one more part where he steals a shotgun from a guy. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's unnecessary, I guess. Uh, I don't know. The well, I'll, I'll watch that movie. It looks... It's it sucked me in. It seems Wait, I think I want to see the rest. Did you guys stop right, already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where are you? Because I'm I, sucked I in. Okay, I'll stop. Two fifty four. Two fifty four. Yes. I'm there. Ready, set, play. Can't let you the man's bike, son. And he made this cool for the next six years. Oh. <laughs> he did. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Tom Cruise did it with aviator glasses. The headlight didn't turn on. You need headlights. Well, he doesn't, but by law, they're all wired not to even turn off. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a well, movie sin! <laughs> Get the cinema man on the line. Wasn't well, that a biker? Uh, yeah, I, I fucking love that movie. That's one of my favorite action movies of all time. It, it, it's it's a good movie. Like, there's good acting. That's Linda Ham Linda Hamilton is uh, the mother of like the savior of the world, and she's gonna come into play. In the first movie, she's like damsel in distress mode, but in the in the time that transpires between the two movies, she's been locked in a mental asylum because she believes in Terminators, and she's been trying to stop their uh, their rise to power. When, when they finally show her, she's in the mental ward. She's flipped her bed upside down. And she's doing like legit uh, pull-ups, and she's fucking ripped. And she was she was the like the second female hero ever. Like Ellen Ripley's the first, and then there's Linda Hamilton as uh, Sarah Connor. Uh, big, big fucking fan of that movie. Yeah, I, I, she she found out the end of the world was coming, so she spent like the next fifteen years training. And then, yeah, I don't know how time it was, but yeah, I wouldn't About have that kind of discipline. I'd be like, better make the most of this, or try, <laughs> to, try and make it so that when it does end. I like left a happy birthday on one of the Terminator's Facebook pages, and they'd be like, "No, uh, this one's good. <laughs> no need to kill tear his fingers off or whatever Just the fuck they do." Whatever day the world ends, make sure I'm at like the maximum amount of debt I can have. <laughs> you know, what yeah. he what he spends Come like there's no tomorrow. Life. Well, canceled the world conquering. You're like, oh no. <laughs> like, remember, uh, remember on Armageddon when Steve Buscemi like borrows all that money from like the Russian mob. And he's like, "You're not gonna die on me, are you?" He's like, "No more than you are." <laughs> he goes, <laughs> goes out and like makes it rain all night, and then uh, you know it's uh, that's good shit. That that's that's not a good movie. It's just a fun. I movie. enjoy it. Uh, yeah, popcorn movie. I, I wouldn't call it bad though. Yeah. I wouldn't either. Do you know what it's time for, Kyle? 
hit him with an testosterone egg. pills. Oh, yeah, get those in you. No, I, I think I've uh, gone through our uh, advertisements. Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. Could do some uh, AMA questions. I have those right here. Yeah. Um, uh, I won't put anybody else on the spot, but who's, uh, there's something about sleeping with different ethnicities of women. I have slept with all of them except for a black woman, and it's not because of any um, prejudice. It just hasn't come up, and, uh, and uh, I, I would if I could, but I haven't. Uh, so that's my thing there, but I've definitely slept with uh, uh, Asian ladies and Hispanic ladies and uh, white ladies. And uh, are there any more? No, I don't think I've slept with a Native American. Combi. Uh, combi. No <laughs> combi woman. That combi pussy is rough. There's a part where, like, one of the guys is like, he's like, I wish we had some good looking women. Like, Look at our women. Look at our women. They're not. They're rough. And like one of the women goes, well, "Why are you always flirting with us then?" He's like, "Well, you're, all like, Bitch, you're the pig. It's yeah. you the pig." <laughs> Did he say that, or is that? Yeah, but it's what, it's what yeah. I, I was thinking. Yeah, he, like, you wouldn't want to have sex with combi lady because you'd mm -hmm. end up dead. They'd shoot you full of seven, seventeen shitty little arrows until you slowly bled out internally. Yeah, I wonder uh, how they feel about premarital sex in the combi tribe. Mm, that's a good I, I bet if it happened they would be like oh well now not only do you have to marry my daughter or what sister or whatever but we want them dog teeth bitch how many dog teeth you got <laughs> that'll do yeah. that's how you that buy women it's like I didn't understand like what use are they getting out of these dog teeth that make them worthwhile and then you see all the jewelry so I guess it's just fuel for or Still just pieces useless. for jewelry and necklace yeah and, it's and useless well, another thing that was funny is pigs have actual utility, right? Because you can eat them. And pigs were this tremendously valuable thing. They're really difficult to acquire, and you can trade human lives for them. But pigs are not the currency that you can buy wives with. You can only buy women with dog teeth, which, like, I don't understand that. Like, in my world, we yeah. really only have one currency. Or if we have multiple currencies, they can all be exchanged for that. There is no, like, dog teeth to pig exchange ratio in the <laughs> economy. And, and I was like, I don't get it. Why, why do you buy one with one and one with the other? I don't know. Yeah, it, doesn't, it really doesn't make sense. But like, it would, it's, it, it would ahead, make more it. sense if, like, the payment was, like, you have to build a treehouse. <clears throat> or, or you owe us, like, sure. ten, ten bags of that goo they eat. Or, you know, something Sago. like that. Yeah. Saga. Ugh. Those, uh, those, those are the uh, grubs. Those enormous grubs where, like, and this is, like, this speaks to the level of primitive, for how primitive they are, is to prepare for their big festival of eating grubs with other tribes. All they did is chop down a bunch of trees and then let trees rot and then come back, open them up, and hopefully there's a lot of grubs in there for them to eat. And it's like, yeah. and the, the narr or I think it was, I guess, whoever's narrating it, is like, this is the closest they get to agriculture, is chopping this down and then doing it. And it's like, holy shit. That is seriously Stone Age. Like, not even exaggerating. Like, they don't have any kind of agriculture. They don't, all of their axes are stone and, t and so shitty. Yeah. Like, it, it, they put their penises in gourds still, which... Well I don't. It doesn't look comfortable to me. The way the guy. Did you hear the guy describe the, how you get your dick in the gourd? He's like, yes. You twist your dick around, and then you cram it in there, and then you know it'll it'll feel better once it's in there. And it's like I don't I don't believe you. Yeah. Like, the concept of comfort. You sit in the rain and and barter with pigs' teeth for other men's wives. Yeah. Like, you know, dogs' teeth. When, <laughs> when Mark and oh, when Mark Taylor, and, you'll never get anything. I'll make a fool of myself. <laughs> When Mark and Ollie first got there, they were gonna hook Mark and Ollie up with a with a dick gourd, 
And uh, the, the the old guy goes, uh, "Did you guys see Ollie's penis?" And they're like, "No. What what's wrong with it? It is enormous. I don't think that any of the gourds are going to work." And they're like, "Oh, well, let's just skip." Oh, that I for forgot now the combi are Asian. <laughs> <laughs> they have very small penises, it seems, or at least maybe Ollie is hung like a horse. Like, like I don't, I don't think I ever saw Ollie's dick. But they're I, all very small people because none of them have yeah. got nutrition. Like, it's not like Most a of bunch them. of tall uh, black guys and then the tall white guys who are there. It's like very, very small people, like just lithe and small, but also very dense and strong looking. The kind of muscles you get from the same actions over and over, like like if you touched their bicep, even though it's not huge, like it would feel like a rock. The I women imagine. were strong. The old men yeah. were strong. You know, like it it wasn't like, oh yeah, this is Tommy. He'll be doing all the work from eighteen to forty and then we're gonna you know, then he'll have a kid who's capable of doing work. No, man, they all worked and they were all strong. And it was pretty another uh, another question here from the AMA. What's your favorite genre of music? If I had to pick one, I uh, I, I used to like I like old school stuff. Like I don't feel like there is any more rock music. I don't think that exists anymore. Fallout um, Boy. I, like I said, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, uh, I really like uh, two 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 genres that are kind of opposed to one another. I like old country, like country that's older than 1995. And preferably older than 1980. Like, like I, I like some Conway Twitty. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like I like some of those old. Uh, 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 I can I can I know the fucking words. Um, what's his name? I'm gonna look at. I, I and that that in rap. I, I like a lot of rap. Hmm. I have I have high taste in rap though. Like I only like the best. And I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of uh, of, of quality. I'm a big Jay Z fan. I think he's prob he's the best at it right now. Uh, I was formerly a huge Eminem. I still am a big Eminem fan. Uh, their uh, was it four 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 or something. The song that they do together is fucking awesome. And Eminem blows Jay Z out of the water, though he does that to everyone. Um, I, I want to find the. I went uh, through an Eminem phase too. I used to listen to it on my way to hockey, like as a pump which, up. Uh, pump up thing. Which yeah. album? I, I had a mixed thing. And I, I, I couldn't even tell you the names of the songs, but I could tell you the tracks. Like, oh, you got to go from one to three, six, seven, eight, nine, hotspot, 11 and 13. Those are what I'd listen to on the way to my, on the way to my hockey games. And uh, the, you know, the, the ones you're thinking of, I forget. Uh, your Moment, whatever. I don't know. I don't know my songs. Uh, that's, from the eight, that's from the 8 Mile so- soundtrack. Uh, uh-huh. I, I like this. I like the... Um, I liked uh, the Marshall Mathers LP. Uh, that was the first CD I ever purchased because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the Real Slim Shady was on there. Uh, and I know every single one of those songs by heart. There's some lyrics that, like, I don't know what the word is, but I can phonetically kind of <laughs> blah, 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 say yeah, just- it. Like, like, it, like, like uh, you know, I'm a criminal, an animal cage to turn crazy. But how the fuck are you supposed to grow up when you wouldn't raise? It just, just every fucking lyric of that shit is just, just ingrained in me at this point because it got looped. Every day it got looped at least twice. The whole mm. fucking album. On the way to school, it was playing. On the way back from school, it was playing. I'd get home and do homework. It was playing like constantly. And uh, the, the the Western music I was thinking of that's country Western is Marty Robbins. Uh, I, I, I know like he, he has stories that are ballads. And I like, uh, yeah, fuck you, Chiz. And I like, uh, like, I like nice stories. I like, I like songs that tell a story. So like he's got a song called Mr. Shorty about like this short cowboy who walks into a bar immediately gets disrespect 
he has to kill the man because you know there's a shootout and and the guy and and he's like yeah, it's always this way everywhere I go you know somebody wants to pick on me and I have no recourse but to do this and he kind of hangs his head and just leaves and that, that's his existence because he's like he's, you know he's this little fellow and then like he's got all these songs about writing like a man named that, Sue. Yeah, yeah. My daddy left home when I was three, and he didn't leave much to Ma and me, just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did, before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke, and it got a lot of laughs from lots of folk. Seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some guy would giggle, and I'd turn red, and some guy would laugh, and I'd bust his head. I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue. But I grew up quick, and I grew up mean. My fists got hard and my wits got keen. I roamed from town to town to hide my shame. Well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July. I just hit town and my throat was dry. I thought I'd stop and have myself a brute. I know this whole fucking song. Dude, like, yeah. When God was handing out the ability to remember movie lines and songs, he clearly gave Kyle my dose. Right? He's, <laughs> he's got double. I've got he, none. He like, overfilled that tire where he came back. He's like, oh, shit. Well, I guess I'll just skip the next one. Yes, <laughs> 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 I... <laughs> he was big and bent and gray and old, and I looked at him, and my blood ran cold. It was just that whole fucking... He has a fight with his dad. Like, If you've never heard Boy Named Sue, like you don't want to look that oh, one up. That's, I, that's, a big, that's a favorite of mine. All that Johnny Cash shit, uh, all of that stuff. It's um, not far from what I've been listening to. I, I, I put together a playlist I call Chill, and uh, lately that's all I've been playing. It's got like Beatles Blackbird on it, a couple Beatles songs, some James Taylor on it, some Grateful Dead. Um, chill stuff. Big, big Elton John fan. Uh, I, I know I know most of those songs, or at least the majority of them. Uh, I know most of the Beatles songs, or at least the, the definitely all the hits. Um, I, 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 I I like to sing along with the music. I think that helps with memorization because I'm I sing along. I never I don't just listen to music. Like I I, I kind of make it a joined experience. I'm, I'm singing and, I, and I'm I'm not embarrassed to sing in front of people. Like, I don't Clearly. think I'm a good singer. I, I carry a tune <laughs> a little bit. Like I'm not I'm not. Uh, but uh, you know, better than I, I average, like, but not a pro. Yeah, absolutely not. No, no. But you, you, uh, you get a lot of practice in your shower. I know because every once in a while, Kitty texts me a video <laughs> of you. Well, not a video. The video of your door, your bathroom door, and just the loud like songs of an angel, like just <laughs> booming out of there. Yeah. Like, do you have a Do you have a rotation that you you stick to where you have your yeah. Your main songs in the shower? Yeah. I, I sing songs that have like long notes and stuff. Uh, I sing Delta Dawn. Delta Dawn, what's that flower you had on? Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? And just, um, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm always singing something in there. Uh, depends how I'm feeling that morning. Uh, I feel like rapping is a little embarrassing because I because I know Kitty's out there, so I I stay away. <laughs> and Eminem's a little aggressive for for like the morning time when you just woke up and had your first cup of coffee. So I usually sing something kind of flowy and country, something like that. Hmm. Yeah, what, I wish I could you? sing. I yeah. wish I could too. Taylor I wish I could go. actually. Yeah, what oh, do you I, I mean, I listen to so little music. It's it's honestly weird. Like when people ask me, like, what kind of music do you listen to? I always like try and think, like, oh fuck. Uh, I like Muse a lot. I like that's a band that I like. I like uh, like calm kind of ratatat or pretty lights kind of music that you could. It doesn't have lyrics, and you can listen to it while you read. Um, I, I just all the hmm. audio I consume is podcasts or like debates or people talking about shit that's more interesting to me than music and and. I don't know. The whole point of me when I'm in my car, which is people where they do most of their music listening, I, I would think, yeah. is that I like getting 
Like, I like whatever seems like it's making the trip go the fastest. And for me, listening to a podcast or a conversation that's going to put me off in an, my own conversation in my head and, and thinking like that in that style is way, way faster than listening to music where I'm just like, like when I hear a song start, it's just like, all right, well, this will get me through the next four minutes, which will get me four miles down the road. Whereas yeah. if I'm listening to, you know, a podcast or a debate or something like it'll be like, huh, that's really interesting. Well, no, I, I, I disagree with that part of it, though, because this or like, oh, that was really funny. Like, oh, what would I have said in that situation if it's a comedy podcast? And then, I'll you know, you riff in your head and like practice things like that. And you think about it like it just for me, it's way easier to get lost in my own head without the music there. And then you just kind of, you know, I, I also do a lot of driving in silence like a sociopath is like I like to do a lot. I like getting my thinking done in the car. And so a lot of the times like on the way uh, to work or home from work or whatever, I'll just have nothing on. And sometimes I'll be out loud arguing to myself or saying something. And other times I'll just be kind of sitting there because I'm very annoying with myself and how I organize my days and stuff. I'm very list oriented and time oriented. And so I'll be like, all right, I should be home by 545. I'll spend the next 15 minutes tidying up that. I'll take my pre-workout 30 minutes after that. I'll start working out by the end of that. It'll be an hour later. I'll need to shower. That's 15 more minutes. And then like I try and like, even if I don't stick to it, I don't know why I just have a compulsion to try and structure hmm. things by time. So I did that when I just I don't was listen to a lot of music at my busiest, like when it, when I was at my complex busiest, Woody crap might've been my busiest, but it was just, it was simple all day, sit here and work constantly. But uh, mm -hmm. when I was like working during the day, going to school at night, had a side business, I structured my, like almost every minute like you do. Yeah. yeah. Now that I think about it. Comfortable. Like when you have a list and mm -hmm. like a schedule that you can maintain, like, I don't know. I just got more done. That's what it was for me. And it, sometimes it was time-based, like, like you talk about. Other times I just, like, these are today's goals, you know, and I, it, if I have a list there, then it's like, all right, what's next? And there's no like, oh, I didn't call that guy. I didn't do this thing because mm -hmm. you, you thought about it and planned it. I love getting ahead of my own schedule to where like I'll be like, oh, that, that'll probably take uh, 90 minutes or so. And then I'll finish something in like 30 minutes. And I'll be like, oh, what, what do I do with all this extra time? Hmm. I'm like, well, maybe I just forge right ahead to the next activity. I'll truncate the entire day. Or like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it makes me, Kyle, do you do that at all? Do you make lists in that kind of structure for your days and whatnot or you do you, that doesn't even cross your mind if i uh if i have something to do tomorrow i've got stuff to do um mm -hmm. i got a lot of stuff to do I've, uh, two trees fell down with the uh the storms that came through uh so my dad's bringing a uh, a truck and trailer over here and a chainsaw and uh so i've got to chop all those trees up throw those in the dumpster i've got to pressure wash uh the outside of the house i've got to cut the grass and uh, I've got to uh, box a bunch of stuff and move a bunch of furniture because I'm getting new flooring put in on the upstairs. So, like, tomorrow is one hell of a fucking busy day. So I'm going to take myself an Adderall when I wake up and, uh, and, and, and make a list. What's, what, what helps me about the list isn't so much as scheduling uh, the structure. That's not what it's about. It's about putting, it on, putting my thoughts to paper and making them real, putting them in the physical world. Yeah. I feel like that's beneficial. Uh, but also very satisfying to check things off that list. And oh, I you, love checkmarks. You, 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 you draw the, you fucking, some, you know, if you're angry, you, know, you hold that pencil like a goddamn caveman. You, fuck mm. you, you know, whatever, pressure washing Tree the windows. Right. Tree, oh, I'm going to enjoy that. You know, chainsaw work. Dude, like pressure washing, the chainsaw work. I, as you're going through your list, I'm like, those are things that healthy Woody would really enjoy. <laughs> uh, but then you yeah, got to I, moving furniture, and I was like, yeah, you can keep that one. <laughs> I enjoy moving furniture because I, 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 I'm pretty good at it. Like, like I've got a, a really large uh, dresser over here. You know, it's 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 a nice armoire. 
Yes. No, it's four. Uh, you know, it's four um, drawers, uh, and, and there's two on. There's two rows of them, so eight total drawers, and it's it's what I've got my television on, and uh, it's incredibly heavy. Not quite as heavy as my television, which will definitely require help. But like, because I live here with Kitty, a feeble woman, everything that's heavy has to be a one man operation. Every every single time. So, like, I've learned to do this stuff on my own. So, like, a dresser, I know. All right, get everything out of the drawers and then flip that motherfucker upside down on its, on its top. The top's smooth. That slides on carpet like butter. I can move <laughs> this, like, 300-pound dresser by, like, like, as quickly as I can run. Like, I just start, start pushing it, sliding on the carpet, and it's, it's across the house in just a minute, you know? It's, and, and, like, it's funny being the only strong person around. Not that I'm tremendously strong, but I'm more than twice as strong as Jackie. Yeah. So, like, if something weighs 75 pounds, we might both carry it. If something weighs 100 pounds, she might get the other side. But if it were to weigh, like, 125 or 150 pounds, it's like, well, can you move over? You know, <laughs> I'm trying to get this. Uh, like, yeah. she's, uh, she can't do that side. So then it becomes a one-man job. Yeah, I, I, I've been conscripted into helping... A few people move already this summer, or I guess over the summer since summer's kind of winding down. And I don't mind that much. I just really, really hate it when I go into someone's place. Like it was like, I guess a month ago now that I was going to a friend's place who had a pool. And I was like, oh, we'll go swimming. And they were, and he was like, well, my friend who lives across the way needs some help moving real quick. Do you mind? And I'm like, no, I'm like whatever. That's okay. And so I walk over there and I'm expecting it to be some furniture and a bunch of boxes packed up. And it's just like loose shit sitting around. And it's like, oh, my God, if you're going to ask for help, have it have it together. Have it ready. And so it was like, like, yeah, exactly, Chiz. That's not moving. You're in the packing stage. Oh, like when, when my movers show up, like, with, like I make sure everything's in a box. Or if I do have people over, I'm not telling them, yeah, and grab that like loose TV that's not in a box and carry that down and then pick up these my magic card collection. Like, no. Like all I ended up doing was just helping him with big furniture. So I was I just have, like, no, I'm not going to help you pack. I have I three requirements. Three requirements. If you're going to be moved, this is how you do it. One, like Taylor said, have your shit packed. Two, when you load it into the truck, either know what the fuck you're doing or step aside. And here's the hint, big stuff first. If you take all the boxes, put them into the back of the truck, and think you're a fucking Tetris master when dealing with all of these one-by-one -one cubes, you're not. If you want to be a Tetris master, put the table in there, the couch in there, and then fill in all the boxes around it, you'll get a much denser packing. Yeah. So that, that's two. The third one is, on the unloading phase... Direct us to where you want things. Don't just shrug your shoulders and not know. I mean, it, it's, it's for both of us. You know, say, ah, oh, upstairs, second bedroom. People will go there. Your unpacking will be 100 times easier, and the unloading is 100 times easier. If you're a yeah. girl who can only carry lampshades, that's your job. Direct traffic. You're, you're so much more useful than yeah. picking up lampshades. And at the same time, don't start reorganizing shit while we're still moving in. When me and my buddy are carrying your couch... And we, he goes, put it there. And we put it somewhere. And he's like, actually, no, turn it this way. It's like, na da 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 It's here. <laughs> this is your fucking problem. You can put it wherever you want. I'm Let me ask you this. I'm taking all your shit in the living room and just putting it in a pile in the middle. And then you deal with it. If that's you what were, I would it, do. No, if no, no, no. Ah, no. oh, see, I'm not there. I don't want a big pile in the living room. No, no, no. 
Tell me which room it goes in. No, no, of living room stuff, I mean. Like, oh, when I they follow. say, this okay. is in the living room. It's like, it gets to the living room, yes. and then I'm not doing the fucking feng shui uh, <laughs> water garden thing for you. I but, agree. Let me that? ask you this. What do you think a proper reimbursement is if you're going to help a, a, a somewhat, like a work friend, move his entire house? And we're talking about, we're put, taking all his shit, putting it in a U-Haul, following the U-Haul 20 minutes across town, unloading it and putting it into the house there are three total trips he has heavy oaken furniture Here, by, the end of the day, by the end yeah this is, a, this is a co-worker by the end of the day you have blisters here, how much what compensation would you expect i'm pretty cheap but here's what i'd want uh probably two meals uh and they can't be pizza and all the water i can drink i mean that's a really reasonable request i think i would want yeah, you're right. One or two good meals, and then because you work with them, like a monetary thing doesn't make any sense, and you wouldn't want that anyway, I don't think. But I would want the un the understood knowledge between us that when I called in a favor that was moving or that was inconvenient or that took a whole Saturday reviews in the office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that it would absolutely be like, okay, I'm there for you. That sounds shitty, and it's going to take all Saturday. But I remember you did that for me. So I got uh... really it's more more than the dinners. It's that favor that I would want, like, when I'm in a pinch. Well, he tried his best. He was a Russian man, and, and Sergey gave me a 12-pack of beer, and then later on he invited me to a rape barbecue. A rape barbecue? Hmm. And what, what happens how, there? How much is a rape barbecue worth? Is that more or less than a BLT? Oh, <laughs> about, 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 30, about 35 to life, I would estimate. Uh, yeah, no, you no, know... I've never heard of a rape barbecue. Oh, I've told this story. Midwest, I've, so I've heard of all different kinds of barbecue. In this. Yeah, I, I've told this story far too many times, but basically it was 4th of July, and Sergey invited me to come over to his barbecue, and I assumed that, oh, shit, yeah, it'll be me and Sergey, and I bet like five or six co-workers and two or three neighbors' families, and I met I met Sergey's wife and kids because I helped them move into their new place, and this is going to be great. I love barbecues, and he's telling me about all the food, the potato salad, the hot wings he's hooking up, his special recipe. He's talking about he's, he's going to break out the good Nemirov, Ukrainian vodka. He's, he was Ukrainian, not exactly Russian, but he's talking about the little pickles that they eat. You do a shot and you eat the little gloss and pickle or whatever it is. And I'm like, shit, man, this sounds great. I'm down. And, you know, I show up to his house and all the windows have trash bags taped over them so that the neighbors won't see when Jeanette gets there. Jeanette's the uh, the uh, secretary or, or the, the greeter at the door. Um, and uh, and Sergey's family's not there. And and uh, there's no co-workers there, and there's no neighbors there, and it, it, I, it's me and Sergey. It's me and Sergey sitting at a table with uh, all this food. It, oh, quite a feast. Wonderful hot wings. He, he did mm. have a good recipe. Big jar of pickles, and they do go well with that honey pepper vodka. And some intentions of rape, it seemed. And did you so, stick around uh, for more wings? Well, she put up one hell of a fight. I'm going to tell you right now. No, oh, no. Um, no. So what I what I did was I stayed there all night drinking and eating with him, and I texted Jeanette not to come. Uh, that, that's exactly what I did. And we drank that entire bottle of Ukrainian vodka, and then we switched over to uh, I don't remember what the other kind of vodka was because I just had split a half a bottle of Ukrainian vodka, and uh, I slept in his young son's room, who was of course away because of rape barbecue. This must I, be a long-standing Ukrainian tradition. <laughs> he might have well, come up with it on the spot for all we know. Or I was just this fucking maniac <laughs> who throws yeah. rape and pickle barbecues. I, I, I have a rape story. Um, I bet you do. 
<laughs> Father of five taxi driver was shunned by local Muslim community after student, 22, falsely accused him of groping her when he refused to accept a kebab-soaked $10 note. So here's the deal. There's this, uh, you know, 22-year-old student. She was majoring in criminal justice. So maybe she knew a thing or two. And uh, she was drunk off her ass and, I guess, um, rude to the driver. And she gave him a, uh, a $10 bill that was soaked with kebab juice, which I guess is pig-related. I don't know. Kebab to me is just a stick. You can stick anything on it. But Oh, I didn't think about the pig thing. Yeah, so because he was Muslim, he, he said, look, I can't accept that $10 bill. And she got irate. And at first, she just started doing silly things like opening all the doors. He's an Uber driver. I left that out. So she like opened every door in the car and like, what are you going to do now? And he's like, ah, shut the doors, I guess. And uh, eventually, she accused him of, groping her rape. i guess I, I i thought it was rape the first time i read through but um it looks the, the headline says that he accused her of groping her um fortunately there was some proof like video proof that that cleared him and she got six months in jail 18 months in jail what does it say uh i would need to scan this real quick but she definitely got like legit jail time not as much as he would have yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, that's good that she got punished. That's not cool. Yeah, I saw that too. I, I'm big, uh, big. I really dislike the false uh, rape allegations. They are. I don't like rape, despite my friend Sergey. He's not my friend anymore. Just to be mm-hmm. clear, I haven't, I haven't seen that man in about. Ever since the uh, rape barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, virtually. You know, like eleven years since I've uh, seen old Sergey. But uh, he, I'm sure he's out there, you know, doing his thing. Let's hope he has um, less sex drive now. 11 years ah, gone by. <laughs> throwing you crazy. 16 months. I got the answer. I had to know. Uh, she's she's going to be in jail for 16 months. And by the way, it's not like probation or anything. That 16 months. That's a legit jail term, Good. I feel like. I, I used to be like, ah, oh, you know, she should get whatever he would have, you know, for making it up. I don't know. I feel like that's right. And it, like You were talking about the false rape, right? I hate that. It, it's a kind of aggression. And I feel like, I don't know what the number is, you know, 49 times out of 50, when someone says they were raped, they probably were, you know, 49, change it to robbed. Okay. Make it robbed then. My cop friend says that, that it's 50, 50. And so when he gets to, and he says, when he gets to one of those scenes, he says, it's up in the air. We just have to look at the evidence there and hope that there are witnesses or video proof or something. He's like, cause it's 50, 50 most of the time. That's horrible to hear. That's I, what he told me. Because I don't think I, it's know. that for robbing, right? I, I bet if, if someone says, hey, officer, this was just stolen from me. Most of the time it was. I bet. Yeah. You know, I don't think people just make that up, especially with yeah. a person. Like, that guy it, stole this from me. I bet he did. And there are various different kinds of false rape accusations. Of course, there's the, the most egregious, which is when you're just like, oh, Fuck you, motherfucker. I'm going to go tell tell on you. I'm going to go make up the, a horrible lie on you mm-hmm. and, and ruin your life. But then there's also the girl who sleeps with a guy and then later regrets it. And, uh, and, and maybe and she calls that rape to save her honor to some extent. You know, that's a that's a we, I, there are stories <clears throat> about that that go back, you know, thousands of years that that, that, that happens. It's happened throughout there's, history. There's the mixed signal, you know, where. Maybe he thought he had the go-ahead, but he really didn't, and you know, just a total confusion. The struggles might might give you away. You well, and my, I'm picturing a drunk situation here. Ah, you know? well, then, well, now 
see, that's a real sticky situation. That was the, mm-hmm. that's where I was going next. Is okay. that you know, like legally speaking, it seems uh, you know, and I don't know, but it seems that like if she's intoxicated to virtually any extent. That, and she says that, you know, sex happened and she didn't want it, that it, it seems like it's rape. And I've even seen instances where both parties were raped, were, excuse me, were, were intoxicated, were drunk, and the man is still accused of rape. And it, and it even goes through, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a weird fine line. You almost need to be like PC principal and, and be like, I need, I need you to confirm that you're mm. down for me to pound that puss <laughs> here, you know. It's, I, the, uh, one other one I really, really don't like is when it's totally consensual, but they're too young. Uh, that's that sucks too, you know. Where it's two, like two two sixteen year olds or something. Yeah, two fourteen year olds, and uh, it's like, all right, he raped her because she wasn't old enough, or he or was he? And it's like, how is that rape? Yeah, it's it's so weird with that, and we've we've talked about that a bunch mm-hmm. of times. But but you know, as the ages go, we, there, there's emotional uh, you know age, and there, there's physical age. Uh, that that can be taken into play. But there's also this this whole sliding scale. Well, all right, she's fourteen, he's seventeen. Ooh, uh, well, she's 15, he's 18. Eh, she's 16, he's 19. Eh, you know, and yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, like, like you, you just, and, and you move either of those numbers up and down, sometimes by six months or, or, or a month, you know, just so you can say, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm 17. Well, you, you're a month away from being 18. Does that matter? You know, it's, 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 it's a weird thing, and there's, there's so many different opinions on it. And, and, of course, you know, there's so much victimization. There's so much false accusation. There's, so, there's too much stuff blown out of proportion. There's so many instances of parents uh, pressing those charges when the girl is like, no, 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 I love him. There's, there, there, it's, it's just such a mixed bag of stuff, and, and we hate rapists. And I, and I don't just mean society. I mean, the three of us fucking hate rapists. You know, there's not one of us who doesn't have a mother or a sister or a, a grandmother. And, and, and you know, uh, we hate fucking rapists. We hate men who take advantage of women and, and wrong them in that way. It's a horrible, horrible thing, even though, as Woody says, they're built for it. Right, Woody? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have a sister, so, hey, they're fair game. Oh, my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Going to double down on this one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't envy the position of, of sitting in judgment of that or trying to figure out the rights and wrongs of that, you know, because it, it, it's such a weird thing. And, and clearly rape is rape is rape. But then there are these borderline cases that we just described where it's just like a real head scratcher as to has someone been wronged? Has, has some innocence been stolen? Or was this a case of star-crossed lovers? Is this Romeo and Juliet? Would these, would these people, you know, go... It le- if left to their own accord, would these people have gotten married three years later and lived the rest of their lives together and had a family and been productive members of society? You know, like, like sometimes, absolutely. And sometimes, no, that guy was a douchebag. He's taking advantage of manipulating that young lady who's not emotionally capable sure of, of making these decisions. She's, she, she's, she's nowhere near that. And he just happens to be an advanced, you know, 18-year-old. This isn't just your average 18-year-old boy. This... You have you spoken to him? You sit in that room with that kid? That ain't no fucking kid. That kid, that that's not a regular kid. That 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 that, that kid's smart and in a scary way, you know. Like there's plenty of those. That yeah, I, I would just fifty fifty blows me away that it's fifty fifty on these rapes being real or false. That, uh, that's that's a real PK statistic. I, I'm okay. not standing by that number. I'm uh-huh. just telling you that's what I was told by a law. You heard it here first from Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't put that stain on me. I, I'm literally telling you like like, like this is something I was just told by a cop. I, take 
for what it's worth. I'm sure there are actual statistics out there, biased as they may or may not be, that you could research and find better That's information. The thing. So I've seen stats like, oh, they're 98% true. And by the way, there's another gazillion cases out there that just don't get reported at all because they don't want to deal with it, feel like they'd be embarrassed, and it's not a strong enough case, even though they know they're right. Like, there's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't accuse someone of rape, just because it's going to come back on you, and you're going to have to prove it. And, and you know, like, and I, I, I really dislike the amount of, uh, and this kind of falls into the domestic violence slash rape category, you know, any sort of thing. I, I feel like men are a disadvantaged uh, group of people in that regard. You know, there's, I, I feel like as a white man, uh, mm. uh, you know, a member. It is of a, the toughest of all game modes. Look, well, I mean, but, if you're just talking about male and female, then courts, yeah, they absolutely rule in favor of women more often than men. Yeah, I feel like in so many ways, despite public opinion, that the white man, and I don't, because I am one, is is kind of have a, we have a lot of fingers pointed at us and a lot of prejudice against us and a lot of preconceived ideas about us that that really disadvantage us in a lot of ways that that no other group has to. And the worst part is we're the only group, we're one of the very few groups that can't complain about it. It's like shut the fuck up, bro. Like like what do you, you know? You what other group is there? White women. That's not true. White women can can play the sexism card. No, I, I'm just I'm like saying, a Hillary Clinton. Oh, you're talking about like a court thing. I, I, no, what? what I was saying was that like confused now. White men have the most privilege, right? As men, members of the uh, patriarchy or whatever, and then white women have the uh, a little less privilege. You think? I would have gone with uh, Jewish men. Straight white man, uh, straight white woman. And uh, and then it goes down from there. I would say with your uh, with you know the amount of privilege you supposedly have or do not. I have. don't know who's winning the hierarchy today. Like mm. I I have no idea. It seems is. that like right now Muslims and LGBT are vying for that number one spot, like to on the on the top of the higher. I'm talking about on top of the victim hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, like first of yeah. all, I'm a fan of your LGBT thing. You left out several letters. Yeah, there's like so many other ones though. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't remember. People. There's the, t, the the T and the Q, and there's like yeah. I think there's two or three Qs and a couple of Is. Yep, maybe an A. I think there's a couple Ts and a Q, and then beyond. I don't know. They should they can't have an acronym. I, oh, I know Chiz. I I I knew long but that long many. I, I, <laughs> yeah, trust. he's non-binary questioning. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you guys. Uh, you guys want to call it a show? Yeah, Sarah Connor returning. It's it's or, or uh, Linda Hamilton. It's also James Cameron returning to make the next Terminator film. Oh, woohoo! <laughs> Do we have anybody who we need to to speak to, Kyle? Well, working yeah. out. We always do. Check out uh, Beachbody. All you do is send that text. Get signed up for all that information, uh, all that content, all that supportive uh, structure, uh, the uh, the uh, all that good stuff. The Casper, of course. Sleep good at night. Yeah, you'll get the best rest you've ever had. Nature Box. Three free snacks. Three free snacks. I can't stress how that's naturebox.com slash PK and get your free snacks, you fools. And uh, <laughs> sign up for Patreon because we're ha- we just had a overabundance, if that's even a possibility, of uh, hangouts going on. And I fucking love hanging out with you guys. And I'm not just saying that. I really enjoy it. It's, it's one of my favorite. Like when it's coming up and somebody's like, hey, uh, can you come do this thing or do you want to do this thing? I'm like, nah doing a, uh, this fan hangout thing today. Such a weird, eclectic group of guys. I really enjoy it. I, I like listening to you guys' stories and shit. And it's fun just chilling with... It's like it's, it's nice to see who's on the other side of this thing we're doing. It's, yeah. uh, it's cool. It is really cool. That's Very it. Good. 
PKA. Shit. Hutch is a great guest. 353. Yeah, check that out.